Hello there, fake nerds. We are back after a long hiatus. Uh, another break. We are we are just in the thick of life happening to all four of us. Um, and so we are back once again because it is news of the news of the news of the news for Disney. Uh, we are doing D23 Expo 2022 as our topic. We're going to get into some Alien versus Predator comics today. I am Sparks Witty, and I'm joined as always by Ben Magnet. So much news. All the news. My God. And of course, Ryan Eliopoulos. So is it a problem that I haven't seen the first, the D1 through 22 before being no, on this? No, not no? a problem okay. at all. It's mm-hmm. not like the MCU? No, y'all good. Y'all good. All right, cool, cool, cool. If, if think of the D23 as like Final Fantasy. You don't have to worry about the other ones to get to enjoy this one. Okay, thank you. And then Brandon T. McClure. Hello, hello. I'm here too. You are here too. I'm just, I'm just sitting here waiting for my, waiting for my weed to kick in. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 uh, I decided to get high today because you know what? I deserve it. You, you do. do deserve it. Yes, Brandon's. Uh, our hearts are with Brandon. Um, everything that's going on, bud. Love you. Um, I'll get into that in my week. Just not a lot. Sure. I just I'll mention what's been going on in my week. Um, but we do have links before we get into the weeks, um, our, our our weeks. Just a couple of uh, uh, links as as, as uh, we all just collectively open some cans and bottles. Should I get one I too? I no, it's just, it's it's so echoey in this room. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should have brought my Coke Zero. Um, all right, and uh, uh, so Ryan has an invisible bottle. You don't know which what I'm drinking unless you're a is, pro gamer, which is really funny for um, for audio listeners because he they won't know that he's got a bottle at all. And you know what? At this at the same time, neither do video video watchers. It's amazing technology. Am I right, guys? Something there. Um, all right, so we do have some links in the description. Um, last episode, I can't even say last week, but the last episode that we did, we um, you know we were strapped for time, so we put She Hulk in the episode, our first episode of Fake Nerds Watch. She-Hulk episodes one and two. We're in that episode. If you missed that episode, that uh, has been removed from that episode and put as its own Fake Nerds Watch episode so you can experience it without all the hullabaloo before and after. So that's linked below. You can just check out our our one through our one and two episode of She-Hulk. Got a blood transfusion to Fake Nerds Watch over there. And uh, uh, we will do two and three, uh, three and four soon. Um, mm-hmm. so stay tuned for that. Can't wait. Um, BAPM is back. For those of you who don't know, Baseball Arcade Pause Menu is BAPM in my book. Um, BAPM Ben, uh, t- talk, talk to us about BAPM. You mean, yeah, Baseball Arcade Pause Menu. So we had a new it's episode. I've said that. BAPM, yeah, we had a new episode drop two weeks, two Fridays ago. And that was, I was joined by Patrick Burkhouse of Retro Blast Podcast, friend of the show, and also Donnie G Retro from the gamers week podcast and we that just was talked two weeks about ago? that was two weeks ago oh my god i listened to that and i was like that was two weeks ago man time what what happens it's time is a construct my friend and yeah we just talked about games we didn't like and it was and we didn't like go too hard i went really hard on Mega Man x7 but that's because that game deserves it but other than that it was it was a fun conversation we just talked about it and we also talked about like yeah well i mean a lot of people kind of go hard on games and and it's like because you know, the internet be the internet. Negativity, unfortunately, thrives. But, I mean, hey, these are games we don't like for X, Y, and Z. And if you like them, that's cool. Very cool. So that episode is available 
Did I do? Did I make that an audio? I might have not put that in audio. Audio coming soon. Um, I forgot my laptop charger, um, but so it's coming soon, guys. Also, I realized recently I also didn't put Nope or your your Sparks and Ryan review of Nope on the audio feed. Very sorry. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fix that problem. I'm gonna fix that mistake. That's okay. Um. Uh, okay, and personally wise, Ben, uh, just I forgot to ask you this when we recorded. You didn't have anything published in the last two weeks, correct? Not yet. Um, okay. Although, I mean, in, in uh, what should we call it? Published electronically? No. Physical, on the other hand. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know that. Very yeah, cool. it actually just came out in the mail this week, and let me try and find it. This has got to be one of my favorite pictures because I only wrote a small little thing. It's a fusion fail on Mega Man X7. How cute. And this was, and this is, uh, I mean, you can't see it, but that's the cover. That's the actual game being sold. This was, this picture was taken at SoCal Gaming. Uh, I want to say 2017, 2018. It was a long time ago, but yeah, I sent the picture to the editor and they were saying, hey, you should, uh, it's like, hey, if you can use this picture, you can. They're like, oh, we're going to use this picture. All right. Ben, was this at the the small uh, SoCal gaming location that I went with you with? No, the, you. No. This was at the Ontario Convention Center. So unfortunately, you didn't. This was the one uh, where you guys didn't get. This was the year where the um, where the Super Bowl happened. It was like the same day as the Super Bowl between the the Falcons and the Patriots. I forget what year that was. Uh, for those listening, uh, it was Fusion Gaming Magazine that he mm-hmm. had uh, uh, an article published in the physical magazine. It's out now. Very cool, Ben. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, speaking of magazines, let me just say um, the Kaiju Ramen issue, my my latest article for Kaiju Ramen about Dawn of the Monsters, kind of the in-depth breakdown of that of that game, that's still in the description below. Um, probably going to be the last week it's there until the physical copy comes out, and then I'll tell you guys when the physical copy is coming out. But the digital is available uh, forever and ever and ever. Uh, KaijuRamen.com, link in the description or just on the website. Um, I had a couple things pr- uh, published in the last two weeks from Screen Rant. Uh, a Cobra Kai article. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai season five yet, I broke down season four, some of the big deal stuff that happened in season four. Um, that was a lot of fun to revisit because I also forgot a lot of stuff that happened in Cobra Kai season four. Have they gotten the Cobras out of the dojos yet? No. You know, interestingly that you said that. So we do have a flashback to Crease's origin. Do you know Crease? He's the guy who runs Cobra Kai and, and Karate Kid. Oh. So he, he comes back, and so we flash back to his origin story when he learns where, where he learned karate from his uh, from his um, uh, sergeant in the military, and then they get captured. Uh, they're captured in Vietnam and forced to do karate uh, over uh, on a. They're forced to do a karate for the enjoyment of the um, uh, Vietnam uh, Viet Cong, or I don't know what the military they were fighting, but they have to do it on a log over a pit filled with snakes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm into but it. They finally, they finally did it. They finally managed to make Cobra Kai make sense. All right, Ip Man. Um, and then there's two Dragon Ball Super articles that I did that I published. There's one that's a um, a uh, just kind of the references that were that I spotted in Dragon Ball Super superhero. Um, I believe that list is only eight. Could be ten. I don't remember for sure. Um, but that was a lot of fun to write because I really like that movie. Um, and I really like Dragon Ball, so that was cool. Anytime I get to write about Dragon Ball, it's a lot of fun. Um, speaking of Dragon Ball, um, Android. What, what's the Android? The, the superhero Androids' names? What are their names again? I forgot. Gamma. 
Gamma, Beta Alpha. and Gamma, they got added to uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, which is a game that's almost six years old at this point. And that game, anytime there's Dragon Ball content, they're like, there you go. And I'm like, that's cool. That, that game just will always be supported no matter what until the dawn of time, I feel like. It's their excuse for not doing until Xenoverse 3. 3. Yeah, until Xenoverse 3. Um, and then I did a uh, manga. I just I recently caught up with the manga, as I mentioned in one of my weeks in the past. Um, so I, I wrote a list about some of the really cool stuff that has happened since Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, I really enjoyed the manga uh, elements. Um, I disagree with some, with some of the fandom about, about Bardock's inclusion, personally. Um, but uh, so I wrote about some of the some of the cool stuff there. So if you guys want to read that, those are all available on Screen Rant, and of course, there's more going to be published soon. Um, and then I, you know, before everything kind of went to shit for me, I was uh, I was back with the Infinity Saga pieces. My Infinity Saga pieces returned, uh, so revisiting the Infinity Saga number thirty something or another. I don't remember thirty three. That sounds right. Um, where I talked about Trevor Slattery. The Mandarin, basically just the reveal of um, the fact that the Mandarin, that Trevor Slattery wasn't the Mandarin, um, the 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 reveal that broke a lot of people's brains. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> um, obviously, I really like Iron Man three. I really like that moment. Um, but I did talk about some of the backlash towards that moment, kind of how it split the fandom. It was really the first time that it split the fandom in the MCU because up until that point, like everyone was going hot and heavy with the MCU and then that happened and then people were, then uh, it started, we started to see kind of a divide happen. Um, so that was a lot of fun to, to kind of write. It's my longest so far, probably my most in depth at this uh, at this point. Um, so yeah. That was, that was a fun little moment in time. This was before I knew y'all, y'all, mm -hmm. but I was still a nerdy, nerdy little little bitch. Um, uh, everyone's like, "That's off the Mandarin," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you guys love the Mandarin. <laughs> Iron Man's the Mandarin. Give me a break. Shut up." The pounding on my keyboards, Cheeto stains. You know how. It was. What was the last? What was the latest thing that happened when the people were like, "Oh, what did they do to the Wrecking Crew?" Um, well, that one <laughs> might be different because I might have made a black guy into a white guy, so that one's different. Oh, that's fair. I did not that's notice different. that. He might be a different character, but that's we don't know yet. But that mm -hmm. is, yeah. But also, who cares about the Wrecking Crew? No, but that is still also true. Um, okay, so that's that's all the links that, that are down below. Check them out. Um, as things kind of settle in my life, I will get back to my writing. So stay tuned for more Infinity Saga pieces as I can get to them. Um, that's it. Who wants to go first of their week? I'll go. Uh, two weeks, not that much. I'm officially no more job at this place. I'm moving within within a week which is exciting to me i can revisit all my friends again all my other friends from other jobs in southern california just being a place that i i want to you know i want i want to be at no offense to the people here i love them um but uh i only did a couple things uh i'm still playing multiverses i won't talk about it a lot uh they've added two characters uh they've added morty and they've added gizmo not a big fan of morty big fan of gizmo love gizmo that little that little guy is so annoying i love him um and it makes me really excited for Stripe, who is the evil, the evil uh, uh, gremlin who's coming later in the season. He's probably going to be more like a striker assassin guy, where uh, Gizmo is more of like a support. Like he attaches to your back and he fires arrows and he gets make people catch on fire and shit. Um, really good. Multiverses is great. Continues to be great. Um, I watched. I'm trying to watch more spooky movies, but I only got in one the, uh, uh, this this calendar season of Fake Nerds podcast. Um, and I watched X Ty West X uh, because Pearl. 
the the prequel Pearl is coming out soon. And X is very much a uh, takes place in the 70s, very much Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired, but it's super sexy. It's about the porn industry in the 70s. Uh, great performances, great character acting stuff, like, you know, like, you know, cheesy porn stars with, with mustaches, with southern accents, you know, like, and like super, super ditzy, like girls in the south, like, you know, like the type of fun stuff you think of like 70s exploitation movies. Um, really great uh, 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 gore and violence, you know, like Ty West. He's very. Uh, he's done House of the Devil, and he's done a couple other things that are really like he showed you some br- brutal shit. Some like 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 uh, Air- Ari Aster, like oh no, you're gonna see a head get caved in. It's real bad. Um, great movie, great movie, and it makes me so excited for Pearl, um, which takes place 70 years before the, this movie does, which is really cool and exciting. Which doesn't really tell you anything about X, which is cool because you guys had to see how it takes place so much for, uh, in, in the past. It's really cool. Um, and apparently Pearl's getting great reviews, even better reviews. And I'm like, hell yeah. So excited. He wants to make a trilogy of crazy, crazy, uh, sex fueled monster ladies. And I'm like, I'm all about it. Thank you for that. Tight West. Um, and then, um, I don't think I did very much else to be honest, guys. I read a lot of comics with just various on Marvel Unlimited. Um, I got back into destiny two for about six hours and then I'm just like, I can't just too much. I can't do this. And then I, and then I, and I dropped it. Um, I did something very very spicy y'all i i needed room because i redownloaded cyberpunk 2077 on the ps5 and i needed to delete a game and i deleted marvel's avengers oh it's finally time it was finally time and they're even giving away giving away free mcu costumes right now and i don't and i'm just like until y'all get your shit together i can't (laughs) destroy this game because you're taking up 100 gigs on my 500 gig ps5 system so had to go start playing cyberpunk again but i'll have updates about that in the future when i move into my new house with my big tv um i'll probably think of something else i did this week i'm sure i did one other thing but until then oh i'm still watching house of the dragon and she hulk and those are still great but we're gonna talk about those on the show eventually so i'll pass the reins has anyone i'm sure i'm I'm sure has anyone started lord of the rings yet no i'm i'm waiting until (laughs) I can watch it on my 4K. Also, Sparks has a uh, he 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 he. There's a nice new big TV coming to our house, and he calls it the fuck Ooh. off TV. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch it on the big F off TV. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. The what now? I, I, a, I said it. It's a 77 inch OLED. Oh yeah, I want to watch it on that guy. Oh yeah, my parents have that have that TV. It's a it's a good one. Oh. Yeah, so I'm oh, going to wait to get my rings of power on, probably. I'm going to enjoy coming over to your house for movie night. That's oh, going to be a I, fun I looked up his house. I don't mean to make this about his house all of a sudden, but I looked up his house on Zillow after he gave me the after he gave me the address. I was like, oh, are you shitting me? That's your house? You should have, when he showed me, like the, a few weeks ago when uh, Sparks and I went to Frankenstein's and he was showing me pictures of his new place, I'm just like, that backyard is insane, my guy. Yeah. And it's when an I, insane backyard. Yeah, I told Fanny that, hey, we're going to be living in his backyard for a summer. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I told her, and she was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to live there now. Uh, stay tuned for, for future episodes uh, in that house. Yeah. 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 Sparks yeah. is a wonderful person, and he deserves wonderful things. And I'm just happy I get to even get to touch it. So I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. I'm also happy I get to enjoy it. <laughs> Can I go next cool. with me? Because I don't have a whole lot. Sure. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just very briefly talk about Lord of the Rings. Um, I love it. I'm having an absolute blast. Great, I great. think it's it's 
Um, I think it's great. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is definitely the most expensive television show ever made. Um, I haven't watched this this last week's episode, like the the, the most current episode, but episodes one and two, I really enjoyed. Um, pretty much all the people who are saying bad things about it, um, you can LF off, and I think it's fun. I'm having a great time with it. Right. I'm, oh, really, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. So yeah, House of the Dragon also really good. But the, the cool thing about Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon is that got me really into Elden Ring again. Mm-hmm. I I didn't undownload it, but I haven't touched it for a while because I was playing Cult of the Lamb for the longest time. I also have a review of it coming out in Fusion in about two months. And it's um it's and I got back into Elden Ring and Elden Ring's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. what what can we not say that we haven't said 20, 50 times on the show already? Um, I reached Millennia. Yep. Ryan knows who Millennia is. Yeah, that's that's the only boss I haven't I haven't beat yet. I know who Millennia is. I know. Yeah, she, I haven't seen oh, her. Yeah. I know her. <laughs> you know who she is. You <laughs> just know uh, her. I personally, as a character in Elden Ring, have not encountered her. Yeah, because uh, I ran. Yeah, uh, she's hard as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first time I the first time I fought her, I summoned two extra people in to help me. We got through her first stage totally fine. I'm like, cool. And then her second stage happened. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Second state, when she goes into her second phase, she just dive bombs you and like kills you instantly. Yeah, she bad. So I'm like, yeah, I was this close to beating her. I haven't beaten her yet. I was this close, but I got too greedy and she got me. This is is Ben's new Valkyrie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty. Like when when she. I got that reference. She is. She definitely is my new Valkyrie. Melania is tougher than the Valkyries. She might be the toughest boss in any video game i've ever played in my life i was um i was streaming with grayson and grayson was talking about millennia and i was like and he was like dude what if millennia and sephiroth fought i'm like i'm pretty sure someone made a character a sephiroth-esque character in elden ring they actually are I'm, pretty similar yeah wings they and, are yeah, yeah. you kidding me her sword sephiroth sword they're the same they're almost the same thing so when she popped up fanny was watching me fight her and i was just like sephiroth so Brandon, uh, Melania, she uh, she has a prosthetic arm and she has a blade, almost like Baraka, but it's like detached and it's attached by like uh, like an anchor and she can like whip it around, like almost like a scissor and use it as like a, as like a weapon. She's she's so cool. She is. That's, really cool. She's, that's why she's all in all the cutscenes. She's the coolest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Besides that, Cult of the Lamb also really good. I'm on the last boss for Cult of the Lamb, so almost beating, almost ready to beat that game. And. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing, uh, media-wise. Just been watching more of the Rings, playing, trying to play as much Elden Ring as humanly possible, getting some writing done, uh, planning because I am officially going to Portland next month, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I saw that, uh, Ben. I forgot to ask you again before we started recording. Do you have a paper? Do you have a pen and paper near you? Yes. Take take minutes when we do when we do segments. Uh, write down the time codes because I don't have my lap. I don't have my second laptop, which is where I edit these episodes. So I'm going to need you to to at least upload them for me. Okay. I appreciate it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk more after the after the show. Sparks. I can go. Next? Yeah, I don't have a lot. Um, my my life is full of moving and school and work and then two of my best friends having a baby so like it's been a whole thing two yeah two there's who's the second one? Oh wait wait they're a family michael and megan are both my best friends i'm with (laughs) you the people i was formerly living with their son is here um 
I have not met him yet, but uh, he was born two days ago. So um, super exciting. Um, three days ago. My bad. Um, yeah. Uh, so mad you got that wrong, bro. <laughs> probably. He's gonna, he's never going to let me forget. Um, yeah. So all I've had time for is a couple of things. Uh, one, um, we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. Um, one of the classes I have uh, right now this semester is called Inside the Movies. And during it, we have three hours allotted for it and we watch a movie. And then uh, after the movie, we have a Q&A with someone who worked on the movie. Um, the very first week of my semester was Birds of Prey. And we had the props manager on there. Um, the second week, and we didn't have it this last week because it's a Monday class and it was Labor Day. Um, the second week, though, when we didn't come back for the podcast, we had a film from Sundance called God's Country. Um, which is not out yet. It's out September 16th. Um, and we had uh, the director, the screenwriter, the production designer, the composer, and one of the actors there. This is a modern neo-Western um, starring Thandi Way Newton. And it's a absolute tragedy. <laughs> and it's uh, it, in the sense of like, it is a tragedy film. You are just... You just have a sinking feeling in your stomach that is just getting worse as the movie goes on. Oh, it's not bad tragedy. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. I really liked it. I've been thinking about the last shot of the movie for pretty much since I saw it. That's much better. Um, Highly recommend uh, part of the whole thing of like us having the privilege of getting that as um, students is that we are supposed to be, you know, like if we liked it, we're supposed to like be creating buzz, like saying, go to the theater, check it out. So uh, listeners and anyone else, like, go to the theaters, check out God's Country. It was pretty cool. I especially really liked Andy Wayne Newton's performance. She's incredible. I'm not going to say it's a perfect film, but I do think it's very good. Very cool. I was really happy with that. Um, I haven't started Lord of the Rings, but I have been getting ready. I have uh, gone through the Cimmerillion. Um, Wait, you read the Cimmerillion? Yes, I did. Wow. Hey, tell me everything you know about Celebrimbor. Oh my God, it's uh, I can't. It's so much, and there's so many names. It's like it's like having Wikipedia for Lord of the Rings just put into my brain. Um, but uh, what an experience! I'm so primed. I'm, I'm Amazon primed, if you will, for the Rings <laughs> of Power. Um, I'm really you know, excited. Just five dollars for that. It's really it's really cool to have been through. Uh, I just, I'd never, like, I've heard pieces, but I've never taken in the entire text. Um, it is very much like summation. Uh, there are a few moments in there where you get, like, actual inner, like, exchanges between characters. Um, usually just very pivotal moments where they decided it was very important that you knew exactly what was said by Morgoth or the dragon or... Sauron generally it tends to be the bad guy voices um Melchior. but you almost you almost never hear huh Milky or is that a guy Melkor Melkor he becomes more goth there you go when he when he puts too much of his essence into all the monsters that existed in Middle Earth he I was like 11 mortal, and I was and into he becomes it. That more was goth that was a long time Sauron's ago. Sauron isn't his first isn't his first name I mean I know it's his name but like he had a different name in the first age didn't he uh yeah, but they don't cover it in Cimmerillion. When Sauron shows up, he's just he's just acknowledged as Sauron. So that's right. in other tales and other like history of Middle Earth stuff. Um, it's very inter- It's very weird how Sauron comes into play in the Cimmerillion because he comes in pretty early in the like once once all the elves and everything start actually appearing on Middle Earth before man Sauron is there and they're like yeah and he's Morgoth's lieutenant. 
And that's all we're going to say about him for now. And then he doesn't show up again for like, <laughs> like hundreds, a hundred pages. <laughs> he got busy doing magic. And then he shows up again. It's like Sauron still his lieutenant still doing things for him. And you're like, what? What was he doing? <laughs> um. So that's exciting, and I'm I'm pumped, and I, I I think over time I'm probably going to want to engage with more of the other unfinished tales. Um, it, re- it reminds me of um. Because Fire and Blood, which is the George R. R. Martin book that, that House of the Dragon is inspired by, is just like a Cimmerillion. It's not an actual yes. book. It's more like a history novel. Yeah. And like the the most the most recent episode, it's based on literally one line from that book. Yeah. An entire hour and ten minute episode is based off one line of like, oh, the secret war between these people. And that's what the entire episode's about. And I'm like, man, it's so cool what they can pick and choose what becomes important and what doesn't. Well, like uh, uh I know you listen to Ringiverse, so you know that like the core premise of the Rings of Power is almost entirely driven by a single like section from the Lord of the Rings, like one one little paragraph that they've oh, yeah. expanded into. Anyway, um, it's yeah. A, so real quickly, it's a, a Mayron was Sauron's original name, right? Okay, yeah. They do not address that in the Cimmerillion. <laughs> that is that comes from somewhere else, um, which shocked me. But uh, it's cool. Um, it's cool to have all these absolutely useless, unless I'm really given some lore to somebody or trying to acknowledge it in the show facts in my brain now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is the only thing I really had time to consume lately is because Megan and I were finally in the same place. We wanted to start knocking out some shows that we have been putting off. And so the first one we took on was lock and key, um, which we've now finished lock and key is over. Um, and I really, really like that show. And I really want to stress that. I think the show is super good. I think they went out strong. I think they had a good ending. I think they did a lot of good work. I feel like it was a four season show that got cut down to three Mm. and they, and when that happened, they decided to keep every idea that they had for a fourth season and still try to do touch on it in season three. Mm. And so it just feels like it's moving through things at a pace that is not as steady and consistent as the first two. That being said, it's still super good. Um, They found a way to work back in, every major character from the series in some fashion one way or another for an appearance which i was stunned by um i won't get into how uh but but because of that because of like reintroductions or new characters that they bring in there's this energy of in any other in the previous seasons of lock and key we would have like unfurled the story with this a little better but we are just like clipping through that like it is a one episode. Okay, here's the thing. Boom, gone. There's one specific um, character who we've heard passing mention of before, and I think only in season two and near the end. And then they become a very focal point character in the second to last episode of the series. And it becomes like really, really centered around them. And I'm like, man, this just, this got really, really cool quickly about this person and i i think that in a four season run it would have taken more time with building that up that being said i'm really glad that they did it in a time where the little boy who played Bodhi looked the right age throughout and didn't get too old out of the role mm-hmm. so he was able to stay a young boy and that worked um i think the cast is great all the cast is doing a great job um I want to get people excited about watching Lock and Key, so I'm going to tell you that the big bad of the last season is played by the actor who played um, the villain for uh, who we were going to get for Swamp Thing. 
the doctor who we were watching the whole time and that at the very end of the season got turned into the monster. Oh, that I know that guy. guy. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The guy who's the the blob in the Wolverine movie. Blob. Yeah. Um, he is he is the ultimate bad of lock and key, and he is just eating up his, that scenery. His name's Kevin Durant. Yes, Durant. Kevin Durant. He is uh, he's just eating up the scenery, and so it's very lovely to have him as the final boss. Essentially, does he, have a, does he have a spooky, silly accent? Yes, because he's a he's so good at dumb accents. He's a British soldier from the 1700s revolution. Unfortunately, wow. like I'm sad that it's over, but now that it's like over it's easier for me to want to like get to it. Cause like, I don't feel pressure or anything. It's 40, you know 40 minute episodes and it's 24 episodes total. And that's the whole series. And it has a solid, strong ending that I think was a good choice. Um, I don't know how much it reflects the, the story in the comics, but I think it was a good choice for the show. Right on. Um, cool. Yeah. Very happy with it. Very, very happy with it. Highly recommend lock and key. It's worth, it's worth the venture. Very cool. That's my, that's my time. I played a lot of Fortnite. I'm level 90 Darth that's Vader. Fine. Darth Vader is almost in my grasps. I have to. I have to play so much Fortnite this coming week. I have to play so much, and then multiverses. <laughs> so, part of the reason why we skipped last week was on my uh, was on my end, and I do want to mention it just a bit. Um, my dad passed away, and uh, we weren't prepared. Uh, we got a call in the morning saying that he took a turn for the worse, but we really thought he could get better. We really thought he was going to... He broke his hip a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. And we thought the this, the doctor was very confident that he was going to be fine. But uh, he just declined really fast. And, it, 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 and I lost my dad. I'm really, and it's been a rough time. Um, I don't want to put a damper on the show, but that is kind of the explanation. This part of, it influenced a lot of my week. That is kind of the explanation for uh, one of the reasons why we skipped last week. Um, because it had happened then. Um, so I don't want to say too much more about that. Um, I, I just miss him a lot. Um, we relied on him for a lot of things. And, um, you know, I, I loved him dearly. And I, 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 I hate that this happened. Yeah. Um, 89 years old. It's good innings, though. Yeah. As we, as we like to say on the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Actually, he 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 got uh, his both of his parents passed away in their like fifties and sixties, so he didn't think he had that long. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine died at forty nine, so yeah. You know, we all everyone has a different time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're all feeling for you, bud. Yeah, I know, I know. Just thank you guys for your support. Thank you to the show to the people who watch and listen for like the understanding that we've been going through some stuff. Um, just yeah. Marvel news can wait. Marvel <laughs> you know? news can wait. It's just, it's just comic book news, baby. Um, okay. But uh, that that's, that's all. So um, before everything happened, I got a chance to watch the latest um, uh, DC, the new DC animated universe movies, uh, Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Um, I quite enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. And I think it smartly transplanted John's origin into Kyle's origin. Um, like they keep his, he is still military. He is still coming back. He's coming back from the military, but Kyle's origin of him being um, found by Ganthet, given the ring after someone had had the parallax had destroyed the entire Green Lantern Corps. That, uh, that is now John Stewart for this universe. So Hal Jordan had already existed in this in this world, and he is now and he is now supposedly supposedly dead. Sorry, Kyle. 
there's a lot of really cool stuff. I love, I love how they visualize the rings. Um, the ring, the ring abilities are so gorgeously animated. Um, that's where I think they put most of the money from their budget, and that was the that was the right choice because mm. um, it looks awesome. Um, Ooh, re real quick, one of the reasons I got back into Destiny Two because the newest expansion is adding Green Lantern like weapons. Oh, I saw um, that. They're like they're like manufactured like like and I'm like, God damn it, they got me, but they didn't get me. Sorry guys, <laughs> they were close. They were close. Um, the so Green Lantern Bureau of Power um, has John having to like he doesn't want to be a Green Lantern. Ganthic just kind of gives him this ring and says, "Hey, sorry," uh, and then just disappears into dust because he's he's he he was close to dying when he gets there. And then he meets the Justice League, which is Martian Manhunter, Vixen, and uh, Green Arrow. Um, it's super weird that they introduced Vixen and Martian Manhunter like this. Because Green Arrow was actually introduced in Batman Long Halloween briefly. Um, but like these characters had not had movies. So it's not characters that we've seen like Batman, Superman, or Flash who've all had movies. It's like different characters. So that's really weird. But once you kind of get over the fact that this universe just jumped like a decade um, from Batman Long Halloween to now, it didn't. That's an, over, that's an over exaggeration. It's actually a lot of fun because Jon Stewart and Green Arrow are incredible together. Their banter makes this movie. They are so much fun to have to see on screen. They kind of have like an enemies to lovers thing, which is really great. Um, I really, I really dug it. It took, it took some turns. I didn't expect. Um, I had, I recommend it. I think it's a good Green Lantern movie and a good expansion on this universe. Excellent. How um, I will say that apparently they have retroactively added a Adam Strange short film that came packaged with. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Not originally meant to be part of this universe, but it is now. Because Adam Strange shows up in this, and it's like at, right after that short, it's that Adam Strange. And it's really strange. It's really weird. <laughs> um, so, you know, check that out. It's a good short, but it's it's weird. Okay, let's see. Um... Oh, uh, I'll do this one next. I watched the Obi Wan. I watched two documentaries that dropped on Disney Plus Day. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi, A Jedi's Return, I believe it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the Marvels assembled Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed both of those a lot. Thor: Love and Thunder is mostly just fluff, but it's it's fun. It's really fun to see um, uh, just Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi and Natalie Portman and. Tessa Thompson just talk about how much fun they had on set and how just a great time this movie was to make. I, th I think that's, I think that's really cool. There's not really a whole lot that you probably didn't know about the movie already. Um, Jedi's return. If you are like me and we're kind of lukewarm on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it's probably not going to work for you. However, I think it's really worth it for the Ewan McGregor, Aiden Christensen footage, sure. which I think, which I think is very good and um uh just a joy to see yeah um so i recommend i recommend watching that purely for them um you know he reiterates the story of the well, way i think we've heard online where he talks about how seeing hayden in the suit for the first time and it's just like sprinting out of fear because darth vader's coming at him um so that that's a good time uh, i recommend it uh, mostly for that they use the volume a lot more than i thought on that on that show Really, 
really wish that show looked as good as Andor looks. Me too. It's so it's so baffling where like they decided to put the budgets on certain shows. Like they yeah. should be Twitch, but whatever, you know. I'm so I'm hella excited for Andor. Yeah. Um I will talk about Quantum Leap. So uh, because of, so I talked about how kind of losing my father influenced two, influenced some decisions. I started two shows over that I hadn't watched in a very long time. And then one of them's case I didn't even finish, which was Quantum Leap. Um, I didn't get to finish Quantum Leap when I first started watching it. So I'm kind of going through it again with the intention of finishing it. Um, really good show. Really weird show. The last episode I watched, he, he leaped into a woman and his friend and his friend Al, uh, Dean Stockwell's character is like super turned on by him, and it's very homoerotic in a way that I don't think they meant for it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a, it was a weird, weird but fun episode. Uh, and then I started I started rewatching for the first time in God, decades Dragon Ball Z. Who's, whose phone is that? That's that's the security system in this house. Sorry. Oh my god, are you being robbed? No, that was that was Megan getting home. Oh okay. Hi, Megan. I tried to I tried to mute it and then I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I started rewatching for the first time in decades Dragon Ball Z. Um, I uh, I forgot a lot about that show and I was just kind of watching the Dragon Ball Z abridged commentaries uh, that Team Four Star are doing right now, um, and I was like, oh right. Your Raditz really seemed like a big deal at the time. I want to watch the Raditz arc again. So I decided to start. I downloaded the Funimation app and um, the free Funimation app. You can watch at least the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So I was just like, yeah, screw it. I'll just put that on. So I've been going through that kind of an episode or two a night. Guys, Dragon Ball Z is a great show. Who knew? Uh, everyone that isn't Ben. Ben still everyone, needs to watch everyone. the whole show and then he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I forgot everything about the raditz saga the raditz saga but a couple episodes that raditz are, are the, in the show the, the radix introduction yeah because like he, he he shows up he shows up and he's like we need you goku kakarot he says kakarot like we need you to help us sell this planet uh that you know we we want four saiyans it'll be easier with four saiyans than with three and then he says he says the wildest line that i never caught as a kid which is three years ago, our planet was destroyed. And I was like, excuse me. I have seen three retcons that say otherwise. <laughs> um, I did not realize that the original intent was that planet Vegeta blew up basically yesterday. And they're just kind of going around just four Saiyans. Um, so yeah. Then, dra- then how, about, how about this one? Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Dominion. That's the last thing I watched. I watched the extended cut. I was very curious if the extended cut would make. Yes, I have a. I have, I, you remember? I, I want to I, like this movie. I, I understand. I just I I saw the the tweets happening, and I'm like, he's having a rough time already. I don't know why he's doing this. <laughs> we have so much time in the world, Brandon, and you don't. I'm like, why is he punishing himself right now? Locus times. Yeah. Um, I'm even more positive about that movie than you are, and I'm sitting there like. What's he doing? <laughs> this isn't the way. <laughs> this isn't the way. Um, yeah, so I decided to watch Jurassic World Dominion. My my biggest thing was that it was it was free on Peacock. Yeah. My parents had Peacock, and I was like, I can just I can just do that because I'm glad you didn't pay money because then we'd have problems. Yeah, because like I was thinking to myself, I was like I don't want to buy it, right? I, I'm sure I'll eventually own it because I own all the Jurassic films, but like 
I don't want to buy it just to watch the extended cut. And then they were like, the extended cut's coming to Peacock. I was like, cool, I'll do that. You know, Jurassic World Dominion's a movie, guys. <laughs> um, they do, they do, the, the extended cut does add, um, the, is, is, it's really front-loaded. The back wasn't extended. Like, the last half wasn't really expend, extended, but the front was. And I actually really thought it makes the setup of the movie a lot better. I don't... I think that the setup of the movie, it sets up a completely different movie. Uh, and 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 the extended cut just makes that better. And then it derails by the time we get to Malta, which is where the most boring action sequence in all the Jurassic films happens. Um, so, like... Although we do get more of the Allosaurus, and the, which is pretty good, um, the um, it adds the prologue back into the movie, um, and I I really like that prologue, so I was really happy to see it on the kind of this really nice screen, um, and you know that all ends with the T Rex and the in the what's it called the drive through, um, the T Rex and the drive through. Um, and I thought that I thought that was good, and it does. I was right. It does help the the Alan Grant moment of this isn't about us work work a lot because you kind of have the audience. You kind of have to think of like the audience. Oh right, I remember. I saw that prologue. It's weird that it's Alan Grant who does it though. I I disagree. Still, I think that that the the, the logic that sixty five million years ago a T Rex fought this other dinosaur, and now. They want to do it again. And the and the and the in the lifetime of Rexy, it's only been thirty years. Brandon, they're not she, the same dinosaur. They are the same dinosaur. They're not though. Genetic it, memory. You can't, the- you can't say that they are the same dinosaurs with genetic memory, and also say, but they're actually not very accurate dinosaurs, and we actually kind of just made shit up as we went. You can't do frog, both. Frog DNA. You can't do both. What the fuck? So I'm never going to watch this movie, but I did watch one of my favorite YouTubers do like a 40 minute analysis. And y'all, some of the shit in that movie, uh, it has some like nice special effects, but man, like some of the writing, that's my biggest problem with Trevorrow as a person. I think he's a terrible writer. I think that dude's awful. And some of the character work, like you're telling me, you're telling me Ellie Sadler is going to make like, he's slid into my DMs joke. And she's like, she's like a 50 year old woman. Get out of here. You don't know how to write people. You're a robot. The thing about the thing about Jurassic World Dominion is like again, I think the setup is really good because it sets up this idea that you know like nobody's interested in paleontology anymore. Dinosaurs are around uh, in in the world, and there's this great scene with Maisie in, in a construction in a construction zone where they help um, uh, herd the apatosaurs out of the construction zone. I think that scene is great. I really like the setup with Blue and and Beta. Um, I even like I even like Chris Pratt uh, herding herding uh, parallel par- uh, Elvis, Elvis's, um, Parasaurolophus, Parasaurolophus. Never gonna. Do I, it. There never. was a scene I saw where both the clone girl and Sam Neill did the hand things, and I was like, that's, "No, that's no. at the end. That's no, at the but, end." No, but no, I wanted to burn my computer <laughs> on the YouTube video I was watching because I can't. And it works on one, only one. It's not all of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about this movie that that it really forgot was that the hand thing the hand thing worked not very well and only on blue. They turned it into a meme. That's all I'm saying. They did it themselves. Yeah. So like I so again like all the extra stuff the extra stuff works for me. It makes the it makes the beginning a lot more engaging and a lot. And I, I was thinking to myself as I was watching this, I was like, oh, 
maybe the extra stuff will actually help this movie along all the way because I'm actually really enjoying what I'm seeing here. There's some good setups here. There's some good ideas here. Cool. And then it really derails once it gets to Malta. Once you're in Malta, the whole movie just like takes a giant turd. And I'm just, and I just, there are decisions in that movie that I will, I, I just cannot be okay with. There are just narrative decisions, not even like decisions about characters and stuff. There's just the direction that this movie goes in that I just think are the most baffling and insane decisions I've ever seen in my life. Watch our Jurassic World Dominion review out now. Okay, so like, I don't want to be rude, but there's this Asian actress who shows up for the scene in Malta. And like, pretty much anytime she shows up in a project, I'm like, all right, so this scene is going to be dull as shit. (laughs) Because for some reason... She's just cast in things where she brings she her characters bring nothing to the table. They're Girl just from they're Dollhouse. just yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah nothing. And nothing. Uh, uh, Agents of Shield, she was Sky's mom. Yeah, uh, I stand by everything I said. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't mean That's... to be rude. I think it's more a writing problem than an actor problem, but it's a consistent problem. That is my two weeks. Let me just acknowledge Pies in the chat. In the chat, I just want to say hi, Pie. Hello, sir. I says Marvel news can definitely wait. Yeah. This week we ordered too much bread and butter for the table. That's trilling all over. It's going to be the topic. Uh, I did not put this in the news. I just wanted to real quickly mention there were some Emmys that happened. Uh, and I just want to quickly mention Arcane won, won the Emmy for Best Animated Animated Series. Would have been uh, a crime otherwise. 100%. Very happy about that. Very, very happy about that. Um, Chadwick Boseman got a posthumous Emmy for his work on What If. Um, that, that's very cool. Glad they did that. Um, Chip and Dale won Best uh, 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 TV Movie. That's cool. That is that's cool. cool. I like that movie, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was up against, but... And Obama won an Emmy. And uh, I'm not going to mention why I think that's really cool, except to say one president is very upset that they don't have an Emmy, and Obama has won. Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt needs to settle down, okay? Get off that high horse. <laughs> oh, Teddy. Uh, okay, so that's... that's uh, Let's get into Real it. Real quick question. Prey. Is Prey a stream? Is Prey an Emmy movie? Because it didn't go to theaters? Yes. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, the same. The <laughs> it's same not going to win that. awards, but like, ah, oh, then it could win an Emmy Best TV movie, though, right? It's... It could. It could. It would be it's... up for next year. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was about to say, it came out way too late for this year. Unfortunately, so. unfortunately, it came out so early. I don't know if people will. Well, not push I'm, it I'm, up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, what would it be? Like, nominated? Like, I mean, it's like. It, no, I'm like, with. In the immortal words of Harry Styles, "Prey" is like a movie, like a like you go to film, like you go to films to watch movies. <laughs> That's what "Prey" is. I'm sorry, what? Don't worry, darling. Out now. <laughs> the Ben Ben, we'll catch you up later. But the "Don't worry, darling" press tour is a nightmare. Oh no! I mean, I saw the clip where he allegedly spat on Chris Pine. So yeah, that was pretty good. There's a different clip where he says that the great thing about the movie is that it's a movie. Um, oh God, Ryan! I, like I I was in the same place as you with Prey. The moment he he brought it up, I'm like, I would say Prey should have won, and then I was like, No, nah, I couldn't qualify. But Prey's a TV movie, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, the big the big win for me was Arcane. Just like, oh yeah, yeah, Arcane. It was in the bag. 
cool comics then um and, and if anyone else wants to look up the emmys look them up online because there's a lot of emmys great. happening i just want to say i love i love that there's no sad news this week nobody died this week nobody died this week I crazy thank, thank you i really thank you brandon thank you <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> didn't want to touch on that um okay Danny Phantom, A Glitch in Time. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I wish I can consume Danny Phantom without putting it in Butch Hartman's pocket? I, I mean, after I listened to a certain episode about him, I was like, yeah. Well, now you can. A comic Yay. book is coming. Uh, Danny Phantom, A Glitch in, a glitch in Time. This uh, Apparently, um, Hartman has no involvement in this. They are doing this without him completely. Um it's going to be written and drawn by Gabriella Epstein. Um, and basically the story is that, um, so when the gang starts experiencing time travel glitches, Danny's arch nemesis, Vlad Masters, arrives on his doorstep with terrifying news. Dark Danny has escaped his prison. <gasps> Vlad Masters is a pretty good name. Mm -hmm. I really like Danny Phantom. I think this is a really cool premise. I might check this out. I'm curious. And this is a direct sequel after Phantom Planet, right? This is the this would be the next story after the series and the movie, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm I I, I like uh, I, I really like hear what I'm hearing. Dark Danny was a cool concept. His evil his evil future self. That was a really cool movie. I really liked that movie. Um, yeah, the I'm Flash. Just, well, go ahead, Ben. I was gonna say I'm glad we're getting more Danny Phantom. Um, sure. I mean, Butch Hartman aside, Danny Phantom was definitely one of those shows that I really enjoyed as a kid because I thought it was a cool. It was such a cool concept. And then as the series went on, because yeah, you had like the monster of the week for the first season, but then once the second season hit, it started going into more of a long form storytelling. Like there are Avatar. times. There are times. Uh, in my life where I remember thinking that a TV show just fundamentally changed everything about itself. And that was when Vlad Masters showed up yeah. in Danny Phantom. I was like, yeah. oh shit. There's yeah, another that's... one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's another one. Uh, I, I love Danny Phantom. That's definitely the one Butch Hartman show. I mean, I, as much as I love fairly odd parents growing up, but I could watch Danny Phantom beginning to end. No problem. There's I so love much, watching that show. There's so much Fairly Odd Parents too. There's that there new show on Paramount is. Plus that's live action. There's too much Fairly Odd Parents, not enough I, Danny Phantom. I mean, don't I love the Fairly Odd Parents, but it's just like SpongeBob. I love early. This is gonna make me sound like a pretentious hipster. I'm sorry, but I love the earlier stuff. Like the newer stuff is fine. Like the second Poof came into the picture, I was like, okay, I've dropped off. What happened to who was this new little baby Oof. that Cosmo wanted to have? And like even with SpongeBob, the newer animation style or the more the late two thousand animation crisper animation style of SpongeBob was like, I mean, it looks good, but I kind of miss the old school SpongeBob. But that that's just me. That I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on the newer stuff. I'm sure the newer stuff is fine. I just shit, yeah, shit, shit, shit. Okay, the Flash. Real quick, hold on. Yeah. Icky Vicky, you're so so. Icky, just the thought oh. of you being around makes me feel so sicky. You know, okay, you I, know what? Shiny teeth and me is a banger. That is Shiny a banger. I, that <laughs> sounds like a good show, y'all. Sorry. Oh, okay, so what? Oh, that's right. Oh, god. When what Sparks and I were at Frankenstein's, we were there was like a little thing for anime days, and one seller hat made like a bunch of air fresheners, and one of them was Doug Dimadome with the tall ass hat. Never. I have never. I have never forgotten. This is the ride. 
My whole this, life, I will, I will ever quote that. Fairly Odd Parents has like, like crackhead energy that like not a lot of shows can replicate, and I will forever love it for that because it's just like we have the power to do whatever we want anytime we want. What do we do? And I'm like, hell yeah! Right, I remember when, when, I was remember in... when uh, uh, the 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 human chin what's what's his name the crimson chin the crimson chin when he when he had an existential crisis when he found out he was a comic book and so like oh. the whole comic book was just him in a fetal position the arnold schwarzenegger guy oh, oh yeah all right we got it so, we sorry, yeah yeah let's move on <laughs> to the flash flash number 790 will launch the new story are called the one minute war the book is going to start being published twice a month uh, and will take place within the span of a minute. So 60 seconds, the Flash will be... So the Flash will, are, is facing an armada of aliens who are also connected to the Speed Force. So it's him against a Speed Force, well, him and the rest of the Flash family, against a Speed Force alien army, and it's all going to happen within the span of a minute. Who's the team? You got the team? Yeah, so it's written by, of course, the, the, uh, uh, the team that is writing the Flash, uh, Jeremy Adams who's been writing the flash since the, this, this, since this series launched with Wally. Um, and then Roger Cruz is on art for this arc. Okay. I'm going to pick this up. I haven't read a flash book in good golly gosh, almost probably a decade since, since Buccioletto, uh left that new 52 book, uh, that really hot looking new 52 book. So that got to go. Um, Cause this sounds awesome. Is it uh, Josh, Josh Williams, Joshua Williams. Was he the last I pulling that out of my butt. Who was no, the he, most recent on? He Flash? wrote Flash before this guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that no. was a good. That, there was a lot of good story in there. That must have been Joshua Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wrote there was a lot of good story in that Flash run um, from what I from what I got to read. So my this favorite. guy, this guy, real quickly, um, you know, because I'm plugged into the internet a lot of the time. Um, at least in my circle, I'm hearing nothing but praise from this guy's Flash run. Apparently, it's like you know, true to form, Wally West bringing Wally back into the fold, fixing a lot of problems that DC had made with Wally since the New Fifty Two. Family centered, um, yeah, yeah, very family centered. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing nothing but good things, and so like when I heard about this, I was like, oh, this could be the jumping on point that I've been looking for. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, because I. Uh, growing up in the 2000s, Wally was my Flash, and, and if you watch the Justice League cartoon, Wally is your Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then you know, you know, things happen. Um, this guy is back, and he gets to be gets to be himself again, his his, his goofy ass self. I'll definitely pick us up. And my favorite, sorry, my favorite episode of the Flash television show is an episode called Flash Time, where the entire episode happens in a span of like one second, and it's a really cool tense episode. Uh, and it really reminded me of that idea. So like an entire an event happening in a span of a minute sounds really cool. And I want to see how they pull that off in, you know, six, eight, however many issues. Uh, Cause you got to make that, make that like last. Uh, I think that sounds really cool. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, Avengers. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame. It's coming out too late to be the last season of the flash on TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been well, a pretty good season. Oh, well. Um, Avengers Assemble will be the upcoming story arc within Avengers and Avengers Forever. It's going to be a crossover story arc, story arc, story arc um, that will end Jason Aaron's run on Avengers. Um, it's going to be a team up with the Avengers, the multiversal Avengers that are in Avengers uh, Forever um, and the Avengers 1 million BC uh, and will launch with a one shot called Avengers Assemble Alpha. Uh, no word on who the villains are, but if you've been reading the series and if you uh, see the covers, Doom Supreme is one of the villains and uh, Mephisto has been a big villain throughout the series. So perhaps I bet he'll 
be a big player in this final arc. Jason Aaron does love him some Mephisto. Don't we uh, all love a little bit of Mephisto? He gets to, uh, everyone deserves to finish their run with a big spectacular go out. So like, happy gets to do it. Yeah, I'm really, I believe I was the only person on this who was still reading his book, but I haven't read it in a very long time. Um, very far behind, but maybe I'll catch up before this happens. Um, the massive verse. Um, I know I'm the only one who really reads like Radiant Black, Rogue Sun, um, and the other books within that series. Um, but I just do want to mention some things that have ha that some of the news items that happened there, uh, which is Infernal Go Red, which was announced a year ago to have a Kickstarter. It is part of the Massive Verse. She, she was in the super massive crossover that happened. And there's been no news of whether or not it's going to be published outside of Kickstarter. Now we know it will be published as three oversized issues starting in January, which will be collected again uh, in the collection in July. So I'm really happy to see that because I really like that character. It's a cool design. I loved her. Super massive. Glad I get to experience that story. This is written by Matt Groom with art by Erica DeRusso. Ryan, did you ever read Cowl? I sure did. Cal stands for the Chicago Organized Workers League. It's old school superheroes. So Cal has now been retroactively added to the massive verse. It's written by Kyle Higgins. Is isn't massive like big bombastic, like 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 Power Rangers, like big big boom yeah. stuff, right? Cal yeah. is very much like the shadow, <laughs> like like old school like superheroes, like 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 Watchmen. Uh, so okay. it started. It started as if you, if uh, anyone's familiar with Radiant Black, it it started as a uh, a comic book that was in universe that was adapted into a movie that the main characters like love. They love the Cal movie because they love the Cal comic book. And it was like the super faithful adaptation, and then it turns out that that comic book was based on real events. Mm -hmm. um, so, so basically, making Cal like the Justice Society era of the massive verse. That makes sense. I never got far enough to know if they added like giant world implications. Um, uh, but that's really cool that like he gets to, he gets to bring one of his creator own things in like almost like a decade in later. That's really yeah. cool. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but I, I, I retweeted this pretty heavily when this annou was announced, but there is a short animated uh, film. It's just, a, you know, just a short, like 10 minute thing. That was the main character, the main superhero from Cowl against radiant black and radiant black was voiced by Wilfred L. Um, it's super cool. A uh, really great animated thing. If you have not read Radiant Black, it's still super impressive. Um, I recommend that. Yeah. I will. I will check that out after this. That sounds cool. And then Radiant Pink will be the latest spinoff of Radiant Black. Um, if you guys don't, they're Power Rangers. There's all sorts of colors. <laughs> there was Radiant Red that happened. She's she can like turn matter into like armor, which is really cool. Radiant Pink will be written by Melissa Flores, who is writing the, the Dead Lucky, which is another Massive Verse series. Wow. Uh, and Emma Kubert, who recently uh, wowed everyone with her miniseries Inkblot. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the one with the little black cat. She's going to be another five-issue miniseries. Radiant Pink, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, her Radiant. She can uh, teleport. She's a, She can make like portals, and she teleports. And she's, an in, she's a YouTube influencer. She does like Twitch streams and things like that. Um, so when a charity appearance is interrupted by a squad of mercenaries hunting for the radiant, which is her, which gives her her powers, um, uh, that powers her, Ava will find herself very far out of her comfort zone. That's basically all we know. Sounds cool. I like that character. I'm excited for more radiant black. 
it's incredible that it's has this many crossovers and it's still going like it must be it must be doing well yeah i'm actually really surprised it's doing really well it took invincible like ages to get its first spinoff and radiant black like not 10 ish 10 issues in we get like four yeah true um guys i'm sorry to drop this on your lap but warner brothers discovery we're back (laughs) we're back baby we're back baby Uh, gonna be wouldn't be a week um this ain't so bad there's not a lot here Uh, thank goodness they shut up this week oh good so dan lynn who we talked about uh previously in the previous episode as kind of the guy that zaslav really wants to be there kevin feige passed does not want to do it he's like incredible incredible news (laughs) i'm good how bad how bad is Zaslav that like, hey, do you want to run DC? No, I'm good. Like, come <laughs> like that's that's man, that's a that's real messed up. G- good for Dan. He saw the writing on the wall. Good for that guy. Don't get entrapped. Because uh, like I can see uh, uh, I can see him 10 years from now, like he'd be the most hated man in the DC world because he had to work on his Zaslav and he had to like listen to him directly. So like he probably dodged a bullet, to be honest. Despite if, him being the guy who's probably right for the job. <laughs> if if producers have agents, I don't know if they do, but if they do, his agent definitely said, um, hmm, maybe you keep your exclusive deal with Universal. At least you're guaranteed a movie. Yeah. That's true. He had that option. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, I would agree. Dodged a bullet. Because right now, I feel like as long as Zaslav's in charge, nothing is going to, I mean, stuff will come out, obviously, but but no one is safe. No one, exactly. no one is safe. No one's safe. I'm just no one's safe. You have. I'm I feel really, like if I were to go into a thing with a Zadlov, I have to have it in Ryan that all my moves are going to come out, no matter what, how against it he is. Yeah, I think that's what Matt Reeves did. Uh, I it is like a double edged sword because like I don't want Zadlov to disappoint hit one of his dudes to do it right. Exactly. So like you want someone like Dan Lane, but also like. Like he probably again, he's a writing on the wall. Like I can't get anything done under this asshole. So like Sparks, I don't think we're gonna win anyway. Sparks really, really hit the nail on the head that not only do you have to be a geek or a nerd, you have to be a good producer and you have to be a good person to do what Kevin Feige did. That's the that's the magic formula that Kevin Feige uh, really, really like made this Marvel Cinematic Universe work. And if Dan Lin is in fact that guy, there's no way he would thrive under Zaslav. Yeah. None. He was right to do this. Are you guys, are you guys like eager for the hierarchy of power in the DC universe to change? You know, yes. <laughs> depending, on the day, depending on the day, I'm willing for it to change. I don't know anymore. So, 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 uh, are you are you eager to find out after what happens after the hierarchy of power in the DC universe changes? Look, I've been I've been overhyped ever since The Rock posted a social media video of himself hearing Black Adam knocking on the wall on the other side, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, we're getting into like dual personalities. <laughs> I don't think that's what that was. Um, oh no, he's adopted his alter ego. Go yeah. For it. Well, unfortunately, we will not be able to find out what happens after the hierarchy of power in the DC universe changes because DC fandom has been canceled. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Zaslav considered it a waste of money. Well, damn you. I'll be honest. He's probably right. He's probably right. He is. is. In in the scheme of business, yeah, it is probably like a net loss 
but in terms of like getting people to be buzzed about your properties Remember the first fandom, how that's like yes. the best thing, like they like better than any Marvel thing ever. Like, yes, it, but here's the thing: I think fandom worked really well the first time because of the pandemic. Yeah, and I think the second year they forced it out, and they didn't have enough to show. True. Um, and I'm saying that about movies, shows, but I'm also saying that about comics. We didn't get like a lot of big good comic things in the fandom either, and that's the thing is like it wasn't. Maybe they should have done the D23 route and been biannual. But like um, the fact that they tried to push it that second year and they had nothing to show. And they've canceled was... so much stuff, so they don't have anything to show. They right, have, right. But they have but, much less to show this year. But yeah. that was the thing is like, I remember finding fandom overall pretty underwhelming yeah. this, this last time around. There were some nice things like they dropped the Batman trailer and a couple of other things. But like overall, we were all like, uh, uh, this just, made more sense in the pandemic time. I just wish like the wording would have been like, "Hey, we're skipping a year. We'll come back next year." Because like I think I like fandom. Like I like I like I like yeah. the Comic Con presentations and like getting hyped for stuff. I think especially right. when done well, it works for marketing a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. Like I I don't necessarily want there to be a void empty void of none of that. I just think like last year they didn't yeah. show up for it, and I understand yeah. looking at that and going like, "That's a waste of money." Yeah, I, I get that. I do get that. Um, and especially like looking at it and being like, well, what the hell are you going to sell next year? Yeah. Two movies that you've already been selling all year. <laughs> like, it's not going to work. It's true. Yeah. What, I mean, what would they really show at this point? And they've got so much bad blood coming off of Batgirl being canceled. There's at this point. And what are you, are you going to show with footage of movies you just delayed six months to a year? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but speaking of writing on the wall, uh, Legendary wants out. Legendary Pictures, as you guys know, has co-produced a bunch of films with uh, Warner Brothers. Dune, most recently. Um, they were doing... I don't know if they're still doing the DC movies, but they were doing them for a while. Um, the Monsterverse. The Monsterverse. Yeah. Um, they are planning on splitting with Warner Brothers and looking to, for a deal with either Sony or Paramount. And I know which one I'm picking. Ooh. Ooh. Paramount. Yeah. Paramount. I got it. I really hope it is Paramount, just so that joke, that joke can be be real. Like, oh, damn, Paramount's back, baby. Yeah, um, back. This was surprising. Like, like I didn't think, like, this is something that could just, like, happen. Like, oh, we're just going to bail. Like, we, we notably, like a partnership, we're going to bail. <laughs> notably, this is not the first time this has happened. Um, they did they did split from Warner Brothers like they were they were within Warner Brothers they were not an independent company and then they became an independent company and then partnered with Universal mm. um, nothing came of that the only thing that came of that was that Legendary stole the rights of King Kong from Universal and gave them to Warner Brothers to make Kong Skull Island rip that's crazy which is a wild story um, but yeah originally Skull Island not Kong Skull Island Skull Island with Jordan Boat Roberts was not supposed to be a MonsterVerse movie, and it would have been Legendary Universal, and then it was moved to be a MonsterVerse movie. You look Which at realistically, like if you bend the canon enough, you can anybody can make a Kong movie. He's in public domain. Exactly. You just got to be willing to bend over a little. Yeah, yeah Disney, get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, go yeah. So the whole thing about um, I'm 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 essentially just be like, run, be free, escape, get out uh, of Zaslav's grip. 
Now, very importantly, this does not mean the MonsterVerse goes with them. The MonsterVerse rights belong to Warner Brothers. Uh, they will they own the rights to Godzilla. Warner Bro- Legendary was just using them. Dune is the same way. So if they move from Paramount, these movies aren't, don't have Legendary's port behind them anymore. Um, however, I think they might still have the Pokemon license, which they which they would take with them to Paramount. And I'm just saying that the Paramount also has Sonic. Just throwing that out there. Paramount would 100% make a uh, Pokemon TV show real we quick. We would definitely yeah. see the red and blue movie that people have been wanting for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, if, that, if Legendary wants to do that, go to Paramount. Just saying. Sony is kind of also hot garbage, but Paramount's pretty great. Yeah. Oh my god, we could see a Spider-Man movie produced by Legendary. Weird. I doubt that. Um, Superman and Lois. The actor who played Jonathan Kent, Jordan Elsis, we talked about, uh, had left the production. Well, they've replaced him with Michael Bishop, uh, who will be taking on the role of Jonathan Kent from here on. Neat. Very cool. Good yeah, for him. I don't, I don't know the kid from anywhere, but he looks a lot more like the brother now than, than, than unfortunately, the actor who left. So I'm like, well, yeah, now they look like twins. That's all right. That's why I thought they were adopted. That's why I thought one of them was adopted when, this, when the show started. I was like, surely... Nah, all right. House of the Dragon news. Uh, co-showrunner Miguel Sopochnik Sopochnik um, is exiting the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's him and uh, Ryan Condal who are who are the showrunners for the first season. This guy will leave. Ryan Condal will serve as the sole showrunner on House of the Dragon from here on. Uh, is said to be working very closely with George R. R. Martin. That sounds good. Yeah, he's 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 just as involved, so that's cool. Um, uh, I have faith. Uh, Miguel Spachnik, uh is going to go off to do other things. He's directed a movie before. He directed, I don't know if you guys saw, um, Repo, Repo Man, uh, Re- Repo Men, the Jude Law Repo Man movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I thought that movie's pretty slick. Not a great movie, but I think it's pretty slick. Like, that guy's got a great style. So, like, he, he, did, his, he did his season of Game of Thrones. He's going to go off to do other things now. That's great. Happy for him. He's like, you know... People who do Game of Thrones long enough, they don't get other jobs. Maybe I, maybe I leave. Bounds while it's still hot. Let me tell you, uh, real quick, the latest episode of House of Dragon, incredible. I am so in. I love it. When you say when you say latest, do you mean today or no? I haven't watched last week. What episode three, episode four, whatever last week's was. I think today is four, so last week was three. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I agree. It was incredible. Love it. I'm behind. Don't worry, Harley we don't Quinn. We don't have to talk about it, so you're fine. Harley Quinn. In a shocking move, uh, Harley Quinn was renewed for season four. Um, Sarah Peters will take over as showrunner. Um, she, Justin Halpern and Patrick Schum- uh, Schum- Schumacher, who were the uh, showrunners up until this point with um, Jessica Goldstein and Chrissy um, Pietrosh, I believe his name. Um, they are leaving to focus solely on the Harley Quinn spinoff series, the Kite Man Cheers spinoff series. Cool. Um, so Sarah um, Sarah Peters is taking over as showrunner, and she's actually written some pretty good episodes of the series so far, so that's, that's pretty, I think it's a good bit. I'm glad. Uh, one, the show's still going. The show is doing well enough that the, the spinoff is still going. That's great. Because I know that that show... Obviously, it's a good show, but that the numbers have to be good enough because it didn't get canceled. Right. Uh, so that's that's really nice. 
Zaslav has a um has a pride flag sheet with all the gay with all the with all the the, the shows uh, that have uh, LGBTQIA plus representation, and he's just crossing them out. And he's like, "Wait, Harley Quinn? That's not that's not gay, right? No, 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 it's not. No, see, here's the thing: it is, but it's the number one show that everyone watches. So he's like, well, I can't cancel that. Then they think I'm a bad person. <laughs> I don't. Then think they'll know me. Then they'll know who I am. Then they'll know I'm a bad person. And right now, I'm I'm getting by with maybe just a, a minor annoyance. Listen, I'm just doing my job. Look, all I'm saying is that the Batgirl cancellation was blown wildly out of proportion by the media. Yeah. If you really Screw think about guy. it, a movie that that doesn't get seen isn't really a movie, really. I got a I got a guy in my in my Twitter mentions about about that tweet that I said I was like, no, you know, I don't think it was blown out of proportion. Um, it was just like the movie was bad, anyways. Like. Sure, believe that if you want. I don't believe that. I think those. I think those were planted. I'm so disappointed with how incompetent some people are on Twitter because there are people seeing the corridor digital joke video and really? thinking that it's a real trailer for the Batgirl film, and they're like, "Well, this looks terribly made," and it's like, "You dummies! You dummies!" I watched that video. That's a good video. It's a good video, but like, it... uh, people are dumb. Hmm. How about the Game Awards? Let's talk about that. No more Warner Brothers Discovery. It's the lightest news for Warner Brothers Discovery. Good job, so guys. Until next week. You skated by two weeks without anything major happening. Jonathan Majors. Uh, the Game Awards are introducing a new category called the Best Adaptation category, which mm. will look to award um, basically The Last of Us when that airs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $70. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, no, it's the best show for like shows or movies that are are adapted from video games. And so sense. Sonic Sonic Three will have a chance. Sonic Three yeah. will have a chance. Sonic Two will probably have a chance this year. Halo, sorry, Halo, you're not getting it. And not if you do it. get it, I'm I'm rioting. Yeah, if Sonic doesn't get it, I'm gonna be pissed. It would be Arcane this year, probably. Okay, Arcane I'll, is I'll... a video game. You're right. Could be Cyberpunk 2077. Could be Edge Runners. No, because Cyberpunk came out two years ago. Edge Runners. Adaptation. Oh, it came out last year. Because it's best adaptation. Yeah, but it's an old game. It's not new. I don't well, think that matters. It's 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 right, what's it a good adaptation of the of the game material into another thing. So we're talking movies, TV shows, anime adapted oh, from games. Sorry, I'm just thinking game awards strictly games. Got it. Got no, it. they're adding this category specifically yeah. to acknowledge video game, movie, TV show adaptations. Then yes, yeah, Cyberpunk will win. Yeah, it could. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. The Last of Us is good. Um, Netflix. Well, speaking do. speaking of uh, uh, adaptations, um, Assassin's Creed Ubisoft has partnered with Netflix to create an Assassin's Creed live action TV series. Well, I feel like I've uh, we don't we are not getting into it right now, but I, I don't feel like I've seen this deluge of Assassin's Creed news in a while. That was a lot. <laughs> well, it's because it's been a while, and this was like their E three. So yeah, like, yeah. They've been building to it. Um, uh, I mean, if this was the first attempt at it, I'd go like, like, yeah, whatever, I guess. But like, this is the second attempt, so I'm like, just go for it, baby. That for, it couldn't be worse than the first one. Like, <laughs> man, that movie, that movie's finale still sits with me as just like baffling. That movie has a lot of potential. It starts real hot. Oh, it does. Like, it does, and then <laughs> it's really that third act that just like sinks it. That movie wouldn't have got the best adaptation award. No. no. <laughs> don't give it to halo anyway star wars the acolyte <laughs> lee jung jay is cast in who is in squid game the lead um, the lead, the lead in squid, squid game. game 
has been cast as the male lead of Star Wars Acolyte. Good. He's awesome. He's incredible. Um, I'm very happy awesome. about getting more uh, international stars in Star Wars. Yeah, so far. In general, in general, yeah. but in Star Wars. And so far, this is a really diverse cast, so I'm like, I'm all about it. And it's High Republic, or, or like before all, all the prequel stuff, so I'm like, I'm about it. Before yeah, like Phantom the, Menace. It's like the end of the High Republic, I think, was what they said. So like, it's, I think it's, like, I think they said it's 100 years before uh, uh, Phantom Menace, so it's like, yeah, at yeah. the end of the High Republic, yeah. And then uh, rumor has it that the Wonder Man TV series will also star Ben Kingsley, reprising his role as Trevor Slattery. Uh, that 100% makes sense if they're going to go with the route that he is a actor, which if they're going to put Trevor Slattery in, makes sense. Why is he hanging out with Wonder Man who may be a superhero already, or he's an actor who becomes a superhero? Why he's hanging out with him already is another story. How does he get involved? I'm just happy he's there. This also confirms that they're actually making a Wonder Man show. I'm just like, God, it's just, it's really nice to be a comic book nerd because eventually they'll hit all the stupid characters. <laughs> I, I, I became more convinced of, of the potential of Wonder Man and what they could do with Werewolf by Night, which we'll yes. get into later. Ooh, yeah, but that made me on. like, uh, mm -hmm. yes, okay. Um, Mag is in the chat. Hello, sir. Hey, Mag. Um, Definitely going to rewatch this later on after celebrating Disney Plus Day after watching Newsies in theaters and Jaws in 3D. Wow, what a day. Awesome. Yeah, Cinemark's playing Jaws. I was just looking that up. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and Pi, Armita Post 16 in the chat says, more Asian slash Middle Eastern representation, please. Yes, sir. Um, ben Kingsley. All right, anyway. Star Trek Day happened. God That's himself. what he was responding to, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I just... He played Gandhi. Favorite. That, that one of the more questionable casting choices of Ben Kingsley. What do you mean? Ben Kingsley's my favorite Indian man. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay. Star Trek Day happened. Um, I don't want to talk too much about Star Trek Day. Take too much time out of that. Um, but <laughs> bless you. Um, bless you. <laughs> is that is that Ben? It's funny. Okay, so Star Trek Day happened. Um, real quickly, just to talk about kind of the overview of what Star Trek Day is. Every year on September 8th, which is the day that Star Trek premiered in 1966, um, they uh, they do kind of a, a kind of a day, kind of a DC fandom, if you will, um, and uh, just basically like talking about Star Trek, what the current shows are doing, um, some tributes and things like that. In the past, it was really good. This year. Not so much. I was pretty disappointed with this year. Um, there wasn't it's a, a lot. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's a real shame that they tried to take Disney Plus Day's time from it. They should have just moved the day. <laughs> yeah, it's just Disney Plus Day. Um, so the so so Disney Plus Day was really awkwardly staged. There wasn't a lot to show. Star from Trek the, Day. Star Trek Day um, was really awkwardly staged. Um, it, there wasn't a lot to show as far as like new footage goes. There was one thing they started really hot and then they really just like really didn't work. Um, the, the stuff that worked though, were like the Nichelle Nichols tribute, which I thought was really sweet and had Celia Gooding, um, who, uh, plays Uhura currently on Strange New Worlds. She, uh, introduced that. I really wish they had gotten, they were able to get Zoe Saldana. I'm sure for certain reasons. Oh wait, Avatar 4 is filming. Um, <laughs> so like they couldn't get her back. Um, no, it's a two, three is coming. So four. I thought I there. I don't want to go down the weeds in this one, but I thought that four and five were on hold until they saw to turn a profit. No, they just they just announced at uh, Disney Plus at Disney at D twenty three that Avatar four had started filming. 
Oh, okay. Um, so Zoe Saldana, who also plays with horror, she couldn't be there for various reasons. Ryan, um, you're muted. I wasn't saying anything important. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> got it. Um, so and and that or that that Michelle Nichols tribute was really sweet. Um, outside of that, um, the host Tanny Newsom, uh, uh, yeah, Tanny Newsom. Oh, what's the girl's name? Tanny Newsom, I think so. Um, she uh, plays Mariner on Star Trek Lower Decks, um, and Paula Tompkins. Uh, they hosted the thing and they were fine. They were really fun. Uh, the teleprompter went out way too much. The music was awkwardly placed and quite frankly, bad. Um, it was Reggie. One of the late night show hosts. Reggie Watts. I saw, I saw your now, mouth move. Now you inverted the mute. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Reggie Watts. Um, really just terrible music. Uh, awkwardly placed. There was no flow to the show at all. It was not a good show. Very disappointing. That said, there were some things that I do want to talk about a bit. Um, there was a clip for that was revealed from Star Trek Prodigy. They also announced that October 27th is when the final 10 episodes of season one will start to air. Um, very cool. I'm excited to see that show come back. Um, the clip looked really fun. It introduced um, to there's uh, hologram Janeway finally gets to meet real life Janeway. That's something I've been excited for. Um, and then uh, they also... Ryan, as the, as the only one who's like watched early Star Trek: The Next Generation, I'm one, I'm curious if you remember the the cool guy, the the pirate. What's his name? Thaddean Okana. Look him up. I'm wondering if you remember him um, because he's shown up in Lower Decks again, and now he will show up with his this time with his voice, with the actor reprising his role in Star Trek: Prodigy. He's got a cool eye patch. He's a cool character. Um. So yeah, that was cool. I was really happy to see that. What's his name? Thaddean, uh, so think of like Thaddeus, but like Thaddean, uh, Okana, O-K-O-N-A. All right, it's not giving me something, just give me a second. All right, it was just, he was a pirate in Star Trek The Next Generation. He was a cool character, and now he's got an eye patch. Ooh. Sparks, did you watch the Strange New World clip? Yeah. I really dug that. Yes, I'm very, anyone who knows that we've talked about Strange New World season one, uh, Ortegas was given the shaft too much mm -hmm. in season one, and they seem to be aware of it because there is clearly an episode coming up that is focused on her. Yeah, and the clip was really, I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. That show is coming back, I believe. No, February, February 2023? No, later. Sometime in 2023. Excited for that show, though. Stranger um, Worlds is good. Oh, uh, Carol Kane. That's the final bit of news for Stranger Worlds. Carol Kane, uh, the uh, ghost of Christmas past from uh, from Scrooged. Uh, she will be the Enterprise's new chief engineer on Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, she's playing a character called Pelia. Legendary comedian. She's so good. That'll, that'll, I'm definitely going to start Strange New Worlds eventually. Probably before season two starts. I think you'd really like it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so ready. I'm so glad Star Trek. Well, Ryan. We'll be living in this house, and my mom has to watch it too. Oh. So, there you go. infinity and beyond. <laughs> ben, how far are you in Lower Decks? Uh, when I text you, I haven't picked it back up again, but I've been I'm gonna finish it this week. Cool. Um, da, 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 Star Trek Con. Uh, Nicholas Meyer came on stage to talk about how he never got to make his three episode miniseries, uh, prequels to Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, which told the origin of House Khan 
uh, of House of the Alpha 5 became that desert wasteland. Uh, so basically bridging the gap between Space Seed and Star Trek, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, Nicholas Meyer had the whole thing written out. They were ready to go. This was early Discovery days. Discovery hadn't even happened. And they were like, well, this is also going to be a show that we're going to do. Paramount never never greenlit that show. And it's just kind of been sitting there until now. They're going to adapt it into a podcast. Um, I guess better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, Would have been really cool to see that as a show. Yeah. I think I think like an audio drama centering around Khan uh, uh, will really work, though, because he is kind of like a charismatic guy you want to listen to talk. Like, I don't really you don't go to Star Trek for action. Right. So, like, of all the things who get turned into a podcast, I think this actually I think it works pretty well. Um, obviously I would love to have seen it like live action, but I think the actress passed away as well. Right. Cause he's old and passed away. Carter Maltzman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I think it's a cool idea. I like, I'm glad that they're going to all the different avenues, you know, like kid shows, you know, adult, adult comedy podcasts. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's really, I think it's cool that they decided to do this as a free podcast. It's going to be the, th- it's going to be fully scripted, fully, it's going to have a budget behind it. That's really cool. And they did say that it will start life as a podcast, which probably means they're hoping that if the podcast mm-hmm. does well, they could get it adapted into a live action show mm-hmm. or movie. Um, so I'm excited. I will listen to it wholeheartedly. I love Nicholas Meyer. Uh, I'm so down for more Nicholas Meyer Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and then Star Trek Picard. The first, yeah, the first trailer. I don't, whatever that was, the last thing, um, uh, the, the various gifts that they p- p- touted out as a trailer. The first real trailer for Star Trek Picard season three premiered uh, uh, this week at Star Trek Day. And that was kind of like the the really the big thing they did and really the only thing of note that Star, that Star Trek Day did was to see that. Did either of you, did anyone watch it? No. Um, okay, so I won't talk too much about it, but it looks great. Like legitimately looks incredible. Um, I love seeing we get glimpses of the glimpses of all the returning cast, um, kind of a bit more of the plot. Beverly's in trouble. Picard is like, hey, Riker, let's go save her. And then they they get on a ship that Seven of Nine is now uh, the commander of. And it's a new ship. It's called the Titan A. For those of you who know Star Trek. Actually, we've all watched this movie. There's a commentary about Star Trek Nemesis where Riker goes off to command the Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Titan has shown up with Riker and command in Lower Decks. The Titan A will be introduced in Star Trek Picard, and it is a, called a Neo-Constitution class. That's basically just like a new version of a Constitution class starship, which was what the original Enterprise was. Beautiful ship. I love ship porn so much. And uh, seeing this seeing this ship fly through uh, 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 the Starbase... Start. We get to see. Start, we get to see the Earth space dock again, which was um, the kind of this jellyfish thing, if you recall, in Star Trek: The Next Generation. For anyone who's watched that, um, we get to see that, but it's like souped up and bigger, and it looks beautiful. And watching the ship fly through it, oh, mwah, love starships, people. Um, it looks great. I'm really excited. I was. I'm hopeful for a good season. I think the fact that uh, they had to they had to change writers halfway through season two. Um, really hurt that season and i think a consistent writer this is the guy who did 12 monkeys the tv show which was highly praised Mm. um so like i think he can i think alone he can do one good season of star trek and i I really hope for 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 a high note on this one that's all trailers thank you all for letting me go through that star trek day of course the biggest trailer park of all 
Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, no one really needed to watch this one. I just wanted to briefly mention it, though. I watched it for about a minute, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so I watched the whole thing. Ben, Ben, you like the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> ben, what are you? Are you better now? They are the Mighty Ducks now. Oh my god, I I watched enough to see like, oh, Ben's dream. They did it, Ben. Yes, they it's on their it. jerseys and everything. They yes, I get it. <laughs> they didn't need Gordon Flambe or anybody. <laughs> Gordon Flambe. <laughs> so what is Gordon Flambe like? Coach Bombay's chef. It sounds. It sounds like a. It sounds like a parody of Gordon Ramsay. Uh, yeah. Like like that you're making a parody. Yo, hockey playing's awful. Gordon Flambe. No, that's what they should have called Josh Demel in this trailer. Josh Demel joins this joins this cast, and it and it looks like they've got a an in for bringing back Emilio Estevez for the next season if he's up for it, because uh, mm-hmm. they're going to summer camp to learn hockey. Um, I really like that first season. I legitimately think it's one of the best shows that that, that is on Disney Plus um, by a country mile. Uh, I think it's wonderful, and I think Ben would really love it. Um, and uh, uh, I'm excited for the second season. Hell yeah! Look, it looks charming. Just you know, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Frontiers. What new trailer was, was this, there? Was this the overview? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I might. I might have. It, it like, came out this week or last week. It's not really a trailer. It's like an overview, like a guided discussion of, and it came out the, it, ten days ago. Okay, I think I I probably watched it then. Um, and uh, it's it's like a guy narrating through like this is the, the essentially the plot summary and this is how you'll go through zones and like kind of how the abilities will work and that kind of thing. I'm still middle of the road on this. But you're not as negative, right? I'm about I'm about the same as the last time we talked about it, especially because in the context of this what it made it look like is all the cool level stuff we saw happens early when Sonic's going through the cyberspace and then he escapes and he ends up on this barren island and that's the rest of the game. And I'm like, I, I I imagine it's going to be like, like um, super Mario sunshine and Mario galaxy where you'll, you'll enter a portal and you'll get transported and do a level. And there'll be a bunch. I of thought that things. I thought that too, but they didn't ever elaborate on that in this, yeah. which is why I was kind of surprised. You do go through things to another place, but you're going to the different Starfall Islands, which are these barren, open landscapes, not to levels like what we see at the very beginning, where you're like on the side, on the highway and going through Green Hill Zone. That looks like that's all early game stuff. Yeah, I would still say I'm. I guess now I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean. I wasn't super upset about what I saw. That last trailer was like better trailer. Um, I but I will say I'm definitely going to wait till a bunch of reviews come out. And if mm-hmm. the and if the general consensus is that this is a great game, then I'll consider picking it up. I remember you saying, Ben, if it gets an eight or lower, you're not going to get it. I remember you saying that. Let's get eight. eight or above. If it gets lower than an eight, yeah, yeah, I did say that. I think I remember saying that. It's going to hit above. The bar for this game started so low that it's like, yeah, of course we're getting like better, but like I don't know <laughs> if it's I'm gonna buy it better. <laughs> oh, it's a sale game, baby. Oh, no matter what. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Sonic. Meet cute. Yeah, uh, this is time. Uh, time loop ideas never fail, guys. So let's give it another whirl. Definitely Palm Spring vibes, but like I, 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 I love it. I love Pete Davidson. I think that dude's hysterical. Um, I think this looks really funny. I love, I love the premise. Yeah, again, like you said, Sparks, like it's almost impossible to like make one of these time loop movies wrong. Uh, it's got comedy, drama, everything you'd want in these type of movies. Yeah, it looks like a good time. Yeah. 
Kaylee Kuoko I think this looks really great. gets obsessed with the first date and just feels the need to perfect and repeat it. Kaylee Kuoko, uh, that's her name. That's right. I can, I can, win. I can fix you, and I can erase your pain. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's not your job. You you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, it looks looks good. Yeah. Kaylee Kuoko um, is really impressing me lately. Um, having only watched two things, I watched the flight attendant her show on HBO Max. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Um, but she's really great in that, and then obviously she's great as Harley Quinn. So, yeah, hell yeah, I'm in for I'm in for a movie with this it, like this. It took me just a side tangent about Kaylee Cuoco. It took me a long time to realize it, but I remember watching her, which I want to say was her first big acting job, which was Eight Simple Rules for Day of My Teenage Daughter with Kay Seagal and John Ritter. Do you guys remember that show? That's the entire yeah. name of the show. Yes, Eight Simple Rules for Day of My Teenage Daughter, starring Katie Seagal and Jason. <laughs> Do you guys remember that show? <laughs> That's the I title. Don't. That's the title. I don't wow, you really spelled Garfield wrong. <laughs> she said Garfield? I don't remember Garfield. Uh, you don't? No, I never saw the movie. What about I, what about part two where he went to London and he went to the big Bentley? While we're <laughs> while we're on the subject of um uh Kelly Kuoko, she obviously is the priceline negotiator now. Um, she was introduced as William Shatner's daughter, uh, and now they have retconned William Shatner out of Priceline. We were introduced to her parents, and it was not William Shatner. Bro, damn. Beef. beef Shatner beef. Um, Deadstream. This looks awesome. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, yes. This is the this one I was talking really about where I was like, I never heard of this. Uh, and apparently it played at a bunch of festivals already, and it's getting insanely good reviews. Um. So I wasn't sure if it was like if it knew it was in on the joke, and then it said it was a horror comedy. Yeah. Then there's a moment where there's a monster crawling, and it's got a GoPro on its head, and it goes, Ugh! and I'm like, oh my god, no way! Uh, so excited for this haunted house horror comedy. I'm about it. I don't want to die with everybody thinking I'm a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this looks great. Yeah, Shutter original. Yeah. Um, the peripheral. Yeah, Chloe Grace. I love, I love the Matrix. I love Westworld. <laughs> I want to love Chloe Grace Moretz things. <laughs> so like, I'm on board for it. The concept looks cool. Yeah. Nothing, nothing about like. They didn't give me enough of the story to grab me. I'm so uh, I, I'm interested by concept. Yes. I was mostly really interested in the visuals of this when I first saw this. I think it looks really visually interesting mm -hmm. um the kind of like giant gothic statues uh not gothic like kind of like greek heroic statues that are just littered throughout the city and kind of this, like this um geometric explosion that happens around her at the end i thought all oh, that looked really cool yeah the the premise is cool because like halfway through the trailer she's like or someone's like what you're what you're experiencing is like the future so like they're living in like they're going to some virtual reality or some other world, but it's like their world in the future or something. Mm -hmm. And that idea alone is like, how does that even work? What is going on? What magic is this? I'm like, I love high concept shit. And again, Westworld, you either they're, they're, they always go, they always swing for the fences, and sometimes I really really miss. So I'm this, I'm hoping this is the swing because it looks yeah. really cool. Wendell and Wild. I cannot yes. wait to see this movie. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Henny Selleck, that people people don't know your name and they think you're Tim Burton. I'm so sorry this has been your life for 25 years. You're the man. Or if I had a nickel for uh, the uh, many times I've seen that, pe that people think Tim Burton directed Coraline, I would. I'm, 
I'd be rich. more importantly, Nightmare Before Christmas, because that is one of the most well, like I mean, influential movies of all time. Of, because yeah. of Nightmare Before Christmas, because people it says Tim Burton presents Nightmare Before Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, people think obviously Tim Burton directed that. But Coraline was marketed as from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, not Henry Selleck. It was from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. So that retroactively made everyone think that Tim Burton directed Coraline. It's a shame. Henry, you're back. This looks great. This looks incredible. Written by co-written by Jordan Peele. Hell yeah. Sparks? No, I really look forward to it. I just wanted to look up something before I, I said, because it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. And when you, it's not even Tim Burton Presents, it's right. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. When you say it like that, I get why people assume he's the director. I do understand yeah. it. No, 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad I, this looks really good. This um, reminds me of uh, not just like it's got Henry Selleck style, but um, uh, this has mildly convinced me, which is no knock in any way. But when Nia DaCosta did Candyman and we got the little paper images of the story, there's some similar imagery being done here, which makes me think this was more that was more Jordan Peele possibly influenced idea yeah um because there there's like one where it's like this it looks exactly like the paper art that we did for candy man yeah um, uh which is that's fine uh it's ne still nia DaCosta's film that jordan peele produced uh, it still looks great but like i'm getting that kind of vibe mixed with henry Selleck, and i'm really into that yeah. what's it called Wen wendell and what wendell, wendell and wild. wild wendell and wild yeah it's like what if what if the Fairly Odd Parents were all messed up? <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, I think this looks really great. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I love Henry Selleck. Um, Coraline is a fantastic, fantastic movie. I'm just sad that it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, Netflix. It's a TV. Is it a TV show or a movie? Movie. I think, I think movie. it's a movie. Okay, I could have swore it was a TV show, but I could be wrong. We'll double check. While you do that, why don't we go to a TV show, Quantum Leap? My friend, like, quite frankly, what took them so long? Is he gonna leap into a black man this time, Brandon? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they, they, they I, I'm sure they'll he'll leap into a Wendell. Black man. <laughs> Wendell and Wild is a film. Cool, 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 cool. He'll he'll leap into a woman. They're gonna leap into all the things. Leap into Jesus Christ again. Yes. Um. Uh, have any of you guys seen the original Quantum Leap? Nope. I think I, I saw one. half of an episode, but nope. Uh, what did you guys think about this one? I feel like streaming has ruined network TV. <laughs> Why? Because I feel like uh, network TV is not putting the money into this. Um, yes. They don't have the faith in it. Um, because I'm like, I know network TV didn't look this bad like eight years ago. But this looked kind of bad. And I mean yeah. visual quality wise more than anything. I'm like, this looks cheap in a severe way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am 100% into the idea of rebooting this and making it really like high and cool. Um, it looks like it was made on, on NBC at the same time as Heroes. It, and I'm like, it is 2022, my guy. We're nearly yeah. two decades past that. It should not look like this. Unfortunately, it doesn't just look cheap. I found the trailer to be fairly generic in terms of like what the characters are doing and saying. It just looks like, uh, if I was looking away from just like what the premise is, like it's just like another generic like network TV show to me, to be honest. Um, I, I would love for it to be good uh, for, for your sake but like to me there's, it didn't do anything to draw me in uh, really yeah. like, I would much rather prefer to watch the old show if anything um, Ben did you want to share a thought before I, I went no <laughs> no nah, I'm good I, um, <laughs> um, I don't disagree I, however I did really like this 
Um, I am more hesitant than when I first heard about the show because it's a sequel series, and I'm really happy that it is because um, I think you have you have a potential to really uh, to not fix the ending of Quantum Leap because the ending of Quantum Leap is deliberately depressing, but like help that ep- ending kind of have help uh, Sam Beckett. Uh, Scott Bakula's character have the closure he needs because now he if he is truly leaping until the end of time then he has lost Al. Al is dead Um, and he is alone for the first time and it would be really sweet to kind of have that show result have this show resolve this which I do believe it was the initial premise of the show yeah I'm sure it still is because this is again a sequel series Ernie Hudson even plays um, a character that Sam had leaped into in the original series Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that kind of crossover there, which I thought was cool. There's a lot more in this show. We in the original show we never see the future. We don't see like all the like the what's going on on Al's side of the screen. Um, we only ever see Sam Beckett's. Well, that uh, makes per- sense. Perspective, <laughs> um, because like we they didn't they didn't have the budget back then. So now what I'm actually really int- intrigued by is that we see we're seeing a lot of the the what's going on on the other side while this person is leaping through time, what's going on within the quantum leap project. I was actually really happy to see that. Cause that was something that I, I, I regret that they couldn't do in the original show. And I'm glad that they're kind of doing it now. It looked like yeah. the platform from Terminator Genesis. A little bit. Genesis. Um, uh, yeah. In, in a similar way to what Sparks was saying, like it is a bummer that this is on like, like, you know, basic TV because uh, the budget is pretty low. And like, we are in a generation where like, Again, like going to Westworld, that 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 old school '70s show was put into a multi-million dollar. Like now, it's an epic about robot apocalypses, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying every show needs to turn into that, but like, when I think Quantum Leap, I want a reboot that's like, yeah, baby, give it to HBO, give it to FX, make it's... it like hardcore, like hardcore science fiction and cool. And this looks just like kind of like my grandpa would watch it, you know? Like, and that's fair. Like again, you can have like fluffy shows like that, but like, it's not doing anything for me to be like, hell yeah, like. There are other sci-fi it, shows I, I could be watching that are giving me more meat. For me, it's just the fact that, like, it's so... It it feels like a step backwards for network television in general. Like, they're just... This should be... This should be one of the things that they're trying to get people to step away from the streaming service to watch. And yeah. I don't think they brought it. I don't think they brought it as a as a person who has never engaged with Quantum Leap before. And it feels like the only thing... Uh, just kind of based on what Brandon was saying that it really has to hang its hat on is that it is connected to Quantum Leap. Not a remake, but a continuation. So like you got all the people who want to see more of Quantum Leap are going to get the more, not a remake, but more of Quantum Leap. And like that seems to be its only value. Uh, At least it's not selling anything else to me. Yeah. Um, The last thing I just want to say about that is that uh, in Quantum Leap, the the show quite honestly lives and dies on, on, on Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell's chemistry their kind of partnership throughout that show really kept that show moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, the trailer did not show me that they've recreated that with these two new characters who are lovers. They're a couple and it doesn't look like they've managed to create a convincing relationship for me to care or even recreate the chemistry that Dean Stockwell and Scott Bakula had. They yeah, again do. seem like, like generic, handsome TV people. Mm-hmm. Like they're like not that the guy's like not charming, but like it's like I don't watch this trailer and go, I'm gonna catch that next week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it doesn't immediately grab me, which I wanted it to do because again the premise is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, like they just didn't make me 
connect with the guy and like it's one of those things where i'm like i just don't understand why this isn't a peacock like focus show yeah uh it's gonna be streaming on peacock but it's an nbc show first Mm -hmm. and i just don't understand how you had quantum leap and you didn't put the effort in the budget yeah i agree that's weird to me i will still catch it next week i'm i'm interested i i hope that's for you man i hope hope it's i hope it's good i want it to be good yeah. I hope it's not a Halo, man. Oh, Halo broke my heart, man. <laughs> yeah, I hope Quantum Leap uh, doesn't do that. Halo butt cheeks. Yeah. The Fablemans. Fablemans. It's neat hey, that Spielberg can finally just make a movie about his childhood. Man, that, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask, is this like a Spielberg uh, uh It's a Spielberg biopic. biopic that he's directing, yes. Um, I'll be honest, y'all. Uh, this trailer got me a little emotional. I thought this looked great. Um, Spielberg, obviously one of the greatest directors of our time, of, 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 of our generation. Um, this feels so personal and it like, it just like, (laughs) again, to to quote Harry Styles, it feels like a movie you go to watch in the film. Like, and like, I know, I know what he was saying when he was trying to say that, but like, this does look like, man, this looks like a real ass movie, man. This looks like Spielberg's like, like the heartstrings, the acting, the cinematography, like the music. It's like, shit, this looks like a good ass movie. I think uh, it's I think it's really nice to have a Spielberg film coming out where he's getting to do his love of filmmaking as text and subtext. Yeah. And he just hasn't gotten to do that. And like his last few films have not he... been been on the level of expectation attached to Spielberg, I suppose. And and generally like like Lincoln, Ready Player One, like big kind of bigger movies so it's nice for him to be like we want to I make know, a person. I know people really like West Side Story. The internet loves oh, West Side true. Story. Yeah. I do not care for it. I understand that that's mostly biased against the story of West Side Story. Um but this is the movie I've wanted Spielberg to make for decades. I've always known his relationship with his dad was really rocky. It's why most of his parent is why most of his dad figures in his movies are quite are absentee dads. Um and so to finally have him do that in a fictional setting so he doesn't have to is so it's not actually a a, bio, a biographical film it, it's a it's fictional it's a fictional version of his childhood of growing up um i'm i'm super i'm super here for it i've been waiting for us to be over to do this for years and i'm so glad we're finally here i remember 15 year old brandon saying boy howdy can't wait for spielberg to make that make boy that howdy <laughs> i'm Ozzy no, jones like everyone, there's a lot of great people. Um, I love anytime Seth Rogen, like it, it does drama because that dude does got it. Um, and like he's in a he's in a Spielberg movie. You know that dude's bringing it. And I'm like, oh hell yes, get it, Seth. Hell yes, get that Oscar nom, baby. Yeah, I think I think the fact that like he's doing it through a lens of being able to play with fiction rather than trying to feel like he's recreating something, um, is really smart. I think it'll win out as a good film. Yeah. Speaking of recreating your own fictional youth. I'm being hijacked? No, I just thought it was a good transition. Oh. I know that trailer's here. Recreating your own fictional upcoming. Oh, we didn't mean Weird Al. I do. That wasn't next, but sure. Weird. Weird. And uh, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, my God. Y'all. Oh, my God. I never thought they would make another Dewey Cox movie. I never (laughs) thought it would happen. 
Four weeks of just thinking this like, you know, have you thought about giving up on your dreams and stop being who you are? I'm like, oh my God, they're making Dewey Cox. Oh my God, this looks incredible. I can't believe I'm going to watch a Roku movie. I can't believe it. That stock is going to increase on Roku for one day. It's going to be crazy. The, the, the line of like, I just want to, I just want to write lyrics to already existing songs. Yeah. It's, it's taking the piss out of itself a hundred percent. Uh, my, oh my God, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld. She's playing Madonna. I think you're a bad influence on me, Madonna. Like, <laughs> God, I'm so excited for this movie. I can't believe this is a Roku movie. Like, for real. Like, good for Dan. Good for. I was about to call him Daniel I'm, Radcliffe. I'm, I'm still surprised that Daniel Radcliffe is cast as Weird Al Yankovic. I'm not. Nah, bro. We're, have you? Well, I mean, I, I'm going to say you haven't, but he's been making weird shit for the last. Oh decade. no, I I know he's been making weird shit. Yeah. I'm just like, man. It, it is weird because like I, I kind of understand what you're saying because like if you told like 11 year old me who was watching Harry Potter that oh, this guy was going to be Weird Al, like that's yes. that'd be I'd I'd be like you're crazy. Sure, but sure. now having like kind of followed his career, I'm like, no, it makes sense. I've seen him as a farting corpse, so like uh, his range for me is is the, the unfathomable. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Pi rightly says, um, based on the funnier die skit of the same name, we mentioned when um, when it was announced that it's the director of that funnier die skit, he is now making a kind of feature length version of that. Love it. Uh, Danny Radcliffe is not singing, no, which I was surprised by. He's a sing, he's a good singer. I was, I thought they, I thought they would do it, but it makes it's it's even better that it's Weird Al dubbing it. Yeah, I, I. I obviously I would always I always love like when performers can like do their own singing and stuff but, like Weird Al has a very unique voice he does a very nasally voice so like I think this is one of those times where I don't think this yeah I just don't think he could do it even if he's talented enough like it, it would sound it just wouldn't sound the same so like but even so like that's part of the comedy of the show is that yeah. he's overdubbed by the real Weird Al yeah, yeah. Feel um, like. and he's so ripped yeah. and I'm like Weird Al was ripped in the 80s it was, it was weird uh yeah this looks just like a great time like I'm I'm so excited for this i think it'll be a fun weird time yeah cyberpunk 2077 did you want to talk about phantom liberty i remember you wanted to you didn't want to take it's, it out it's a one minute trailer that's just a teaser for a for a for a update that's coming in like eight months so we don't really need there's nothing to talk about really then there was the edge runners update which you suggested yes watch. they did release a a cyberpunk update for the game uh in tie with the anime they released a trailer showing the co-op stuff between that did you guys watch that trailer please tell me yeah. you did yes yeah. okay i i love it that is it's my favorite trailer of the year and it has nothing to do with anything it's just showing hey here's the exact locations from the game they are in the anime characters are showing up exactly as they are it is one for one you know anime driving game driving and i'm just like uh, as like as like a bad editor sparks i enjoyed it I was like, damn, this is really good editing. I really liked it. And the song is an original song from the game. It's got it's a great bop. I love listening to it on Spotify. I was just like, oh my god, like the care that the, that this anime is they're putting into it. I'm just like, I'm so excited. And this is the reason I re-downloaded Cyberpunk and I deleted Avengers. So yeah, I'm just like, Sorry, I'm so stoked. They added like 20 get guns and a bunch of new costumes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, baby, oh yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, well, yeah. I would talk about my mo one of my most anticipated things of the year cyberpunk edge runners and real quick before we talk about the anime trailer what i love about cyberpunk and the world uh we have the trailer for edge runners uh update for the game that's about love and peace and how friendship is what keeps us together and then you see the anime trailer and it <laughs> it's violence gore, gore murder rampage Ugh. oh man this is this is trigger truly unleashed 
I, I, my mouth was agape watching. Like, we've already watched like two or three trailers at this point, but like, there is some insane shit that I've just never seen before. And like, yeah. Trigger is like, hey, baby, no budget, unlimited budget, just make the thing. This looks so insane. I can't believe there's this much violence. <laughs> and it's also going to be a story about characters loving each other. Like, I'm it was so a- ready. There was a scene that I was not prepared for in this when it was it was it's a sex scene where the girls on top and like there's something that happens to the kid. This is a kid show. Um, Ben's going to bounce back out. Kid show. (laughs) This is a kid show. Um, And uh, there was I was like, oh, all right. That's the kind of show I'm about to watch. And I'm I'm so ready. I love this director. I love Trigger. Give it to me. Yeah, I. uh excuse me i am this is definitely probably like my most anticipated thing out of any anything like i i i know it's going to be good because like how good is it going to be um and yeah again it got me it got me jones in to play that game again which is which is a a really powerful thing to do to make me want to cross media i mean it's really powerful the fact that like i have i mean i have no real interest in cyberpunk 2077 but i am massively stoked for this show oh yeah i mean you're a huge slut for trigger so they had you. Oh, trigger! <laughs> Doesn't work very well. It's not even. It's not even flirtation. You just spread them. Um, watch Promare now. <laughs> yeah, all right. It should be good. Uh, I'm. Ex- I'm excited to watch it. I. It's a toss up on if this is going to be the hot anime of the year or Chainsaw Man. We'll see. They're going to duke it out. Ooh, I. Wa- um, I read the first. The first chapter of Chainsaw Man. Oh. Only the first chapter though. But it's that's cool. It's only one. Yeah. Yeah yeah speaking of the hierarchy of power in the dc universe changing black adam released a new trailer yes it did what if you feel? how, are we, how feeling? are we feeling guys i really like the visualization of cyclone's powers in fact i like mm. the visualization of all the justice society's powers i am 100 percent with you i think the visualization of the powers themselves really cool dr dr fate looks great i love big man getting big hawkman Never look cooler. He looks so good. I'm so he happy looks for so good. Ben, how are you feeling about Black Adam? No, oh, he's still delayed. Ben, you might Never have to mind, turn your, Ben. I don't need that opinion. You might have to turn your, your computer off and turn it back on again. Have you so, tried turning it off and on again? So one of my fears about this movie, it almost it almost got worse because like who's who's gonna be the real villain? And it's gonna be like I always forget their names because I they're so I just don't care. Like the dudes on the on the bikes. Yeah, I might have to. If you guys can hear me, I'm my. Oh, Ben, you're gone. Oh, no. Ben, you're gone. Yeah, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Okay, bye, Ben. Sorry. Uh, uh, Brandon, what's the dudes on the bikes? What's their names again? I believe that's Interpol. Interpol, right. Or, in- Interpol? That's a real organization. Uh, it's, like a, it's, got a, it's like a stupid DC name. Uh, never mind. Anyway, there's Interpol dudes on cool. flying bikes, um, and, and we all thought they were going to be the villains. I'm like, well, that seems kind of weird for a Black Adam movie. Now we know it's Sabak, who is an interdimensional demon. Uh, uh, no ties Spicy. to Trigon. It is spicy. That is cool. But I fear he is going to be a third act reveal villain. And it's just going to be like, oh, they're all going to have to team up to fight that guy, which is what's going to happen. And yeah. I'm like, uh, and um, I don't love the I don't love how it's implied that the Justice Society are working for Waller like the Suicide Squad do. Oh, you and mean the, the, the X-Men? X-Men? That is maybe the most baffling thing I've seen in a comic movie recently. It's like it's and it's not even it's not even that they do the thing where like it opens up and it's a plane. That just looks like the blackbird not co- colored differently. That's just the blackbird. I'm like, what's 
what what's going on what are we doing with the justice society what's happening i i won't lie i kind of was excited to see waller i i know it doesn't I really make waller. it Absolutely. doesn't really make sense or anything but i was like yeah okay <laughs> i give it up to waller but like why do they have an x-men plane under under their mansion like eh. yeah that, I, don't, that's... I don't know I'm I'm kind of liking the brutality that we saw from the rock in this in this trailer. Uh, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I I love the visualizations of all the Justice Society members. Um but there's just something not clicking with this movie right now. Um It's the it's the fact that like there's there's no sense of like there's no sense of an arc to Black Adam really mm-hmm. present in this trailer. Like this movie's about him. And I feel like he's very plain and clear cut as a character, which is that he's going to wake up. He's going to be kind of pissed, want to use his power. He's going to meet Dr. Fate, who's going to be like, but what if power for good? Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, I'm not really into it. And then a demon will show up and he's like, well, OK, I'm into it against that guy, though. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And, then and that's the movie. Like... And that's the movie. And like, there's no complexity to that. There's nothing, you know. And in the rocks to his own detriment at this point, his whole thing is like, I'm not a hero, guys not a hero me hero i kill people i'm a bad boy we know at the end of this movie he's going to team up with the good guys and fight the bad guys like there's no world where that doesn't happen right this isn't going to be a reverse psychology where he is the villain and kills Do- that's not going to happen it's the rock so like i'm just like he's gonna be an anti-hero he's not a villain like he, he's gonna also they're gonna leave him say. they're gonna leave him in gray space yeah not committed one way or another and i'm just for a first outing for Black Adam, like I don't mind him ending up in anti-hero status at some point, but like for a first outing with him, that's just not interesting. Yeah, you yeah. can bring yourself back. Um, I, uh, I, I just don't love the. Um... We're good. Yes, yeah. you're good. Yeah. All right. What's up? Uh, most of the most of the, he always says like, "Oh, I I kill people. I'm a I'm a I'm a hero who kills people." Like I most of the heroes know. in this, most of the heroes in this universe kill people. Peacemaker. That's the thing. Like a lot of his, like half of his lines were just like, "Look how bad I badass I am," and I'm like, "You don't need to tell me. You just are we just talking do about thing. Are we just talking about Black Adam? Adam? We yes. are. Ah, okay. Get I, in here, Ben. Do you do you have anything you want to say about Black um, Adam before we move on? The Justice Society looks freaking awesome. Hawkman looks great. I am so ready for Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. And honestly, I mean, cool Rock as Black Adam, neat. Honestly, I'm gonna go for the Justice Society. That's um, what I'm going to move for. I'm 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 kind of with. I, I think Ryan, you like this tweet on Twitter. I saw it's like where it's like I realize that's how nth metal works, but I'm so sick of that effect, which is it like is the just, nanite effect. It is unfortunate. It's like it's like a, it's almost like the John Carter Star Wars thing. Is like nth metal is one of the original ones to do it, but like it's it's, it's the just, last to do it. Everyone does it now. Everyone does yeah. that night that nanite mask effect. I'm just I so really done. I really did like though the mace swinging down, turning into the axe. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Hell I yeah. think I think Hawkman's gonna get like the type of buzz. It's like, oh, spinoff time for this guy. I think he's gonna get like the type of. Oh juice. yeah, because yeah, that actor's that actor's hot, and I mean that in both like talent and desire wise, yeah. and also Aldous, sexual Aldous appeal. Hodge, I believe Aldous Hodge, fantastic actor. Isn't he? Isn't he the voice of Green Lantern in that movie, Brandon? Or am I wrong? I want to say that's what I heard on a podcast, but they could be lying. You were my power. I could. Uh, someone look. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm on sorry. it. Um. I just recognize the voice of Green Arrow. It's the voice. Oh, who's the kid in Cowboys and Aliens? That's a horrible poll. I'm so sorry. Um, no. <laughs> um, he's no. Green Arrow. He's a really good actor. What's his name? I forgot his name. 
Yes, Aldous Hodge is the voice of John Stewart. Who's cool. the voice of Who's the voice of Green Arrow? You got it right there. I don't. I just looked up Aldous Hodge Green. <laughs> Hold on. Take that. Move on. Move on, and I'll find it. Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll watch this movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think yeah. this looks great. It's another murder mystery. New location. New new characters. Same Jimmy Simpson. Long. Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson. Yes. He's a he's the <laughs> he's, in, he's the young young version of the man in black from Westworld. No, I know that. I just yeah. like I forgot he was in Cowboys. Cowboys and aliens. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always in a cowboy thing. Though. Look at that. I always I, I like I, I rec- as soon as I pulled that out, I was like I couldn't think of any other movie. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, glass 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 onion. Um, I love Benoit Blanc. I love Knives Out. Knives Out one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I I'm so excited for this cast. They all look like they're having a good time. They all look like they're going to be fun characters. Dave Bautista, Ed Norton, Catherine Hahn. Ooh, um, Bugs from The Matrix, the current Iron Fist. Jennifer Henwick. Je- Jessica Henwick. So Jessica Henwick. real real quick, because I, <laughs> sorry, I'm backtracking us a little bit. I did want to double check this because I thought Brandon was wrong and I was correct. Um, you were thinking of Paul Dano, who plays the kid in Hellboys and Aliens. It's Jimmy Simpson isn't Paul in Dano. it. Jimmy Simpson is not in Cowboys and Aliens. Paul Dano is in the Fablemans. <laughs> they look a lot alike. In my head, apparently, they look a lot alike. Sure, sure. I get it. Um, okay. Yeah, super stoked for Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. <clears throat> yeah, this is coming uh, to, to select theaters, correct? Yeah. Yes. I want to see uh, that theater. Great cast. So I'm very I. excited about it. But I wish his accent changed. No, I never liked that theory. I love that idea. Um, I want I want Southern Daniel Craig all day, every day. I love his Southern voice. I'm so here for it. Compelling. I wish I changed it. It's like it's like a a hole in a donut. A donut's hole. Apparently he had to go back to a vocal coach because he could not do the voice again. That's funny. Oh wow. That really no, bad. He couldn't, remember, he couldn't remember how he did it or how he got there. <laughs> he bought this in the 80s. What a terrible, a terrible accent. I love I love Knives Out so much. I'm so excited for Glass Onion. Bring it on. I, and and Ryan Johnson, like I know Netflix bought two movies, but Ryan Johnson, like, as long as Daniel Craig will not block me on his phone, I will make Benoit Blanc movies. <laughs> And I'm like, you do that. I want 50 of these. I'm oh, yeah. totally okay with that. I'm ready for those, all those murder mysteries. Yeah, I want them to go so long that they have to that they that they can finally drop the a knives out mystery mm-hmm. subtitle. I wish they already had. I think everybody would have just been fine. Netflix was stupid for that. They were like, no one will know. It's like everyone's gonna know. Everyone knows. It's if you just say another Ryan Johnson who done it. It's like, oh cool, we know who what's this gonna be again. You uh, see, Daniel only, Craig. Daniel Craig is the only person on the poster. The only yeah. argument to say that anybody wouldn't uh, recognize like what it is is if they had in fact had him change the accent, but they didn't. <laughs> so um, no, you don't need Knives Out mystery. Benoit Blanc was the. I believe the plot is Benoit Blanc is taken to a. a rich billionaire his uh his island he made puzzles that's where all the puzzles are coming from in the trailer um and he uh is a murderer on the island and ben blocks there <laughs> one of these people is a murderer <coughs> okay 
All right. So shall we get into more news? Should I play the main topic theme? Yeah, I mean, it's our topic. Let's do it. Let's be wild tonight. Wendell and Wild. We're, we're just a bunch of wild boys tonight. Oh, that we are. D23 happened this weekend. A lot of a lot of cool stuff happened for it. Uh, Nerdy it on, stuff. It's on Sparks' screen. So we're going to break down the news from D23. Starting with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, good finally, trailer. Finally got a trailer for this. We had seen the clip before, but yeah. now we have a trailer. Looks great. This looks awesome. I love the animation style. I agree. Yeah, me too. I think it looks really energetic, um, really fluid. Um, yeah, and I'm, black as hell. Yeah, it looks really great. I'm, uh, I'm sure it's not like catered to me, but like this would even be something that I would check out. It's for the animation alone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Is this? I know it's a silly question. This is Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus, right? This is Disney a Disney Junior Channel, uh, Disney Channel original. And I'm not going to watch this. And it will be coming to Disney Plus, just like uh, Owl House and other Disney Channel shows have after the season comes to an end, or maybe mid-season, depending. Cool. They haven't said one way or another, but it is a Disney Channel original, not Disney Plus. Very nice. I'll so it was it. not a stupid question. Cool. Um, Grayson live in the chat. Hello, sir. Um, hi, guys. Happy to catch you all. Hope you're doing well. Hi, Grayson. Go back to the beginning of the episode for the answer to that question. Talking we'll about see. nerdy news. Let's move on to American-born Chinese. I'm stoked that there's a Disney Plus show about the Monkey King. Me too. It's wild. Somebody, uh, when I was watching his trailer, I was looking at the comments. It's like, this reminds me of like a live-action American Dragon Jake Long. And I was like, ooh, that's a good pool. That's a, good that's a really pool. good pool. That looks, yeah, this looks really fun. Yeah, I agree. Mich- Mich- Michelle Yeoh, right? Yes. Michelle Yeoh's here. Um, Michelle Yeoh. They... Go ahead, Ben. No, no, I, that's, that was the only name I recognized. I was trying to think of something else, but I couldn't think of it. Is he really quiet to you guys? Yes, he is. Ben, so low. You're, you're very quiet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. It's weird because Ryan, Ryan got louder and Ben got quiet. When Ryan leans close to his mic, he gets very loud. Yes. <laughs> the hierarchy of power. <laughs> Brandon, what do you want to say about this show? Uh, I think, it, I think this was all just, this is all just kind of a featurette, but. I'm really stoked. I didn't know what this was about when I first heard about it. I didn't know it was a Monkey King type series. I'm, I'm excited. I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch this. Yeah, yeah, same. Ben, did you have more thoughts on this one? Ben is now muted. I mean, I, I mean, I did, but my microphone's being a little bit of a bitch right now. So ben, you are having so many. Uh, ben, are you problems. coming through your headphone one? Oh. Okay. Uh, we, we, did, we didn't we hear did, that at all. You just tapped it. We didn't hear it. <laughs> all right oh we have fun here grayson we'll come back to ben grayson says just mime it out but can you just imagine the whole episode of, of ben just miming things how do you right, mime? listeners will be so upset how do you mime is this miming yeah am i miming you got a one and two no all you're right. voguing right now voguing oh, <laughs> um the santa clauses yeah fun yeah. Uh, I was kind of shocked that there was no look at Kumail uh, in this. Yeah. Not even a, a little, little bit. Um, I'm happy to see that Tim Allen still kind of like like does his Santa Claus thing. He's got he's got the he's got the energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to see that he still has it. 
I think this trailer peaks when he says I'm retiring and the entire shop goes insane. <laughs> that was very funny. Because this person is like choking, like, ah! <laughs> and someone's just crying in the background. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Right. Uh, we did get a look at Bernard. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm kind of. I'm kind of looking forward to the show. I almost said excited. Excited isn't really the word. I'm looking forward to it. I I'm like really, I'm really interested. I really am. I'm really interested in how they're going to do Kamal taking over the role. Mm-hmm. I'm just very interested in how that's going to go and how that's I want. Play out. I want an acknowledgement that he's saying he wants to retire because he doesn't want to die. <laughs> because I want that's to be how pushed you... off a roof. I don't want to be you pushed off a roof. Santa. Okay, you guys hear me retire. now? Okay. Yeah, you're great. Yeah. Great. Gravy, baby. Gravy. Bounce in and out. Okay. Grayson even just texted me. He's like, Do you think you can patch you through somewhere else? I'm like, oh, it's just my freaking too much effort. Ben, uh, any final thoughts on American Born Chinese? Uh American Born Chinese really is really, looks really good. I'm gonna I kinda wanna read the Jean Luen Yang's graphic novel and mm. maybe get some more context for it. But other than that, it looks pretty good. I like the the martial arts and the magic look really cool. So that's all I have to say about that. Um the 90s kid in me is really happy to see Tim Allen as Santa Claus again. I will not lie. Sure. Uh, I mean, yes, there are some problems with Tim Allen, but outside of that, it's like... Tim he, Allen, I, as soon as Tim Allen got the show, he shut the F up. He oh, was he like, <laughs> I got Disney money. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up with Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Like, to me, my on-screen Santa was Tim Allen, and... Mm-hmm. I also thought it was just absolutely hilarious when he said he was retiring and all the yells start crying and just like, no. And he's like, hey, we have an on-site therapist, right? Ooh. You guys, um, you guys have this one. I don't want it. <laughs> and and uh, Pi sent me an interesting, uh, a very, a very weird text that I'm, I'm, I'm more to come maybe. Okay. All right. National Shall treasure. Yeah. National okay. treasure. Edge of mystery. History, edge of history. Sorry. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I I do like this. I I like that it's um it. I was nervous. It was not going to be as fully focused on like this this new family story or just these new characters as much. I thought this was going to be kind of like Riley gets his kid gang to go solve a thing, but that's like the, it's working in the reverse direction of what I was anticipating, mm-hmm. and I like that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, if it's a good, if it's a good, well thought out, like national treasure style history mystery, I'm I'm gonna have, have a good time. Me too. I mean, seeing Harvey Keitel again, that's like always good to see him. Um, he's had a secret this whole time. I'm a. I want to. I want to watch this. I love. I love the original National Treasure movie. I really enjoy the second one. I just want more National Treasure. I want more treasure hunting movies. It it did one of it said one of my least favorite lines. You guys know what, what it is. Everything, everything you knew was a lie. Everything you knew was a lie. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it, but I get it because it's a mystery show, so I'll allow it. Well, she's been. Lying I, I, to also, her whole life. I also. I also. I also allow a little bit of lax when we're dealing with American history, where literally we teach wrong kind of history. Oh yeah, yeah. So, it's so I'm like, I, I let that, I let that one go a little bit on the, <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, I think this looks, I think this looks well made. Uh, I'll be honest, a lot of National Treasure for me uh, is Nick Cage. I think the sure. premise and like the execution is really well done, but it's it, it is a little hard for me. Not that these kids look bad. Uh, but it is a little hard for me to want to go on this journey sans Nick Cage. I, I'm kind of in, endeared to this 
uh, these new main characters. Mm -hmm. uh, this this trailer did. We've talked a lot about a lot of trailers, and we're going to talk about more. But um, this one did things that like Quantum Leap's trailer couldn't do. Where I'm like, I I can see following these kids. I can mm -hmm. see following these characters. They seem engaging and fun, and like someone I actually want to do a history mystery with. Um, this has the reverse effect, I think, of the Santa Claus trailer, where like I was kind of glad that Riley was just in it for a moment, not looking for him the way I was looking for Camille Nanjani. He, he feels more like he's going to be a smaller role, probably, with the way he comes in at the end. I don't think he's going to be in it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm kind of with you, Ryan. I, I'm a, I keep saying Camille Nanjani. Sorry, real quick. I keep saying Camille Nanjani and nobody was stopping me, and it's Kumar Patel who's in I was mixing them up, and it's Kumar Patel from Harold and Kumar, oh. who's coming no, into Kumar's the No, not his real name either. That's not his real name either. It's Cal Penn. Uh, Cal Penn, thank you, yeah. yeah. We're all right today. Cool. Um, I, kind of, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, Nicolas Cage is one of the reasons why those films are so charming, are so endearing, because of Nicolas Cage's just uh, Nicolas Cage-iness, honestly. Um, but I'm kind of intrigued in this film to see if, like, this could this this world could work without Nicolas Cage. I know that they said like they've left the door open for him to return to the series, and they are still actively working on the third film uh, or trying to get that going. So like there is still Nick Cage out there. I'm curious if this can work without him, and that's kind of where 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 I'm going with. Plus, I also agree with Sparks that I'm kind of endeared to it as well. Um, I I really hope for something good here. Uh, any slightly related tangential vein i just wanted to ask that anybody look at um a trailer for it came out the day the trailer dropped for us was for disney plus day and then it was put on disney plus at the same time um i didn't really want to recommend the trailer because the trailer is dubbed and this is a argentinian show um but it's sierra incognita which is on disney plus right now um it's a horror mystery show about them going to, back to this abandoned amusement park where these kids lost their mom um it's got like all these spooky like like for a disney for a show on disney plus i'm like there's some really cool imagery going on on this show it looks it looks kind of cool um oh, yeah. i would watch it in the native language because the dub does not look good uh <laughs> but i just wanted to bring that up because like that that just dropped on disney plus on disney plus day and like never heard of it before and then it was there and then boom um just wanted to mention it oh yeah percy jackson and the olympians Man, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot to say about this trailer. Like, it's it's all just like kind of giving you the vibe and setup. But like, the vibe is correct. Um, I'm really really happy to do Camp Half Blood. Um, I'm I'm glad that things look just already look just a tad more faithful than the initial film did to the books. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, already, I, I I'm. I'm endeared, I guess word of the day endeared um, to uh, Walker Walker Scoble as Percy. Um, mm -hmm. I really I really I really dig it. I'm excited to see more. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, this teaser was just a teaser, so it's hard for me yeah. to really like yeah, that's I've seen the movie. that's it looks I remember it looking like that. so like I need more to, to grab onto. Most importantly, I liked the Athenian armor that some mm -hmm. of the kids were wearing at the camp. I thought that was done better, frankly, than I thought the armor at the camp was in the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Haven't read the book, <clears throat> haven't seen the movie. Okay. Okay, we got a really bad movie night for you coming up. No, I'm kidding. No. 
We're gonna shove the book in your mouth that while the movie is playing. No, he has to eat it page by page. It's better. I I might have a book. Cause because like Ryan and Ben have both picked books that we've had to read for the show. I might You'll finally have a book. Oh yeah, I'll read that book. I'll we've read had books. Jackson. Books. I'll read Percy Jackson, that's fine. That's an easy one. Yeah. It's not it's not as it's no dune. It is not <laughs> we started really, at a ten. I really love I really love the No, the, we started at Ready Player One. Oh, that was not a ten. The dynamic of like starting with Ready Player One, then Dune. Yeah, what a shit. <laughs> that's a job. Love it. Oh man. We've no, we got the whole spectrum. Now we just gotta fill in the middle. Yeah, yeah. true. Willow. Guys. This Guys, is so good. Yeah, fantasy this incredible. What a, what a year for fantasy, for real. Uh, I yeah. I can't believe that this is on Disney Plus. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. I want more things to look this. Why good. don't you put this budget into your Star Wars movies, Gus? Right. <laughs> like this. This looks like this looks like the kind of like dedicated equivalent of Andor. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then not much else that's been put on Disney Plus when I hold on the quality level that I'm seeing on the screen here. Uh, I, th- I I really loved the first trailer that we saw. I've mm-hmm. never seen Willow. Um, I should I should preface that. I, it's time. Do. It's time. I want to. Like I'm I'm watching that I'm watching that movie before the show comes out because I think the show looks incredible. Same. Or we wait until Sparks gets his big f off TV and watch it on that. Well, well I mean, gotta be, as long as it's before the show. When's the show come out? November. Oh, but yeah, yeah, we got time. It's months away. We got we got. We got late time. Yeah. Uh, I love that we have, like, specifically this year, we have, like, Willow, which is, like, kind of, like, family-friendly f- fantasy. Lord of the Rings, which is, like, PG f- fantasy, PG-13 fantasy. House of the Dragons, rated R fantasy. Like, fantasy is covered this year, y'all. Yeah. It's, I love it. It no, feels no, like... No, is that right? Elden Ring kicked it off in February. I think um, they've done a good job with keeping the, like family-friendly humor tone that Willow has, but, like, also dark fantasy vibes still mm-hmm. present in either visualization or uh, character hints. There's a great little banter bit between uh, the, the gentleman and uh, the lady that captures him, where um, he's like, you think of what I'm thinking? And she's like, I don't think so. And then it's like, send him to my tent and have him tied up. And he's like, I don't know, it sounds like we're on the same page. <laughs> it sounds like it, yeah. Uh, that's what's great about, like, those, like, like 70s and 80s kids movies. Like, there's a tinge of, like, darkness and, like, spookiness. Uh, that a lot of those movies like is like be, being scared as a kid is like what helps what helps you grow and like develop I always, and like, spooks part of life i always talk about all dogs go to heaven there's a the fi- like the final act has him go to hell and fight the devil oh my and, like God. that movie is dark i mean so rude. look at mr toad's wild ride you go through yeah, hell and- that, that's hell yeah. i think what i think that's what in, what's endearing me towards this movie so much um which is that like uh towards the show so much which is that like it looks like uh, a, a a kid's movie that I would have watched as a kid. It looks like it's mixing those dark fantasy with those kind of uh, family friendly fantasies. Um, I whenever modern day things can uh, can encompass that really well, I get really excited because that's really a lost art that we've lost that we've got kind of like lost. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Um, I just saw this, and I know nothing was said about it for Disney Plus Day. I know it's still in the news, but I know they're we know they're working on it, and I know it's Lucasfilm, but or I know that this project Willow is Lucasfilm. But seeing this really cool fancy thing is giving me a lot of hope for the Aragon show that's going to be on Disney Plus soon. Oh sure, I think Percy Jackson you, is probably the, keep, probably the equivalent. 
you keep that hope, babe. Um, my my uh, I think my biggest like comp for this is um the vibes I'm getting and and like execution wise is the Dark Crystal, yes, uh, Age of Resistance from film to television show. The way that it like recaptured what the film did and expanded on it. That's what I feel like we're seeing here with Willow. Yeah, like like instantly stepping right back into that mode what's getting me really excited because i didn't know like who's making and stuff uh so it is being made by jonathan kasdan who worked on the original and the music is by james newton howard so returning cast everybody also i'm sure you guys noticed uh aaron kellyward uh from she was in falcon winter soldier and rogue one she's she has the the big red hair Mm -hmm. showing up in so much disney stuff she's so good yeah yeah i'm i'm super stoked for this i cannot wait yeah yeah and i i watch willow as a young kid so i'm not i'm gonna even pretend that i saw because it was too long ago so like i'm excited to rewatch it again, yeah. Ready, ready for that Willow rewatch. Yeah. Um, I'll 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 segue into the next thing by just, by by briefly mentioning that about it. I just want to say it's really nice to see Harrison Ford excited about something again sure. for the first time in decades. Yeah, this one's actually good, y'all. Yeah, he's <laughs> talking about like he's choking up. He's like, yeah, this is my last time. Like this movie is fantastic. I loved work. Phoebe Waller Bridge is amazing. And I'm like, dude, where have you been? Because he, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about Han Solo, but he likes Indiana Jones. He likes Indiana Jones. That's the thing. There's, there have been clips and stuff about D23 going around all over TikTok. And some, one of those clips was Harrison Ford on stage talking about Indiana Jones. And he was pulling back some motion. I'm like, man, he's happy to be here. And then afterwards, then, he got a picture with, with Key. 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 Key Hoi Kwan. Hoi Kwan. Um, he's, I got a picture with him. Man, I'm so happy for you, Harrison Ford. You get that good movie. That was really nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super pleased with all of this. Um, uh, I'm ready for everybody to get on the Phoebe Waller Bridge train. Yeah, let's I'm, all go. I'm ready for a really good Indiana Jones movie, guys. James Mangold. Me right. too. Disney news, starting with the Muppets Christmas Carol. What? Hark! The Muppets Christmas Carol is a movie that came out decades ago. But recently, um, not recently. Uh, the song "What Love, When Love Is Gone," which was in the extended cut of the Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, which has not been seen since the DVD release of that extended cut, um, is has been restored. They have found and they the negative is lost. They can't find the negative. Um, the interpositive, a, a good interpositive, was found that they were able to upscale to 4K, and they are going to be inserting it into the Disney Plus version of Muppets Christmas Carol. So now that film is once again complete. Whoop whoop whoop! It's cool. I adore that song. I'm so excited to see that song in 4K. Sparks, have you popping off the screen. Sparks, have you you've heard When Love Is Gone, right? I have the DVD. I didn't let go of the DVD because of that. Yeah, Um, I have the cut of the movie that does that. Me too. Uh, I I also didn't get rid of it for the same reason. I just I love that song. It's it's such a it's such an interesting tone shift. For those of you who don't know, it's such an interesting tone shift for the Muppets Christmas Carol because it. It's really sad. And like Michael Caine is, is sobbing and you're sobbing with him and it's a kid's movie. It's wonderful. I'm so glad it's back. I'm so glad it's back. Michael yeah, List of movies to watch during Christmas this year. Have you not seen Muppet's Christmas? Never seen it. Ooh, Michael. buddy. You gotta go watch it. Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. The next Haunted Mansion movie. Um, they did some stuff at, at D23, but the important thing is Jamie Lee Curtis is playing Madame Leota. Yeah. I'm for it. That's awesome. Do you have the full cast list, though? You know what? I, I couldn't find it after I lost it, so yeah. I didn't put it in. I do know that Jared oh, Leto's the most important cameo. name on that list, though, y'all. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. 
Sure. Yeah, so it's really hard for me. I really hope he's the. You know what really scares me? He's not at the bottom of the list, y'all. He's top of the list. He's top of the list. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> give me that Eddie Murphy movie again, I guess. Look, I. I hey, so. he's I been in movies and not ruined them. No, but if he's the lead in them, I don't want to watch them. I, I don't think he's isn't, the lead. Isn't Owen Wilson the lead? Didn't they already say Owen that? Owen Wilson. I okay, okay, the lead. okay, okay. I think Jared Leto is probably playing um the the oh, husband yeah. who's been um murdered decapitated mm-hmm. okay. the one who becomes the half box ghost i'm saying Ooh. more than seven minutes of screen time or we're gonna have issues no it'll be like a blade runner 2049 length oh he's really good on that too um yeah uh so excited for that should be good but very oh, yeah. happy that jamie lee curtis is playing Matt and leota i think that's great yeah yeah i'm glad that movie's they... happening i loved how they introduced her that she was in a dune a doom buggy and they turned it around that was really that cool, was really cool. Um, Barry Jenkins is directing the Mufasa movie, right? Yes, that's I think yep. so. Yes, yep. so uh, they did some things for that and they talked a little bit about it and they revealed um, that it will be told through a dual narrative in two time in two time periods. The first will be Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa talking to a cub, a lion cub, about Mufasa's rise to power, uh, rise to king, and then the meat of the movie will be that story. Yeah, that's uh, fine. There you go. I, I who... I'm open to the possibility of an engaging story about Mufasa. I'm open to it. I'm not optimistic about it, but be, I'm open to it. I'd be far more open to it if this was animated. That's yeah. the thing. It is. If it's gonna, if it's gonna you look know what like, I mean. <laughs> that's the thing. If it's going to look like the last movie, I don't care how good the story is. Like it's There's no emotion in those characters. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. It's it's gonna it's really it, they it more than any other movie. This movie's fighting an uphill battle for me to care at all. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Barry. Uh, some miscellaneous trailers. Disenchanted. Man, this looks great. I'm so glad they got. I'm so glad they got James Marsden back. Yeah, me too. I I like the idea that like against her her will she is giving into the evil stepmother trope mm-hmm. yeah. that that's that that's what's on i'm like this is this is a cool idea and i think that there's like what i really like is i feel like they found a good way to keep her relationship with being a stepmother to mm-hmm. patrick dempsey's daughter really focal point there there's a whole sequence that's clearly there where they want to give idina menzel a song which is fine but the notion that she is kind of trying to comfort her through a time where she's not able to connect with giselle is really appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really I'm really thrilled. Um, Jama Mays and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown are also joining Maya Rudolph in this, and I think mm-hmm. that this is this is a well-rounded cast. I'm kind of into it. I think this could be really cool. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I thank you. I I don't think it's a reveal. At least I hope not. But they show Maya Rudolph in a evil evil queen outfit, and I hope that's not a reveal. That like oh she actually is actually like the evil queen from another world like from her world or something. I hope that's just like, we were told, we were told she's the antagonist for this oh, piece when she well, was cast. I, okay. That's fair. But I even still, that, like, I feel like, I hope it's not in a movie going to be a reveal. That she's like, actually I'm a queen. I think that what this, what the trailer shows, whether or not what you're saying is the case or not, what the trailers definitely shows is that whatever wish Giselle made to make the world kind of slowly turn into a fantasy world, which is making her in turn lean into the evil queen trope, whatever that is turned Maya Rudolph into, a, into an evil queen. Uh, yeah. I think that's you what solved it is. It. You solved it. Thank you, Brandon. There we go. 10 out yeah. of 10 movie. 
Uh, I'm super stoked. I've wanted more Enchanted yeah. for years. Um, Patrick Dempsey rocking that Silver Fox look. Yeah. yeah did you, you see? Did you see his actual pictures from D23? Oh he's full blown mm-hmm. white insane. now. Insane, really? insane gray. Yeah, he's not oh, even yeah. gray. He's full blown white at this point. Oh, it's insane. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I did not realize how nostalgic I was for Enchanted after I saw until I saw this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I rented it from Blockbuster. I actually. I used Enchant. I used James Morrison's character as like inspiration for a character I played in high school, and I was, and I was like, eh, I didn't. I only saw like the two times. I was like, oh yeah, Enchanted, whatever. Now that I see this trailer, it's like, yeah, actually, Enchanted was pretty damn good. Enchanted is great. It, it really feels like they slipped right back into these roles, and I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was significantly. We we had never got confirmation one way or another if James Morrison or Idina Menzel were coming back, and so yeah. now seeing them in the trailer, I'm very very happy. Same yeah. too. I'm so happy we're here. Hocus Pocus two, Hocus Pocus took us. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly excited for this movie to come out, and I want it to be good. I don't know if this is a good trailer or not. Yeah, I, 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 I hear it, you. It, there was so much of the sisters like we're back and we're evil. Remember the things we did before? And I'm like, yes, no, I know that's like that's what we do when we remake movies and stuff. But like. Uh, I liked I liked the new leads a lot, um, but like uh, I just don't know if this was a a well put together trailer for me. Sure, I think there's some good gags, like the the last gag with her like stretching. Yeah, I like that spread out. Big yeah. fan of that. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought this was kind of like a maybe just a poorly made trailer, but that might just be just be me. But like I'm excited for it still. I I hear you, but I think there are there are nuggets here that give me good hope that like i i'm honestly to be honest if i just get some good like new sanderson action and and quips and things like i'm gonna be fine um because you've got that bit where he's like uh can we just nix the soul stealing part and bet midler's like no yeah. <laughs> um, i i'm i'm really happy to see them back in the parts and they look they all look great yeah um i i'm i'm really stoked about it. what i'm really interested in and curious about from this trailer is the opening which is when they're Kids. young and in Salem. Yes. And I'm like, are we doing a, are we doing a black Adam? Are we doing a, actually, uh, they were quite, quite, uh, t- like tricked by, uh, Satan oh, <laughs> or something like that. And they're like actually that. not so bad people, even though they've killed many children, hundreds <laughs> of children over the years. <laughs> I got a feeling soul. it won't be, but that. it's okay. They're not that bad. I got a feeling it'll be more like Agatha Harkness, where like she takes power and then it's like, ooh, actually, I'm bad. Yeah, I'm very interested to to see what what they're where they're going with that origin. Doug Jones. It, it kind of reminds me of uh what the what they what they seem to be doing with John Kreese and Cobra Kai. Like the idea of like, okay, but this really bad villain who's like killed children actually has a tragic backstory and we should kind of feel bad for them. It's like, nah, I don't I don't want to. I I don't want to feel bad for you though. I have a feeling they won't do that. At least I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be weird. Um, I'm still super excited for Hocus Pocus 2. I love Hocus that. I love Focus you. took us. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. You were saying? I'm excited for it. I mean, there are worse. I do hear what Ryan's saying. There were some parts in this trailer I was kind of eh, on. Yeah. Um, but other than that, my hype is just over. I'm, my hype is too high. I'm excited. They'll all look great. I love, I, like uh, what Spark said, the spread out gag I thought was great. Um, even when they're like going through a store looking at all the makeup, it's like, do you think we should get some salt? Why? So we taste better when they eat us? I I really like her 
because she wrote a vacuum cleaner in the last one and now it's Roombas. She's got the two yeah. Roombas that she's on. I think that's a great bit. Uh, that is, that is. I don't, I, unfortunately, I never remember the third sister's name, but she looks even crazier than ever. Her yeah. jaw shape's like, ah! I'm like, she's straight up just like insane. I'm like, I love it. I, I am excited for it still. Uh, Matt, hold up. Mag is in the chat as well. I'm. Yeah. He's saying something that I also agree with that how they have yeah. better have a new song, which sure. I 100% agree. Yeah, I'm sure they I, will. I love. I put a spell on you, but like, don't, don't just remake the movie again. They remake clearly the have their. They clearly have their stage moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was I put a spell on you written for Hocus Pocus? No. no. That's, that's a that's a Sinatra song. I think it's a quite old. Song. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, it was. It's been covered by so many different people, or and so many different bands. My favorite version is by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. He was a voodoo singer from the 70s and 80s. Speaking, mine, mine speaking was of... Sorry, go ahead. No, this is because Ryan said his, because the one that the version that I love the most is Creed's Clearwater Revivals. Yeah. Speaking of covers, The Little Mermaid. Ah. Uh, I mean, I so this is one of the live action adaptations where like you kind of get me interested just because putting everything else aside even if it is one for one you have to film it so interestingly mm -hmm. we're talking like on the aquaman level because it's live action underwater stuff and i'm like that already is like kind of a feat to see yeah. um so i'm i'm already a little more on board with doing it uh than i would be with some of the other properties um i i have no reason to there's not a lot to pick out here um i have no reason to think that hallie bailey's not going to be great in the role i will say i agree with my my fiance that um you don't need to vamp in the song to make it different mm -hmm. um i i didn't think that was necessary you know, a little um, bit i hope there's not Aguilera. i hope there's not too much of that yeah exactly there are new songs in this and i know that they um they premiered one of them at d23 hallie bailey sang one of them i believe Mencken, Mencken worked on this one. Is that I true? So, yeah, I think Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna cool. double check. I think Al Mencken came back for this one. He did the original, and I believe he came back for this one, like he did Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this uh looked really pretty. Um, I really like the 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 four the four finned mermaid tail that I we do see that Ariel has. Um, the so this is directed by Rob Marshall, who did Into the Woods and Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides and other films. Uh, but he wor he's worked with Disney a, a lot to the point where I think that like I don't think I I trust him more than I trust like a um a Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Uh, like I I think that this one is I think this one looks charming and uh pretty to look at and I hope like the the movie is good because not cuz cuz of that but I hope that the the extra added element of it being good is there. More importantly, oh, yeah. Rob Marshall directed Chicago, which won him an Oscar for best movie. It was great. Great pull. Like, I'm not um, worried about Rob Marshall directing. Like, uh, Also notably, um, real quick, it is Alan Menken. Alan Menken did come back and compose the new songs. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't believe that any of uh, the live action app re reinterpretations that we've had outside of Beauty and the Beast have been full musicals. Oh. Um, they tried with, with Pinocchio. With it, oh, did they? Oh, you watched, watched it? I, I watched it last night. I forgot to mention that because I was so hyped on is it. Is it just a re is it just a shot for shot remake? Almost mm -hmm. a shot for shot remake. When was the last time you watched the original Pinocchio before you answer that question, Ben? Over 20 plus years. 
Okay, so maybe not the best judge. Of, like, I can't even say. It's also over 20 plus years for me. I was talking to Megan about this, and yeah. I'm like, I kind of, if I'm going to watch it again, I kind of want to watch the Disney Plus one first. Yeah. Just so I go into it without the original in my brain, because I'm like, there are genuinely yeah. ones I don't remember. Aladdin yeah. Aladdin had music, but I don't think it was. Oh, good, good, good point. Yeah, Aladdin also falls in that. Lion King, like, I'm thinking of, like, the, the brand new songs. Like, Beauty and the Beast had new new music for it mm-hmm. aladdin had they've... the one aladdin had the one new oh you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right yeah yeah um yeah but it's a, a water musical i'm into it yeah, yeah. it looks I, pretty again i like rob marshall so i am i'm just excited to see i love aquaman i love seeing underwater shit like i'm just excited to see underwater kingdoms and castles I'll, and fishing i'll put it this way i'll put it this way i do subscribe to the idea that regardless of like how realistic you're trying to make under the sea look um that song should be colorful oh yeah uh and i hope even if it violates this the the texture of like what you've done and like how how very true to how dark down under the sea is when you get to that song it it should be very colorful even if it goes back to what it is after and i hope that they're not afraid to do that Uh, ben did you have any final thoughts on little mermaid Looks pretty. Okay. That's all. Uh, all right. Disney games. Probably blow through this. Uh, Disney Illusion Island for the Switch. Very interesting. Um, this is this a. Awesome. Yes, this looks very good. And this is a big new step in Disney gaming. Um, we have not had something like this. We haven't had. In a long time. We haven't had a classic Mickey Mouse platformer. In a very long time, since since and, uh, Epic Mickey, right? I was actually, yeah, Epic I would Mickey say was like a decade ago. Epic Mickey, Epic Mickey two, it was about ten years ago. Yeah, you're right. We we oh. haven't had we haven't. It's not even just like the Mickey thing. Like Disney has not been making dedicated games for a while that are not straight to mobile kind of games. Like it's this and Dreamlight Valley, and even then, Dreamlight Valley is a game designed to be shared between mobile and console services and kind of ape on animal crossing this is something wholly new which is very surprising and it looks very good and and the art style it like it almost looks like cuphead like it's beautiful man like i can't believe like like i'm almost shocked like wow they're putting this much like effort into a a four-player platformer with old school mickey and donald and goofy like it's it's awesome i can't believe it well this is based off those newer cartoons which have that retro-esque style but it's still got its own twist on it. It's not 100% aping that style. It's kind of making it its own. Oh, speaking of games, is that is uh, that other one on here? I just I just re- I just remembered. I didn't put this in the news, but there's a, a Mickey Mouse documentary coming to Disney Plus in November. Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, sure. All right. Oh boy. Um, actually, um, Brandon, can I vamp real quick on another game that's not on the list? But I um, there's a Disney trading card game coming out next year called Morcana, and they yes. released the um, some of the trading cards for it. It's their version um, of Magic: The Gathering. Yes, yes, and I want it. I want to play it so bad. I am. I am all for it. Like, yeah, the, and, and, the artwork is is they released the first like set of cards. What it looks like. I'm like, all right, y'all put an effort in. This is this looks really good. Okay, damn it. Damn I am it. definitely going to be Maleficent main. I am definitely going to have Maleficent in my deck one way or another. She's oh, going to be there. I don't care. Oh no. no. She's going to be the worst card, and Ben's going to be like, I don't care. <laughs> you lose if you play this card. Can you imagine uh, that's a card ability? You lose if you play this. If you have this card, fail. You've lost. I hate playing yeah. this game. 
right. But yeah, um, yeah, because they did release, yeah, because like Brian said, they released some of what the cards looked like. I think it was Captain Hook, Elsa, um, Stitch as a rock star, Robin Hood, um, Maleficent, and as a D23 exclusive, um, Brave Little Taylor Mickey. We can only get that card if you went to the convention. Damn, I really thought you were about to say Brave Little Toaster. Nope. I mean, they might. Really bummed you didn't say it. But yeah, War Connor looks good. Gargoyles is getting remastered. The 1995 platformer is getting remastered for consoles and PC. That's oh, yeah, cool. Baby. I love uh, every every great 80s and 90s platform brawler is getting remastered and updated. So like, hell yeah. I'm excited. Bring back Gargoyles uh, the show next. Fudge, yes. Thank you. I'll take it. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, I just want to. I just want to hear. I just want to hear Jonathan Frakes as uh, the bad guy again. Xanatos. Xanatos. Thank you. Yeah. Tron. Oh, a... hmm? No, there's. I was gonna say there's a lot of Star Trek alumni in Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marina yeah. Sirtis and and uh, Marina Sirtis was a uh, Demora. She's right. She's um, uh, Troy. Um, Tron Identity uh, described as a visual novel adventure that follows Query, a detective program that must solve an unprecedented crime in the grid so this is made by mike biffle of biffle games he is an incredibly incredibly small uh uh sometimes solo multi-person developer so don't expect a big game from this even says they're a visual novel this is going to be a low ass budget game uh but it's awesome because he puts out uh incredible stuff he made a, a john uh a john wick game that's like john a puzzle Hex. a puzzle shooter that's like for mobile phones and like unlike a switch and stuff um this is really cool like like the fact that Mike Bithel, uh, Ben, real quick, there's a podcast you should listen to. It's called Play, Watch, Listen. It's with Alana Pierce, Troy Baker, Austin Winery, and Mike Bithel. And they're all different people from the video game industry. Writer, uh, writer, actor, director, and uh, composer. And they all join forces to talk about video games. I think you'd really like it. Um, nice. But Mike Bithel's on that podcast. And I, talk, I listen to him literally every week. And that dude is a literal genius. Uh, and if he's willing to take on a Tron game, I'm very excited. Because that dude is smart as hell. Also, visual. If it's a visual novel, you don't have to do a whole lot to. Not to say that visual novels are easy; it's they're not. But mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of stuff you need to do with the game. Yeah, you just got to be a good writer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, more Tron stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Midnight Suns released a gameplay trailer. Uh, yes. As well as uh, the announcement that a number of animated shorts are going to be created. And released on October thirty first. That will lead into the game. Have you seen? Have you seen the, what they released for this for the first of it? What the animation like the, looks like? The intro to it. Yeah, it's sick. It's incredible. Sparks, did you see this? The animated intro for Midnight Suns. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Oh very my excited. god! Ah, it's so metal. I'm very very excited. I saw all the Midnight Suns stuff, and I'm very very happy. And that those those prequel shorts. Once I saw the animation, I'm like, oh yeah, give it to me. I'm so happy. Hell yeah! It looks um, great. What's incredible about this game was it got delayed to next year, right? Then it got undelayed, and now it's coming out December of this year. Uh, so they had they wanted to give themselves enough buffer, and they're like, "Oh, we actually don't need that extra couple months, so it's coming out December now." So like, I, I get this for Christmas, baby. Whoop whoop. Uh, whoop. It is if, if you're listening, it's for first time. Uh, uh, Midnight Suns is a card game like XCOM. It's a card game strategy game, so it is not going to be for the every man, the every Marvel fan. It is a strategy hardcore RPG. But for for uh, nerd ass bitches like me, oh my god, give me those choices, give me those cards, baby. You mean for nerd ass bitches like all four of us? 
I don't know if they're into if you guys are into strategy card games like this. I'm not. I'm not crazy about them. Yeah, personally. I remember Brandon saying that, so I'm not going to speak for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to play this one. I'll watch those animated shorts. Hell yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Uncharted creator Amy Henning's company, Skydance New Media, are developing a game centered around Captain America and Black Panther, specifically Black Panther Azuri, which is T'Challa's grandfather. Um, Gabriel Jones, one of the Howling Commandos, and Nanali, the leader of the Wakandan spy network, are also playable characters throughout various points of the game. This yeah, is, this is wild. This is so incredible for so many reasons. First of all, Amy Hennig, uh, she hasn't been able to get a game made since Uncharted 3 came out, and that was almost a decade ago. She was trying to do a Star Wars game that got yeah. canceled. She was working on Ragtag, which was a which is a a team based uh, uh, a group of ragtag like bounty hunters going on a narrative at Uncharted Adventure. That game got canceled. She's been trying to make games for years, and they've all been canceled. And she is so talented. She like she created Uncharted. She worked on the Legacy uh, Legacy of Kane series on, on the PS2. Uh, she is like one of like the most influential uh, like women in video games. And she hasn't been able to get any video game made for like almost a decade. And it's so sad. And the fact that we're finally here and she has a team and this is like really happening. Uh, we're about to get like an Uncharted style game, guys, that we're going to be playing as all these characters narratively on the PS5, like playing as Black Panther and like, and like a Dora Milaje lady and like a Highland Commando and Cap. Like I, I couldn't be more excited. I could not be more excited. This is very exciting. World War II? Come on! I'm I'm stoked for this. I love the Uncharted games, uh, as I mentioned. So uh, as soon as I found out she was doing this, like 100% down. She she did an interview after this, and she was like, if you guys know what type of games I've made before, you're not going to get any surprises here. I'm making that type of game. Yeah. So like, it is going to be a narrative, single-driven uh, game where you're beating the shit out of bat, probably a bunch of Nazis and hijinks. I'm like, yeah! And that is a-okay with me. Yeah. Oh, and okay. And like to be bold to have like two of your playable characters not be like big important characters. Like you're playing as just like a random Helen Commando and a random like Dora Milaje spy lady, but also not to be playing as like 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 a notable Black Panther. Like that's really bold and cool to play as his grandpa. Like man, good shits, man. It's so exciting. Yeah. I guess probably excited. five years away. I'm very excited for this. My only issue is kind of the same thing about like Hey, there was nothing about the Wolverine Insomniac game or Spider-Man 2. Like, it's because these games are very far away at this point. Yeah. What about Spider-Man 2? That's supposed to be soon. Sooner. That's next year. Well, it's um, also it's also because um, even though you know, like that's Disney affiliated, it's those are Sony projects, so they're not really gonna step on promoting them at D23. I think it's a good point. But like, still, like the, the point is that these games are far away. Um, oh yeah. And I'm I'm happy to know that they're coming, but I kind of wish you waited until you could show me a bit more because it's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, ben, if you want to pull up the latest comment before we move on to Disney Parks. Ooh, uh, yeah, so John Riley says super, super pumped for it, but I wish they'd at least dropped a title on us. That's uh, also that. We don't know what yeah. it's called. There was a comic. Uh, I have not finished. I read the first issue. It's called Captain America Black Panther Flags of Our Fathers. So I doubt it'll be called that, but it's probably going to be something similar to that. Yeah. Be a good, game, good title for a game. Yeah. Actually. All right, so Disney Parks, Avengers Campus, is developing a third ride. Uh, but guys, there's only one ride at Avengers Campus. You're right. Um, they still can't get the second ride off the ground. Um, but a third ride is being developed at Avengers Campus, which will be about the multiverse Avengers. Um, so if you saw the artwork, a lot of multiverse heroes that we're familiar with 
together. Two different Hulks, two different Spider-Man. Um, Man, Man Thing was on there. Man Thing was on there. And this will be this will be uh, all of them fighting King Thanos. Which is really sick. One of the villains. One of the villains, yeah. One of the main villains will be King Thanos. Donny Cates so, is like... Is- getting paid so hard right now <laughs> the way the way they talked about this made it sound like this is going to be like star tours Ooh. and and every time you go on it you'll encounter different heroes fighting different villain things oh, so they're going to create several scenarios they got me hard um yeah, that's, that's cool. the way they're going to be able to incorporate all of these different heroes and like that there's going to be many many more than what you see in the piece of art is because over time they'll just keep adding in different scenarios because it does sound like it's going to function in many ways like star tours that's so smart i'm in yeah uh i think this looks really cool uh the artwork specifically i really dug that artwork like on its own i just thought that was a dope piece of art yes um everybody who was at that panel got that print for free oh damn them um all right but that's cool very very excited yeah Uh, also also on that note real quick um did you guys get a look at the hulk outfit coming to i did come on the character the mascot is coming to avengers campus hulk (laughs) that looks so ridiculous i i feel for them because they have to keep him in the helmet so that you can't see that he isn't talking yeah Yeah. Um, it's like uh how they do like megatron and stuff right yeah 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 he's quite big though he is quite big he's showing up next week for a few weeks and we also so we also found out that the mandalorian is coming to galaxy yes with uh Mm -hmm. grogu in his satchel has he not shown up yet no, because we've been time locked until recently. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that, thank yeah. God that's not that's changed. Yeah, that's weird because I remember the last time I went, I saw Boba Fett. And yes, Fennec that Shea. would that had just changed a few Boba months Fett. ago that they un untime locked Galaxy's Edge because uh, they those were the first two characters added that weren't part mm-hmm. of we exist in between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. I'm so glad right. that's changed. That's so good. Pacific Wharf will be turned into San Francisco from Big Hero 6 with a Baymax meetup. Meet and greet. Yeah. Aww. This, is a cool, this is a cool cosmetic change. That'll be Wait, fun. forever or temporarily? Forever. Permanent. Forever. So the, the bridge that walks over to the Pacific Wharf is going to become the San, San Francisco Bridge. It's oh. not clear how much beyond just the Pacific Wharf area is going to be affected by this. The other restaurants in that area might remain the same. Um, but certainly like that's going to be the motif of the Pacific Wharf area. The restaurant, yeah. as far as we know, is not changing. Well, I mean, like San Fran, it still is like San Francisco based and like the Bay. Yeah, so like now it's just going to be San Francisco to provide opportunity for some merch, some different food items and the Baymax. cosmetic style uh, leading yeah. up to the restaurant. Yeah. Cool. I'm into it. Uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Now that's Splash Mountain, right? Splash Mountain. Yes. Is becoming yes. yes. Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Well, it, it was they talked a little bit about it, saying it's a tribute to the spirit of New Orleans. And it's going to follow Tiana looking for that special ingredient that she's missing to a, a dinner that she's making. Um, we're going alcohol. We, so alcohol. Moonshine. We, <laughs> we go on. Oh, my God. We go on that journey with them, um, with her. And the most of the voice cast are, are returning, including Anika Non-Rose, who is the actress for Tiana. Yes. Which is not surprising because most of them have returned for that Tiana show that is being made for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, we haven't talked about it for since last D twenty three. I'm excited for that show. Oh no, it was, that was a Disney Investor Day. Disney Investor Day. Disney Investor Day, the day we all felt a little dirty talking about Disney. 
Should I know this? <laughs> okay, I also, it's not in the thing, but I also heard something else that they're also going to put Tiana's palette or Tiana's place, the restaurant in Disneyland. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. Would that be in um, Cafe Orleans? It would either be Cafe Orleans or it could be a redress of Hungry Bear because it's right there. Hmm. I seriously doubt that, yeah. but I will look into it. I'll look into it right now. Go ahead. Do it, Sparks. Dino Land. Back checker even when I'm the one that's wrong. <laughs> um, so the, uh, uh, the, the area Dino Land at Epcot, right? Epcot. Don't you no. mean Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom, thank you. Um, the Dinoland area in Animal Kingdom that has a dinosaur ride is going to be redressed. It's gone. No more dinosaurs. Instead, it's going to be Zootopia and Moana themed. But I love okay. the dinosaur ride. Yeah, it's probably. It's, it's, it's a, it is the same. Well, we don't have a ride like that. It's mostly like the Back to the Future ride, right? Well, actually, it's it's more Indiana Jones, but it's less You're intense. You're right. You're I right, mean, Indiana, I mean Jones. Indiana Jones is more of a thrill ride, whereas this one is more of a, a slower but uh, scary jump scares because you have a bunch of dinosaurs jump at you. Mm-hmm. But dang it. So, yeah, I, I'm a big dinosaur guy. It's kind of a bummer. But hey, you know, Zootopia and Moana are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick um, on the Tiana's Palace thing. So in a, some Imagineers have said this was not a formally announced on the stage at D23 or anything. Some Imagineers have said that they are looking at reimagining one of the restaurants to Tiana's Palace. They do not know which restaurant, and they are not saying it's 100% happening. Okay. Mm. Um, a Thank lot of news that. outlets are starting to say that, yes, it is 100% happening, but that's okay. not what they said. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, and then we're talking about Dinoland and Animal Kingdom, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, it's pretty much a dead area at this point. Yeah. So they need to do something with it. I mean, the um, only reason why I go to Dino Land is just so I can go on Dinosaur five times because that has like the shortest line. It's so much yeah. space that's just not being used for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a good idea to put in these kinds of things, especially these things that play well with that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what we're going to talk about there was a lot of Disney stuff, but like, you know, uh, Disney Disneyland Paris is getting a frozen land and things like that that we didn't really need to discuss. No. Um, but, a lot uh, of Disney Park stuff for you, yeah. Disney Park aficionados and freaks. Uh, Epcot is getting a, 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 an attraction called Journey of Water, which is going to be inspired by Moana's um, connection to water. Love it. So, Disney Animation. I- Iwaju. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard about this show before we briefly we briefly heard about the show before but it's an all-new original long-form series created in collaboration with pan-african comic book entertainment company kugali Mm -hmm. um it's described as a love letter to logos nigeria lagos lagos um it uh it's described as a world bus uh Bursting with color, unique visual elements, and technological advancements inspired by the spirit of Lagos, which is physically uh, yeah, physically divided into an island and a mainland separated by both water and socioeconomic status. We now know that the series will follow Tola, a young heiress from the wealthy island, and her best friend Cole, a self-taught tech expert and loving son from the mainland. Yeah, um, so this is an Afrofuturism series. That genre has been getting increasingly better and better stories. Um, uh, I've been a 
look, I'm excited about this ever since they announced it at the investor or whatever they did. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I'm just glad that they're getting to do something so different yeah. and that they're collaborating with uh, the group you said, um, the African-based group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I came think that's out- going to be great. They came out and talked about the show and how important it is to yeah. have the show. It, it looks from the still that we saw, it does look like there's money in this, which is great to see a Disney Plus show actually put money into their shows. I don't mean to say Monsters at Work is cheap looking, but it is. Um, all right. Strange World, which is the uh, the next Disney animated movie. Yeah, um, I love that first trailer. Yeah, the uh, cast, the full cast was released. Uh, so we already knew Jake Gyllenhaal was, was right. the lead. Uh, he plays Searcher Clade. Dennis Quaid is in the movie as Jaeger Clade. Uh, Jabuki Young White as Ethan Clade. Lucy Liu as Callisto Mall. And Gabriel Union as Meridian. Interesting. Cool. No word of Alan Tudyk is in it, but probably somewhere. I'm and he's sure like a monster or an alien or something. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, wait, wait yeah. for another trailer this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Gobble gobble. Coming up. And then after Strange World, they told us what the animated film after that will be, which is Wish. Right. Which they told, they, they said, it's like, how did the wishing star upon which so many characters wished come to be? Mm-hmm. So it's about a, um, it's set in uh, Ros- Roses, Rosas, Roses. The Kingdom of Wishes, where wishes can literally come true. Uh, it follows Asha, who sees a darkness in the kingdom and decided to wish on a star, and then the star comes to life. So the star kind of comes down. They go off on an adventure together. Right. Or in the star. Stardust. Uh, Stardust. Oh my god, it's Stardust. <laughs> um, just less sexy. Um, this is directed by Chris Buck and uh, Fawn... Vera Sun Vera Sunthorn, it's a great name. Um, they also co-wrote the film with Jennifer Lee, who's like the head of Disney Animation. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana DeBossi uh, has been cast as Asha, so she's she was um, Ariana Debose. Debose, sorry, uh, she played Anita in West Side Story, Spielberg's mm-hmm. West Side Story. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, they they she sang a song from the movie. Uh, the thing, I, I didn't see it. Um, Alan Tudyk will be in this one. They actually had a fun little tribute to him uh, because they're like, he's our lucky charm. Um, you said, uh, so you said this was directed by Chris Buck and I immediately went to the guy who made Inhumans. That, guy oh. Scott, that guy's name is Scott Buck. So I was like, wait, is the guy who's making Inhumans making this? And it's not. No, Chris Buck has made a bunch of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um. Julie Michaels, Julia Michaels, uh, wrote the, wrote all the songs. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about Alan Tudyk. Um, they had like a little tribute to Alan Tudyk and revealed that he's he's in this movie. He's playing a goat uh, who can talk uh, and wears pajamas. Okay. But really, something that I'm excited for is that it's going to blend watercolor with 3D animation. It's really that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm hopeful. Seen in four years. I think this looks. I think this. No, it's their fun. next one, so it's probably late next year, twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm. Like, I'm honestly kind of excited for this. I think it's. I think it's really. I like the idea of them doing all these movies and then being like, "What if we did the thing that our whole company is based on?" 
wishing on stars what if we just did it's like if dreamworks made a movie about the guy who fishes the, on the, the moon mo- the boy in the moon yeah mm-hmm. yeah like like it's like that like i've i i was i feel like it's that it's, it's like that and i'm like okay yeah i'm actually on board with you doing this yeah i would i would so watch a movie about the boy on the moon sure yeah i i'm i'm appealed to this idea endeared some would say mm, appealed appealed pixar mm-hmm Win or lose, which is their first animated show. Yes, um, the baseball had, one. Yeah, announced. Uh, Will Forte ha- has been yes. cast as Coach Dan. Yes, um, I'm so excited. This, this is by the guy who did Luca, and yes, yeah, Luca La Luna was the short film I was thinking of. Um, so the series will follow a softball team. And each episode will focus on a different member of the team and show their point of view of the same week. And each episode will have a different animation style. Into it. I'm well done, Pixar. You already got me so intrigued by this. Yeah, I'm pumped. I always like it when they experiment with animation. All the shorts are always animation experiments. Um, Yeah, hell yeah, bring this on. I really like their Spark shorts, what they were doing with animation there too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Elemental. Their next film. Right? Yeah, the next film. It's the next Pixar. Um, It's going to be a love story between a fire and water elemental who can't ever touch. Uh, Y'all ever heard of a show called Pushing Daisies? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to follow Ember, played by Leia Lewis, and Wade, Mamadou Effie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. June 16th, 2023. I'm excited. It has it sounds like it has good potential. It's Pixar. Well, can you it's an keep original? That, can you It's an original. But can you keep that same enthusiasm for Inside Out 2, which was the other film they announced? I can. Which has actually yes. leaked, which was actually leaked prior to this. Yes, I can. I'm super stoked. Um I think it's really great that not only are they going to do it and they want to like push forward with Riley's evolving emotions which i think Mm -hmm. is a great idea Mm -hmm. but that they are letting uh a female director and female writers take the reins and pete doctor fostered that and stepped aside um from his baby so that they could do that because um this is about riley growing up and it's great that they're doing that i think that's awesome yeah i think of of all the the movies i'd probably would make sense to make sequels to like inside is one of them because like you're always dealing with emotions and they Mm -hmm. only get worse as you grow up uh yeah. so you can uh, you can you can uh you can make it so much more dramatic now that she's you know however however old they want to make her whether she's still a young adult or she's a straight up adult like who knows right i believe she's a, she's either just turning into a teenager or is a teenager in this film I'm not sure oh, okay there you go then which one amy, uh, amy poehler is back as joy obviously um however this was not stated in in d23 uh this was part of the part of the leak from when inside out 2 was was leaked um, that Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling are not joining the film. Oh, as a... what did what did Bill Hader play? He played, he played um, fear. fear. Oh, I was about to say anxiety, but I guess that's the same thing. Um, Kelsey Mann is the director. She did mm-hmm. not direct the first film, as Spark said. She is. Um, she, however, did work on a lot of Pixar on a lot of Pixar work before this. Some short films. Some. Um, uh, she wrote one of the one of their movies. I forget which one, um, 
but uh, she's directing this. And then Meg uh, Lafave, who was a co-writer on the first film and is now the writer of the second film, is writing this film. Groovy. Um, summer 2024. So I will say, um, just because you mentioned that that was from a leak, the Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling exit, mm-hmm. uh, I will say that um, I don't know 100% if that's going to be true. Only because when Amy Poehler came out and announced Inside Out 2, she said all the emotions are back. Which I guess could mean just all the characters are back if they're played by different voices. But that would be kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, and Elio was the next yeah. film they announced. Yeah. Um, directed by Adrian Molina, who is the co-writer of Coco. Um will follow a boy who is transported across the galaxy and mistaken for the intergalactic ambassador for Earth. Sounds awesome. Yeah. America Ferreira will play Olga Solis and Giannis uh, Kibrib will play Alio. Spring yeah, he's a, he's a neat little young boy. He, they brought him out on stage. It was very much like when they cast uh, Miguel for Coco. Yeah, mm. that's cute. We found this wonderful little talent. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for all of these, honestly. I think this was a good this was a good Pixar lineup. This is a great Pixar slate. Um only one sequel in the bunch, and it's a sequel that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Um and then a great look a great sounding TV show. Yes. Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Season two will premiere January fourth. A little later than I expected, honestly. Um, you know, with Andor like you don't want to compete yeah it's true um ahsoka this was not from d23 they did show some ahsoka stuff at d23 we would, we did not see it it was not released to the public um uh there is there was some ahsoka footage shown um by all kinds of says look good but the leak that happened before d23 was that iman esfandi was cast as ezra bridger mm-hmm. so that's cool it's very ezra. cool I'm very excited to see my my um, about some of my Rogue One boys, my um, my, Re- my Rebel crew, um, the guy who plays Aladdin. I forget his name, but he's he's like kind of been like the fan cast for for him, yeah. for Ezra, and he wanted to do it really badly. And then he came out saying after this announcement, like, "Hey guys, thanks for the support. I really didn't have a chance at all." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, damn it! <laughs> That's so sad." I honestly, he was. He was my choice. Like I thought he would be perfect. Uh, this guy yeah. looks great. He looks like Ezra. Um, everyone kept saying Raul Coley, but I was like, not nah, too tall. Ezra's, Ezra's kind of short. Also, wouldn't he be too old? Mm, yeah. It depends. It depends on when Ezra came out of the time stream. Oh, that's true. They could just make him older. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cool. Ben's like the what? <laughs> you know, space whales. Don't worry about it. What's Rebels? Trailers. The second, we're, we're, we zoomed out, we're coming back to trailers. Yeah, there's a lot of trailers. There's a lot of trailers interspersed. So these are the Lucasfilm trailers that aren't Willow. I put Willow up, up top because I've. this is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Tales of the Jedi finally got a first trailer. And we and, uh, October 26th release date. The entire series will be out October 26th. I'm, I really like it. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I really like who it's about. I really like the cast. I think it seems good. Really, really on board with that. I hope there are more in the future that are about other Jedi. Mm-hmm. 
Me too. Um, because of sure the impression, the impression from the first time we heard about it was like we knew there was an Ahsoka story, we knew there was a Dooku story, but I thought, oh, we're gonna get like all kinds of new different. And it's like, no, 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 just those two. And I'm like, uh oh, like more of an anthology. Oh, okay. So there's so there's three episodes for mm. both for Ahsoka and Dooku, and each one uh, is like a different time period. So as far, like we heard, the Ahsoka one was like her as a baby, her training, and then her after. Clone Wars. So like Dooku would probably be like there's an early Dooku when he's training Qui-Gon. There's like a middle Dooku and then there's a Dooku who turns. I have a question. Yeah. Did you guys watch this trailer with subtitles? Yeah. The first time I did. Uh did you catch that the um masked Sith Inquisitor is an Inquisitor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like a really cool Inquisitor. I was mm-hmm. I really like that mask. Um, like I'm really purge, like purge inquisitor. Yeah, I'm really excited for this, and I'm I find myself not really excited for the Ahsoka stuff. I love Ahsoka. I'm so into more Ahsoka, but I kind of know the story already. I'm with you. Yeah, but the Dooku stuff, I'm so sold on. Yeah, like, I'm really I, excited for the Dooku stuff. Yeah, I I really like Ahsoka, and like I'm sure the story is going to be good. It's not necessarily a story I, I really want to see. Like yeah. I. It's certainly not more interesting than Dooku shit and how, how Dooku like became the gray to evil Jedi that like that's I'm so excited to see that in young young uh uh what's Qui Gon, yeah. Um I'm so, like, I'm I'm very excited for half the show. Uh there's not a part, that, again, not that I think it's gonna be bad. Yeah. There's a part of the Ahsoka story that I am really stoked we're getting to see, which is when she's taken by the Jedi, because yeah. that's something we've never been given in anything but comics mm-hmm. or yeah. books. It's not oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. we've seen in a visual medium before the moment where they're taken as a babe. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dooku one, I was actually really um, impressed with young Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Like look just like Liam Neeson, but younger. I was like, wow, you nailed, you nailed that. Why oh. guys? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Yaddle. I'm excited. I'm Yaddle excited. Is oh, you are Yaddle, the, the one Yaddle stan. I'm not a Yaddle stan. I just think it's really cool. <laughs> I, I get to see her fight. I get to see her. I oh my god. Me. Dooku has now fought both Yoda and Yaddle. <sighs> Guys, do you know what this means? It means he has an EGOT now? <laughs> it means that Yoda and Yaddle know Grogu. No, I'm just pulling bullshit out of my ass. Oh my god, he's going to fight a little baby. <laughs> Duke is going to come back from the world between worlds to fight Grogu. Grogu had to have a mommy. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. He's 50, y'all. It's not Yaddle. Yeah. How old is Yaddle? Like 102? I don't know. know. Yeah, this takes place when Count Dooku's young. Yeah. The timeline would fit. Stop it. Don't make it real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to think about this anymore. Listen, I can't um, imagine like Yoda going <laughs> Yaddle. No, <laughs> I don't yeah, think. Do I don't think Tales Yoda, of the Jedi, indeed. I don't think Yoda is is Grogu's dad, but I do think that Yaddle is somehow connected to Grogu, just because oh. I think that's something that that Filoni would do. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I just really think that Filoni would pull that out of his ass in, in like Mandalorian season four. Yeah, babysitter Yaddle. Ben, how do you feel about your Yaddle? He didn't I even don't... know about Yaddle. Remember when we found out about Yaddle? I do remember oh, when I found out about Yaddle, but I don't know. Yoda with a wig. 
Anyway, sorry, Ben. You're getting more Yaddle content. I just, I just, I just got, I just flashed back to some video I saw a long time ago where someone was, where someone was doing Yoda impression about blowing Yaddle. I'm like, oh no. Do you know how to, do you know how to unlock Yaddle in Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga? Kill the younglings. (laughs) No, that's how you unlock Anakin. Um, You unlock her by going to Tatooine and dancing in front of, uh, and in front of a, a crate dragon uh, to distract it so that Yaddle can take the meat. Mm. That's my favorite piece of Star Wars lore. <laughs> if if we readily had a fake nerd TikTok on hand, I'd just be creating a loop of Ryan going like <laughs> 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 Yaddle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Mandalorian season three. Yo guys, Bo-Katan's looking spicy. Okay. I'm saying she's looking Cersei. Um, I was watching this and I was like thinking about like Book of Boba Fett and how like how much I didn't like that. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe they lost it. You nah. know, maybe they don't, they don't have it anymore. And then this happened. I was like, oh shit. Y- yeah, Mandalorian rules. No, they got it with Mando. They figured it out with Mando. <laughs> Thankfully, they got it. Thankfully. I, one of I these loved, shows. We're going. Excellent. We're going to Mandalore. We're oh, seeing yeah. that dome like destroyed. Oh, is Bo-Katan on like the ruins of Mandalore? Yeah, that bro. I'm cool. I'm getting feisty vibes from her. I think bad shit's gonna go down, and she's gonna be the cause of it. Like for real. We get yeah. to see more Mandalorians with like Clone Wars era ma- uh, helmets now, with, like that kind of angular. Oh, there's one, baby. there's one beautiful like it's not like a long one shot, but like they're in they're in like in like a carrier, and then the thing opens, they all, they all jump down together. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, Mandalorians. Yeah. Oh, we also like... got a uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, Bo-Kas- uh, is it Bo-Katan or Bo-Katan? It's I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You got her talking to Mando about his uh, his cult and how it divided the people. And also, I saw this other theory how the armor was a follower of um, Darth Maul when he ruled Mandalore because of the we think helmet. We think that as well. Oh, that'd be so sick. So uh, I'm like, bring the Death Watch back. I, I I want this. I want more so, Mandalorian stuff. You're, you're... Ben, what you're talking about is the Death Watch. It was um a, a, a it was run by uh Previsla. 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 Um, and his son is in the Armorer's cult. Death Watch was taken over by Darth Maul, um, because he still he still got the dark saber from Previsla. Um, so that theory kind of fits. Yep. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting about this trailer is that like. It was, it was doing this thing where it was like, where were you when Mandalore fell? And then we see the drop ship of the of those era, clo- uh, not close, um, those Mandos, and that kind of matches what the Mandos looked like when we when we see glimpses of his flash of his childhood uh, during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's fla- we're gonna get the full flashback of of when he became a foundling. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I think there's gonna be. I, there was speculation of like after season two, like this this new season is going to be heavy, heavy Mandalorian lower stuff, like heavy. Bo-Katan is here. We're going to go into it. We're going into the cult stuff. Um, very stoked. Very yeah. excited for this. Keep the Jedi away. Yeah, we're good. I still do lament that we had no time between Grogu leaving and Grogu coming back. Yeah. I still oh, wish thank we you about that season. That being said, I am. It, it looks like a great season of television. So like. You know, I am glad to still be here. I'm so glad you said it because I, I that was going to be one of my things is I'm like, man, I still really wish exactly what you just said. 
um, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm happy to explore and all this stuff. Boba I Fett. just kind of wish there was a bit of story before this moment that wasn't Book of Boba Fett. That was yeah. about him being separated from Gogu. I swear, if that kid gets kidnapped one more time in the season, I swear to God. <laughs> we can't do this again. Well, now he can use the force and bounce. That's true. But people won't know that if you don't watch Book of Boba Fett. Damn it. What a bad idea. Andor. Andor what? Andor the show. Uh, this was cool. That last trailer was better. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hardcore, better vibes last trailer. But uh, not that I... Not that I thought he wasn't going to bring it, but Stellan Skarsgård is definitely bringing it in this trailer. Hardcore mm -hmm. emotions and acting in this one from this guy. Um, oh, yeah. I was I was already sold. I, you can't sell me harder on this show. I, I just want to watch it. I like... I don't like... So I'm kind of split. The first trailer is much better, but I really like the Mon Mothma stuff in this trailer more than the last trailer. I thought that stuff kind of... I thought that stuff was really intriguing mostly because we do get more of it in this trailer than we did in the last one um i i really i was really happy to see more of that stuff i don't say this most what i'm excited for anyway not to say i'm not excited for it but like gonna get the politics baby oh yeah, yeah. Brand, oh, just new, brand just wants his new mommy mom mothma, mothma is oh, there yeah. Ooh. i'm just still like so impressed by how the show looks like it just it just looks like, man, like they just they 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 really tried. It's so nice. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Cool. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you're when you're a student and um, they're like, yeah, don't always push out your A plus work or they're always going to expect that. And I'm like, we're seeing some A plus work here. I'm always going to expect this now. Yeah. Lucasfilm. That's yeah. Yeah. Disney plus. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want to talk about Marvel? Yeah. I I got I got all these mother did, behind me for some reason. I, I don't know. We did say we it can wait. We can vamp for a bit if you want. We did say that. All right, Black Panther Wakanda Forever had uh, some stuff going on. So Marvel bis oh, she just leaves. Um so so Marvel had some stuff and they talked about it like oh, how cool this movie is, how excited they are. Um so I just kind of pulled out some nuggets from a lot of the stuff that we that we yeah, uh, can kind of chew on, which is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, they talked about how this one will be about how the world uh, kind of is trying to like strip Wakanda of its resources now that they're at their weakest because their king is dead. Um, mm. That's awesome. That's, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, and from the trailer, like people like you can see from the trailer, people are like taking out like there's there are murals of ancient Wakanda and Atlantis fighting that the people are looking at. So like they have a rivalry that has been going on since, you know, like their civilizations have like been around so like we're definitely gonna get some history between them uh between them and now that they have an opportunity like oh man they're kings that let's steal all their shit we hate them um like the, like the whole world is it's it really feels like a hopeless situation for wakanda makes them kind of the underdog in the situation because not only is the whole world that they opened their doors to at the end of black panther they said hey we, we want to share our resources now they're like okay we'll give us more now that you've done that because mm -hmm. you're at your weakest and we can exploit you not only yeah. is that happening from around the world but atlantis has now come to wage war with them at their weakest time so and it's they're kind of being assaulted on both fronts and with how all of these rumors coming true there's atlantis might not be the only only country going after them and not not as a main plot point but there might be a certain dictator who shows up in the, in the end of this movie and latveria is like oh what if i had some of that vibrating <laughs> thank you does that does that person happen to be over your right shoulder 
Oh, there's so many characters over there. <laughs> yeah, see, he's right there. Behind me. He's right there above Daredevil. It's, it's oh. Dr. Doom. <laughs> I see oh, I see a monster. It's a Dr. Doom. That's Taskmaster. No, that's Dr. Doom. It's Dr. Doom. I can't. Uh, okay. I got, there's like a 700 characters. Yeah, I am, I'm just so excited for this movie. I, I just, Namor, man, he just looks so, so hot. Can't, can't wait. Iron Heart. Oh, yes! <laughs> We got the confirmation we were talking. We, we were thinking of Anthony Ramos is in fact playing the hood, um, and it, the the show is going to be about magic versus technology. Spicy. This is this is a very interesting one to do this with. Uh, not just because like science and magic is like a Doctor Doom thing, but like that's not what this is any of this is about. It's interesting that it's going to be Riri Williams versus the Hood. Uh, two characters i don't they, i think they have they have met in the comics briefly because like he is like a like a c a c-list you know like a c-list kind of villain guy uh who tries to be the next kingpin um but it's he is gonna be the magic version of the hood which is very exciting uh because he deals with demons and shit in them that people hood of his um it's gonna be interesting uh wong's gonna show up you know it wongers our guy wongers um i'm, I'm just excited ironheart's showing up in wakanda forever uh Ryan Coogler transitioned from Wakanda Forever into Ironheart, uh, which she was, was a, he's cool. a he's a producer on this, um, which makes sense. Yeah, um, but the big news the big news about Ironheart is that Jim Rash will be returning as the MIT guy that he was in Civil War. Love it. It makes me really happy that they're they're not getting rid of Riri's. Um, uh, she goes she she she's like she's an MIT at fifteen, like she's a genius. She's a Tony Stark genius. Uh, and now we got Mr. Funny Man, Community Man. Love it. And Ryan Coogler, executive producing, is going to be cool. Yeah, love it. I'm glad that he's carrying that over. Did I talk about... I do, okay. Um, okay, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. They talked about how it's going to lead directly into Avengers Kang Dynasty. It's very important going into Kang Dynasty. Makes sense if you heard the footage description, if you saw the footage description online. Um Scott has to do a heist in the quantum realm uh, so that Kang... So he's doing a heist for Kang in the quantum realm because Kang has taken Cassie. That's kind of that's kind of like the inciting incident of how the movie starts rolling. Um, Randall Park is returning as Jimmy Woo. And I cannot tell yeah. you how excited I am about that. Hell yeah. It's great. Get Show involved. off his up-close magic skills. Get involved in that quantum realm, baby. This will be his third entry into the MCU, and we're still waiting for his second in the DCEU. Oh, yeah, he's an Aquaman, too, but that's yeah. going to be December 2023. <laughs> exactly. Wow. wow. Um, I love Jimmy Woo, so I'm, I'm rooting for yeah. him to come back. All right. Uh, yeah, them describing this, like, uh, them saying, like, this is not like the other Ant-Man movies. This is this is essentially like an Avengers big-level movie with Ant-Man. Well, which is which is exciting to hear. Uh, I mean, you got Kang involved. Like, I don't expect it to be small. Um, I, I'm so sad we don't get to see the footage. It makes sense. I get it, but I really wanted to see that footage. I'm so excited yeah. for this show, for this movie. Uh, yeah, just hearing Jonathan Majors just like, yeah, man, he's killing it. He's 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 a big bad boy. Um, he looks just like Kang in the purple outfit and everything. He does. They're saying he doesn't wear. He doesn't have a purple mask, but I bet he will. He will. It, it'll be a it'll be a retractable mask because he has a reversible retractable mask on the. Car. I think. I think it'd be interesting. I think we're going to see... I still kind of stick to Sparks' theory that every Kang we see could be a different Kang. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, one of them that we meet could have the purple mask, even if this one doesn't. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm really excited for this movie, guys. Ant-Man Best Trilogy. Um, 
Oh, that's not important. Okay. Um, Armor Wars. Uh, they they kind of transitioned from a trailer we're going to talk about a little later to Armor Wars. Uh, we we got some news. We we didn't get this at Comic Con. We kind of left wondering what what's the deal with the show. It is filming next year, um, and it's going to be set set right after, and will be influenced directly by Secret Invasion. Hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah. If you guys don't know what Armor Wars is for the listeners at home, Armor Wars is a uh is a event where Tony Stark's uh, his fortune and his technology gets uh, out into the world and just every villain on the planet gets hold of his technology and creates their own Iron Man suit. So it's all about trying to get technology back in uh, in the Stark hands. Now that Tony's dead, uh, I'm sure people are just like stealing that shit left and right. And Rhodey's got to be like, ruh I'm just I'm just waiting for that Sam Rockwell casting announcement. There's no way he's not in it. There's no way he's not. Like I... If he's not, then it's a crime against humanity. Considering it's someone else who they brought back at this exactly. uh, convention, like exactly. Sam Rockwell's, I want my bird. I was saying, I was saying, <laughs> this is really interesting. Um, so they mentioned that there's no Avengers. The Avengers as an organization don't exist in the MCU anymore. They kind of made that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also curious if I think Stark Industries doesn't exist either. I was thinking about this because at the, in No Way Home. You see a lot of people. You see like damage control taking things away from Stark Industries. I wonder mm-hmm. if, if, um, if, if we, if that if like Pepper is out of a job, uh, basically, and that's how the stuff leaves for Armor Wars. That's how things are getting out into the world. I guarantee that's probably it, Brandon. I'm, I'm sure they're they have been purposely cagey about the the Stark estate right now. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that it'll be yeah, like someone was able to lawyer their way in and destroy it from the inside out. Yeah. So real uh, quick, real quick, Pepper still has control of Stark something because she gives that big fat check uh, that Spider-Man has at the beginning of No Way Home. That's Sorry, far, far from, from home. home. Far from home, which is still post-Endgame. No, I know, but Stark Industries wouldn't get shut down until the beginning of No Way Home. Um, we'll see. That's, I bet that's Armor what I'm saying. Armor Rose will explain it all, I guarantee you. Yeah. No, no, they won't. <laughs> well, no, it's like, honest. Was, no, they won't. better. At least better. I was just, I was just saying because, like, if there's no Avengers team, if there's no Avengers organization, then you know, it kind of also would make sense that the Stark and the Stark Industries would also be gone because of the events of Far From Home leading into No Way Home, and so like that would be the in to have that technology kind of find its way into the world, and and that's where 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 that story will will spring from, uh, the MCU version anyway. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Fantastic Four. They right, just and the cast is. <laughs> and the cast for Fantastic Four is. So Okay, this... real quick. Sorry, real quick, yeah, go, real go, go. quick. Uh, this last week was the first time I started seeing the people talking about, you know, Jodie Comer might be rumored to be Sue Storm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jodie Comer's coming to the MCU. I don't care if it's Sue Storm or whatever. Whatever she's going to be in, she's going to be great. But I'm so happy that people are talking about her. <laughs> Yeah, I because this has happened before, uh, not not like this, but um, uh, contracts take a long time to get to get finished and, and done. I I can almost guarantee you this was not the plan at D23 to say we're not talking about Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they weren't able to get the contract signed in time, something like that. Like, remember the Spider-Man situation where, like, he almost wasn't in that movie? Like, I guarantee you they had news that they just weren't able to talk about and they wanted to. There's no way they do that and say, oh, we can't talk about it. Like, I I, I just don't believe that. I think something got caught up and they couldn't talk about something. 
Well, there was one bit of news. It, we already kind of knew this was le- this was uh, announced to be he was in talks, but Matt Chapman is confirmed to be directing Fantastic Four. Yeah, he um, walked right out on stage and he shot Star Trek Four right in the chest. He did. Feels rude. It was right, really rude. Pine. Right in front of Chris Pine, and then he spat on him. They, oh. He had Chris Pine, and Kevin Feige took a selfie with it. Yeah. He had he had a, he had a, he had Chris Pine walk in with the Delta that says Star Trek Four on it, it's just big big old wobbly suit, and he walked out, and Matt Shagman just shot him in the face. No footage of no footage anywhere online. It's crazy. Matt no, it's Shagman all... can't be found. Police are looking after him. <laughs> uh, break. I might want. I I meant to talk to you about that. You might want to go into witness protection. I think you killed a man. <laughs> Matt killed a guy. <laughs> I made that joke just for Brandon. Um, Loki. Hey guys, Loki season two is happening. What's the guy's name, Sparks? Kehoi Kwan. From Everything Everywhere All at Once um, has joined the cast as a TVA employee. So excited. So cool. excited and cool. thrilled cool. for him. He talked, he was like, wait, this isn't the Indiana Jones panel? <laughs> I that was funny. You're, funny, You're a funny guy. Um, I'm so happy for this guy. He deserves yeah. it. He does. I'm happy Loki is happening because I, I love that show. More, yeah. more Jonathan Majors as Kang, please. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, they, they did say like a lot of Jonathan Majors in the footage that was there at D23. I'm so excited. Echo. Oh. We saw that we saw the behind the scenes footage. We knew this was happening. But Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio is confirmed to be returning as Kingpin. The bandage. Got oh, an eye bandage? On. May I? Bandage Confirming that the end shot of the season of Hawkeye was in fact stupid. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. And confirmed. Still stupid. <laughs> this show's in stupid. I'm really, I'm really excited for this show because what they talked about, uh, uh, it's gonna go into her origin and dealing with a lot of like Native American like heritage and stuff like that. Um, I think that's really cool. Again, seeing a different, a uh, different culture, a different side of people that we don't get normally get to see in the MCU is always exciting to me. I really like Echo, even if I don't think her character was served well in the show. I really like the actress and I really like the character. So I am Jones in to watch the show where they can actually focus on her and allow that actor to, to, to shine. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I desperately, I am worried that it, that it's going to be like the Kingpin show and they're just going to, it's like a, it's like a middleman to get to daredevil. And like, I hope that's not the case. Cause like, I really think Echo is cool. And I want, that I don't think I, I will, I will try to alleviate some of your concern, Ryan. I don't think it will be. I think Kingpin will be there mostly for like a, a follow-up on the Hawkeye thing, but more importantly, a bridge to the daredevil show. And the reason I think that is because I think in many ways, Echo is somewhat going to be done with him because mm-hmm. now we know that she shot him and didn't kill him and she shot him and she left him bandaged in the eyeball and that's it. And so Echo can move to a different part of her own story, and we don't have to linger with him too long. That's true. So I don't he's, think he's, he's going show, to be though. the main. He is in the show, but I don't yeah. think he's going to be the the main focus of the show. I hope so, because she's fighting tra- tracksuits as a villain. Yeah. So I hope not. Uh, after this, you know, Kevin Feige shushed shush them off the stage, shushed them all. You know, what he does, he gets like a big, big old hook and... Looney Tunes them everyone, out of the room. Everyone except, except Vincent D'Onofrio. Except Vincent D'Onofrio. And he, he did the best thing where he's just like, what if, wait, what about my show? And then Charlie Cox says, don't you mean my show? What about my show? And and dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. Uh, that's that. That's really all I want to say about that. There's no Daredevil news, except they're going to start filming it soon. They're but it was really so cool to see a 
photos and videos of Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio on stage with Kevin Feige and a big yeah. old Daredevil Born Again logo behind them. And I'm like, wow, we're really, we really did it, y'all. We really mm-hmm. won. We're back. We won. Congratulations, everyone. Pat yourself on the back and go home. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm happy uh, for Charlie Cox because I know that dude loves the character. And like I want, I want all the defenders, even the bat, even even Iron Fist. I like, I think he deserves a chance. Like, I want just of all, did you, of, of all the characters, like he does, he deserves it. Did you see him on the floor after, uh, like being asked about um, the levity of the character appearing in She Hulk? Because there was a trailer for him appearing in She Hulk this week, yeah. um, which was so good. Um, and uh, and him being like, you know, uh, Daredevil exists in multitudes. There are runs where he's very dramatic and dark, and there are runs where he's got a lot of levity and he's having a lot of fun we can yeah. be both 18 it's episodes is a lot of runway for us to do both and i was like oh, charlie charlie i love it. you did it i'm so happy you're back all right captain america new world order um we got a bit of news a bit a bit just a bit just a little, little tiny bit shira haas from unorthodox has been cast as the israeli superhero sabra mm-hmm it's a mutant in the in the comics, correct? Yeah. Carl Lumley will return as Isaiah Bradley. This is great. I bet Eli is also in this. Movie. I was about to say, guaranteed Eli is in there too. Yep. Yeah. Um, really happy to see Isaiah as Isaiah Bradley come back. Danny Ramirez, who was Joaquin Torres in uh, Falcon with Soldier, is coming back, and he will be donning the Falcon. Right. Nice. Hell yeah, baby! Legacy characters, I love you. More in Humans Erasure. Because he's an inhuman in the comics, isn't he? Is he? I think so. I don't remember that. I remember that being a big deal. I don't know. Uh, oh, that's it. Interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Uh, Tim Blake. Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Nelson. That's the next word, and I don't know why I paused there. Tim Blake Nelson will return as his incredible Hulk character, Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader. All right, y'all. So real quick. Now that this is confirmed, I 100% think he is in She-Hulk now. Yes. Mm. I 100% because we haven't talked about it on the on Fake Nerds Watch. Somebody's asking for She-Hulk's blood. That's not Kingpin. Mm-hmm. That's not Kingpin. I 100% think it's the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and this makes it even more like, oh, they're definitely bringing him back in a big way to make him the villain of Captain America. Hell yeah. Um, Very interesting place to put him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, 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 you know the con people when a villain gets announced for a movie like okay what's the story they can pull from uh, there is a there is a Hulk g- villain group called the Intelligentsia which is all the smartest villains in the world teaming together um, that they're just going to put in this into this Captain America movie um, and I'm just like sure fine with me have smarts versus brawn you know against like a, a power versus brains like I'm all about it that's awesome yeah this was the most exciting thing from this, from the Captain America specifically, because like, yeah, I, uh, I love the Incredible Hulk, and it's I've been so, so loving seeing that film seep its way back into the MCU first with General Ross, and then uh, now Emil Blonsky in in She Hulk. Still mm-hmm. waiting to see if they if they get back Liv Tyler. Um, you gotta at this point, she's the only one. You gotta at least tell us what's up with Betty. Where is she? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta tell me a sentence. Um, I, I'm 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 thoroughly convinced that they're there's gonna they're gonna find some way to do like a funeral for General Ross since yeah. William Hurt passed and she'll be there and that's how they're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's right. I forgot I forgot that actor William Hurt uh, passed away. Um 
So he's probably not in She-Hulk, huh? No. It's un it's hard to say because She-Hulk did did finish filming early enough he could be. Yeah. Uh that'd be cool. I, I always, you know, it's always a bummer we never got a second Hulk film. Um, but I'm I'm really glad to see that like, you know, the Incredible Hulk is not the movie lost. It's not the MCU movie that nobody talks about. That's in humans. Um it's it's really great to see that film get its its love in the see, MCU. I'll, I'll agree that like I I won't call it a great movie, but I always love when the MCU respects its history, whether it's yeah. good or bad. That's something right. that that like other like like DC like they they're not the same about that stuff. Well, like, and even the worst movies, again like Thor: The Dark World, like they use that as a plot device, a plot device in a good movie. Like they they all of it matters. And Tim Blake Nelson, we all I think wanted back as the leader, a follow up on that more than we even wanted Blomsky to appear again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So I, this is a... this is a dream fulfilled. I had a theory in the early days of Agents of Shield that he was the clairvoyant. I, I, the yeah, main, I remember that. I'm, I'm with you. Yep. The main villain of, of the first season of Agents of Shield. I would have been wild. Out, when it turned out to be Bill Paxton. Bill Pullman? Paxton. 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 When yeah. it turned out to be just Bill Paxton, I was really bummed. I was like, oh, it, it's just it's just Deathlock? Yeah. He was, the, he was another Deathlock. I... I when I when I heard this, uh, and they described it as like, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, not like Winter Soldier esque, but it is gonna be like a political thriller, and Paranoid I'm like, all in the said, New World yeah. Order stuff, dealing with like you know like see like like secret information and espionage and all that stuff. Like when you have a character like the leader who can like brainwash people and take over people's minds, like dealing with spy shit, that just makes it extra juicy and scary. Because like, again, who do you trust if you're being brainwashed? Like almost like secret invasion kind of stuff, but political. Yeah, was, especially especially when you had a bunch of scrolls running around recently. Yeah, so. Exactly. I think it's really great that they chose not to make Sharon Carter the main villain of the movie. Oh, thank God. When it was announced that it was the writer of, Cap- of Falcon Witch Soldier, I was scared that that would be the case. Hondo, 100% with you. Yeah. So, good. Oh, I want to hear what Ben thinks about some of this Marvel stuff. Ben, what's up? Do you have anything you want to say, Ben? Not really. I mean, okay. I'm looking... I mean, I'm looking. All the stuff looks sounds good. I'm looking forward. I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to Captain America. Um, I'm look, just waiting with bated breath for Fantastic Four news. Um, I really got nothing else to say. It's like cool. I just, I'm just like looking forward to it. Yeah, I just, I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I bought Fantastic Four full full circle by Alex Ross. This might be the most beautiful comic ever made. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. Speaking of all this Marvel news, I was kind of shocked that there was absolutely zero Guardians presence. Yeah, me too. Especially with the holiday annual coming up. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought we'd at least see something about that one, if not, you know, Guardians 3. Yeah. So I was stunned when there was absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's no Avengers team, but there is a, a Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts are coming. Jack Schreer was confirmed to direct the film. I think we heard that was happening prior and they released what the lineup of the thunder of this thunderbolts team will be which is julie louise dreyfus as val um she's like the the leader of it uh david harbour as red guardian that surprised me i didn't see that one coming yeah wyatt russell as john walker hannah john Kamen as ghost that also surprised me we Um, we heard her in the rumors so i'm really glad that was true florence Pugh as yelena Mm -hmm. olga uh, Kurilenko as Taskmaster and Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Yes. Uh, I I like this team mostly because of the actors who are involved. 
if you're looking at it as a team dynamic, it's really bad because it's literally all just super soldier people. The only person right. with superpowers is Ghost. Like, really. Um, I'm not talking about super strength. Um, I think it's... I. I think this lineup is this specific because they're not telling us a second part of the story, which is the actual Thunderbolt story that's actually happening. Because this is a Suicide Squad. This isn't the Thunderbolts. Uh, you need Zemo if you're going to do a Thunderbolt story. And I know Kevin Feige knows that. Uh, you're not going to do a Thunderbolt story without having Zemo, who is the Thunderbolt character for decades. So I think there's a second part that we're not being revealed yet. But this is, I think this is a fun team. I I love Ghost. Uh, she is the only actual Thunderbolt on the team, which is really nice to see. Thanks for, is, uh, thanks for doing your duty, Marvel. Appreciate one out of six. Yeah, um, this is when, uh, because of people talking about Zemo for the Thunderbolts movie, I learned something I definitely ignored, probably by choice, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is that, where is Zemo now, guys? Yeah, I don't know. He, he's just he gone. Went, he's missing. He went to a he's Wakandan prison. Not true. He's on. He's in the raft. What? They show him at the end of the series in the raft, in the like wrap-up montage sequence he's sitting in the raft even though the wakandans took him away and i blanked that out of my brain okay the raft is still around uh they'll they'll (laughs) they need zemo that's all i'm saying they whatever whatever if he's in jail he needs to get out uh because like i just i just don't see how you do a thunderbolts movie without him it's really odd it's like it's 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 like making an avengers movie the first Avengers movie without a core Avenger, which they did, but you know what I mean. It's just the the optics of it are really weird. Um, but I'm just more than anything, I'm glad that Thunderbolts is a movie that exists because again, this is like one of those obscure teams that's like, man, that's for comic book fucking nerds, baby. Like that's like that's like the C listers right there. I love it. Like I we're at a point where Ghost is on a team in a major in a Marvel movie, and I'm like, it's it's just nice. Thank you, thank you, Marvel. I'm really, really stoked we're getting more Ghost and more Red Guardian. I love yeah. both of those performers in those roles. Red Guardian um, is a very interesting choice, uh, but I think he's a really fun choice because I will watch David Harmer be a crazy Russian man all day, every day. I think I think he's important to the team dynamic for this to work. Um, Him and I think Wayne. it's I think it'll be fun. Do you guys think if William Hurt hadn't passed away that they would have included him as part of this film? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, Taskmaster's on the team. Uh, I uh, y'all know I love Taskmaster, and Black Widow's Taskmaster is not good. So I a hundred percent know they're going to change that character. Uh, that character is has to be given a personality, otherwise it just doesn't gonna work. A, it's just she it's is, just going to be another sword, another another uh, Black Widow character, basically. She she is um, freed from the mind control at the end of that movie. Yep. Um, and it's been many years at this point since black widow and within the mcu so it's uh it's it's very easy you can you can retcon that character to be someone closer to the taskmaster of the comics pretty easily at this point yeah uh and and that and that actress olga uh, who was in the princess like like and i've seen seen them in other stuff like they're capable of being like a like whip smart quippy like hard ass like cool character like cool badass character so like i want that for my taskmaster really yeah. badly really and badly. wielding whips they're capable of wielding whips we know too true the marvels the marvels the marvels uh we got some news there um it's going to focus on the three heroes captain marvel monica rambo and miss marvel um as they keep trading places with each other every time they use their powers and they must team up to fix their problem y'all this is like a freaky friday situation 
but like they keep switching like every they time they just change location yeah they just change locations but like they keep swapping like yeah i'm sure it's not going to be literally every time they do one power thing but like they're going to keep swap swapping back and forth and i think that's i'm that really like a good time i i love the concept i'm really interested in how they explain why that's happening yeah it's kind of like it's kind of cool that they're they're um you know kind of going off of the fact that they all kind of now have the base at basically a similar power origin mm-hmm. like it's all cosmic inspired so kind of having like that be the connection there is kind of is kind of cool um i think specifically they just said it like everything they're all light powers um near the cost of set up on the stage and the um you know, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Well, Goose is going to be in this movie. It was the next thing. The Florkin. He's I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, the the early word of what the tone was, they said it felt very Guardians. Like more more comedic, way more comedic than Captain Marvel 1. Which I, which I, I'm, I'm here for. Yeah, yeah I'm, re- I'm really excited for the Marvels. I really like the director. I mentioned the cast. Um, uh, you, you guys saw the clip of, of uh, Brie Larson when she was asked, how long are you going to do this? And she was like, who does anybody even want me to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't blame her for that response at all. Yeah. Nope. Laura Cartman, who scored Miss Marvel, uh, will score the film. Okay. Cool. I don't remember that score being particularly memorable, but like, hey, man, yeah, come back. Do it again. There was a cool Miss Marvel theme. Yeah. I think Miss Marvel had a pretty distinct score it was it was not bad i i remember it better than i remember some of the earlier ones that aren't wandavision is brandon frozen oh there he is oh, there he is oh, back. Yeah, now you're, you're back. back i thought you were just like contemplating thinking right now i no i i something something happened i'm sorry no you're it's good. okay all right move on trailers more, more. trailers more trailers secret invasion and wild um i just didn't expect this to i'm really stoked to see martin freeman here yeah i think that's gonna be a lot of fun it makes it feel like really worldwide if he's yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i'm excited i i still want just a a, like a nugget more of like what's going on i i i it's a it's a secret it's exactly what it is. It's like, it's a secret, like Nick Fury somehow found out about the scroll secret invasion of earth. That's currently going underway. So he's going to earth. And like, I guess, I guess I should elaborate that. Like, I, I, I wish I had, this is a trailer. It's not a big deal. It's the first trailer. Um, I just, I just wish I had like more context of like, I have no idea who Amelia Clark is, oh, um, well, sure. yeah. you know? And like, that's, that's fine. But like, I can't, I can't, um, latch into anything with, you know, her yet. I'm pretty uh, sure she's brand. Well, but we'll see. Um, so that's uh, I. I'm excited. I just feel like other trailers have sold the 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 concept of the show a little better than I think this one did. Like like the basic premise of of the show is very clear with the with the scroll stuff. But um, sure. Uh, yeah. What about you, B Dog? Nope, he's gone. Uh, oh, he's, ben, what about gone. you? Um cool <laughs> no, okay. I, I i did okay so i did watch this trailer um it's great to see nick fury back in the limelight again but at the same time i it's just a teaser there's not a lot of stuff going on we don't see yeah. a whole lot of things 
I did see, I did like Martin Freeman. I did like, um, uh, is it Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. 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 Ben Mendelsohn is also <clears throat> in there. Like when he stands up and then a bunch of other people just like start to crowd him. It's like, Oh shit. Okay. Good so chat. he's not in control. He's not in total control. Shit's going down. So once again, it's just a teaser. There's not a whole lot we know, but it, so far it looks good. And it's like cool secret invasion can't wait to it's gonna be good stuff good stuff the thing that i'm mostly yeah yeah sorry the thing that i'm really excited for is just like again like the tone and like the the music it's like that very like that ding ding like the very spooky spy music um i just i really dig it and and like i feel like like the drama uh uh of like like they don't I will agree, Sparks, like, because I know more about this than, like, the regular person does. Like, I got a really good sense of, like, of, of what it's about. I'm so glad you said that, because what I wanted to say is that, like, I watched this with Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Forrest sat there, and he's like, what is actually this about? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, they don't make it clear that this is about scrolls. That's true. They don't, yeah. Um, and that's a fair question. <laughs> I do think, I, I will agree with that. I do think the trailer... Specifically, it's called Secret Invasion. Nick Fury is asking, what do you know about your detail? Like, there's an air of, of untrust in the air. Yes. So, like, I think if, if if you can put enough together, but I will agree, if you're a complete, like, anti-Marvel, don't know anything about it, this trailer doesn't give you enough to warrant that. But, like, uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. Sure. Ben, uh, what, do you, what do you think about this one? Am I back? Am I good? Am I... Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, I really dug this. I really like... Um the last shot seeing fury with the goatee and the eye patch. I thought that was really cool. I, 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 I thought this was exactly the, the show I thought it would be when they were like, we're doing secret invasion, but it's going to be smaller scale. We're not doing secret invasion. The event we're doing smaller. And this is exactly the show I pictured. Um, Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's exactly like, and it's funny. Uh, you'll, when you watch it, you'll see sparks, but like, West, the latest season of Westworld did a lot of this, like, who can you trust this shit to, which I really mm-hmm. like. Specifically, a scene of, like, someone going to talk to someone of, like, what do you know about this person? And I'm like, oh, I, I'm immediately feeling that. Uh, and I just really love who can you trust, like, like stuff like that. So, like, sure. uh, I, I, as someone who is, like, very familiar with Secret Invasion, uh, I I am excited that we're at this point, and I agree, Brandon. The the small nature of it looks looks really good. Um, I was really, I don't know, I don't think I knew Rhodey was in this before I watched this trailer. Um, but I was excited. I was happy to see him in it. Uh, ben Mendelsohn looks unhinged, like he's a, kind of been in this for a bit b- before Fury shows up. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I have to I'm imagine that. that like shit went wrong during the blip, and that that's like when we're gonna see like what happened with the scrolls and stuff that like caused this secret divide or whatever. Between last them. time we saw, last time we saw Talos, he was he was pretending to be Nick Fury. Him and his it's wife true. were Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and that was after Endgame. Because Dick's been off off world. It's true. It's a good point. It's true. So, Werewolf by Night. Oh, Michael Giacchino! Look at you directing shit. Michael Giacchino confirmed as the director. We heard that already, but they confirmed it. Um, this is only his second thing he's directed. He after the um, Star Trek short film he did. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly are the leads of this one. But yeah, what do we think about this? This is the one I accidentally missed. Damn. Oh no, Ben! That's a shame. Oh, I'm so sorry you missed like, so the real trailer quick, of the bunch. Because uh, 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 Gail Garcia is playing Werewolf by Night. But what's, <laughs> the act- what's, what's the actress's name again? 
Laura Donnelly. Laura Donnelly's ben, playing Elsa Bloodstone. Ben, literally go watch it right now. It's like it's we'll like talk a, about it's like a it and you come back. Yeah. Uh Elsa Bloodstone, uh cult fan favorite character, Monster Hunter, uh one of the most incredible like uh, supernatural Marvel characters that only shows up in like in like side stuff as like like it's she's like everyone's like favorite character that you've never heard of like like she's like that kind of character mm -hmm. um and the fact that she's showing up in a marvel thing i'm like man they're really building up the midnight suns they're actually i love they're so good at doing this shit like and but the fact that like this is a a black and white i heard it was going to be four by three but i think marvel said no to four by three uh but uh, but an old school classic uh, universal monster yeah. looking looking thing it's... i can't believe it it's like wandavision it's insane because like when when I heard about these Halloween specials and the Christmas special, like I was like, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna look like a Marvel movie, but like forty five minutes long. Um, and then, and then I saw this and I was like, oh, they'll be really unique and fun and super cool. This looked incredible. I was stoked the moment I saw this trailer. Man, thing is in this. Are you kidding me? Come on, bro. Sparks, what are yeah. you feeling? I know you probably like this one. You had to have. I did, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see Giacchino direct this one. As far as I was concerned, this was this was the best trailer of the bunch from D23. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just because, like, it's it it. I didn't think a that they would totally allow some a trailer like this to exist, let alone the show, the special. It um, it, it gave me such like besides like Universal like old school Universal like like Grindhouse vibes too yes. with like with mm -hmm. like the cuts of the eyes. Yes. Um, and I'm just like, oh, wow! Like, I, it's so it's so cool that we're at this point where Marvel's just like, yeah, I'll make your 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 exploitation werewolf uh, short. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead. Have the a good thing, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that I really like about this is that, like, you know, we haven't really seen anything unique from the MCU stuff on Disney Plus. Not really. Um, there's been some good tone stuff. There's been some good kind of like playing with Wandavision. Division was the Wanda most Vision. experimental. Little well, that's why that's that's what I said. Like, one division was really yeah. the most experimental, um, but Werewolf by Night is a is a step further than that that I didn't think they'd be willing to take ever, quite frankly. And, and I again, gotta, and the fact oh, that they did that makes me super excited. Uh, I got I got a theory that's probably wrong, but but I'm leaning towards right. Uh, if you've noticed, there are people fighting in this trailer. Those are those are people from the TVA. Those are Ooh. TVA agents. And I got the sticks that 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 get rid of people. I think they came to our universe, and then Werewolf by Night's gonna get transferred somehow to our universe somehow. I think this is a black and white world that we're looking at that the TVA come into. How you feel about that? How you feel about that's that? An, that's, that's an that's interesting theory. theory. I like it. I like it. I like it too. But I'd be more down if it was just six one six MCU. Because oh, like, for sure. I yeah. Ben, you've watched it now, and it looks scary as all hell. Really? I didn't think it looked that scary. I'm, I mean, okay, maybe not scary as all hell, but it does look like the like most Goosebumps different scary. Marvel thing that I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. it's shot black and white. It looks like it's an old, supposed to be an old campy horror film. They do this thing in the in the trailer where they they used to have like these these like black dots that came up on the yeah, screen. I to saw that to simulate to tell the projector when to switch reels. And when I saw that in the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, they really went all out." Yeah, exactly. Um, I, to do I'm that. thinking it. This is going to be a fun thing to watch on Halloween. And it's, Halloween it's, it's so cool that Giacchino is like, I want to do this. Can I direct this? And they're like, yeah, go for it. I think that's fun. Mag is in the comments, Ben, if you want to pull that up. Uh, let's see. Yes. He said, 
need more Halloween themed stuff for Marvel, and now hoping Agatha show will be too. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I don't know if this rumor came with this or previous, but like they said that there's going to be multiple, there's going to be Halloween special every year. And now that we know this one's coming out, like the next ones are most likely true, and the other ones are going to be about Elsa Bloodstone and uh, Man Thing, uh, if the rumors are true. But like, shut your mouth, Man Thing on Disney Plus. Shut your mouth. When I saw that, when I saw that, it's just a frame of Man Thing. I was like, oh, yeah. what? And the the thing. The thing about Man Thing showing up is Man Thing isn't isn't like Luke Cage. He's a dude who fights people on the streets. He's the guardian of the nexus of realities. He is like a cosmic character. Uh, he's like Swamp Thing, but like but like almost like almost bigger. Um, so like the fact that he's involved too is like they're really. I don't know what they're setting up by having Man Thing in here, but like that's it's really cool. Why why are you in here, Man Thing? John John Radley says I am over the Moon Knight. I'm just kidding. Moon Aww. about Man Thing cannot wait. Yeah yeah yeah, that's fun. Yeah, Moon, it, it, rumors Moon Knight will show up. I doubt it. I I, I think this thing's probably got enough things, enough stuff into it, but maybe. We'll yeah, see. I'm um, excited. This was this was the this took the cake for me for the whole yeah for the whole so the whole weekend. The, the second it did like it did like they did a little other special presentation, and I'm like, yeah, baby, that's not <laughs> normal. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like it's like a different like imprint within marvel studios like these marvel special presentations and uh james gunn was asked would, would the holiday special have the same thing as like yes it's a it's also a marvel presentation a special presentation love it love it all right and like to show that like they, they they're real about this <laughs> werewolf by night is on that avengers campus promo picture with man thing yes. so like they're showing up again probably like hell yeah baby stupid werewolf people man monsters swamp monsters couldn't be happier Man monsters. Man monsters. So that's everything from D23. What what did you guys think of D23 this year? Pretty some good, good stuff. Some pretty pretty good. good stuff. Personally, if I got some fantastic forecasting, it would have been real great. Other than that, I it's pretty good. Real happy about it. I got a, I got to see honestly y'all, I got to see a Thunderbolts like a real ass announcement. And that that's when I knew like Marvel is like they are they are digging for franchises because like they're going for the Thunderbolts now, y'all. Like, oh man, everything's it's all kosher now. We made it. Uh, shall we get into our book club then? All right, so it's my turn. Uh, ben, I, uh, I, sorry. Sorry, Ben. Uh, he said he was fading before we went into okay. the thing. Um, it was my turn. So I picked Aliens versus Predators. Predator versus Predator. I was still on a Yaucha kick when it became my turn to pick the book. So I figured, why not? I also own this as a, one of the 30th anniversary hardcover collections, like I do the Predator and Aliens books. Um, yeah, so this is the first. This is the so I picked the very first Alien vs. Predator comic ever published by Dark Horse Comics. What did you guys think? Anybody? I'll tell you first. Uh what, what what year did this come out? Do you know? 1990. 1990? Okay. Um this being the very first AVP comic, I'll give it a pass for being the first. Um I personally found it to be dreadfully long halfway boring and the best part was the the story that came after the the, the regular story um I, I i didn't really i didn't really connect with a lot of the characters and i'm someone who personally i i love reading i love words i'm not someone who ever complains about having 
uh, way too many words on a, on a page. But this book is so wordy for no reason. There's a lot of extra words on these pages that I just don't think added to the story or the characters. Um, I think the art's really cool. I think the idea is cool. Clearly, this is the inspiration for the movie. Um, but overall, I think it's longer. I think if this were six issues, that'd be great. But it's like it's like it's like double that, uh, and I felt the length. Mm. Uh, I believe it's only four issues, four oversized issues. So well, eight issues. Five, it, 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 five it, it, it was two hundred. I read almost like two hundred pages of comics. Yeah. Well, because uh, it's. A, sorry, go ahead, Ben. It's like five if you include issue zero. Okay. Did I read the wrong? I hope oh I yeah. Read. So yeah, this volume collects issues zero through four of Aliens vs Predator. Yeah. You just you read the rest of the collection past the first Alien vs Predator comic. Yes, because because yeah. I thought we were gonna read the whole thing. Yeah. So you read War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the lady at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. I w- I forgot to mention when I when I introduced this book. Uh, who? So it's written by I forgot to do this. Ra- uh, Randy Stradley with uh, art by Phil Norwood uh, and Chris Warner, inked by Carl Story, Robert Car- uh, Caminella, and Phil Norwood. Yeah. Uh, Sparks a bit. I want to clarify, Brandon. It was was it your intention for us to read War? No. Okay, yeah, I didn't do that. Okay, I thought it was the best thing I read. <laughs> That's I, I I believe that because like I was I I did not finish uh, the comic because I just I ran out of time, frankly. Um, but uh, I like the opening, um, the whole section where you hear the two guys just talking about the way they abuse Scott the system of nature and everything. Those are the two characters I connected with most. That's yeah, they were the, the, the way they're having that intellectual conversation, but it's paralleling what you're seeing with the AVP encounter. I think that whole section is like, frankly, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very well done. It's very in tone of both films. Yeah. Um, and capturing their essence as it goes through it, both with the visuals, which are very, very good, and the conversation around it. On on that, if you don't mind, there's a scene. There's a scene I want to highlight, um, which was when the queen, kind of bouncing off of what we read in the Aliens comic. Uh, the queens are really intelligent, kind of almost psychically so. Uh, the queen uses her kind of thing to push the 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 grabber thing away from the egg queen, so the queen egg, uh, so that it just incinerates a drone egg, and, and that that's how the queen egg ended up on the on the planet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, Sparks, go finish your thought. Uh, no, I was just saying that uh, I thought that opening was very good, but once we got into the story after that, I found none of the characters are interesting um, and kind of just wanted to get to the aliens and the predators, which took much longer than I felt it should have. Ben? I am so sorry, but this thing was putting me to sleep. Mm. And I, I don't mean figuratively. I actually mean literally. Um, I was reading through this, and I, I was reading through this, and I was... I nodded off for a good 20 minutes. Um, I'm not to say that it was like super boring. Like once we got to the aliens and the predators actually, you know, going at it. Cool. But everything before that, even the intellectual conversation. And for me, I don't know. It's just because I was tired beforehand. Um, I do like the art. I think the art is great, but for some reason, issue zero, it being all in black and white, it was very hard for me to discern what I was looking at. Mm, Our, I definitely did not see this in black and white. No black and white for me. Oh, that's weird. Issue zero is in full color. Yep. Here, I'll show you. Sorry, Bob. Well, shit. 
Apparently, the one I was reading was in black and white. It's I wonder if the original, if the original version was in black and white, and they they colored it for the re, for this kind of collection. Because this collection is on the site that we read comics on. Uh, I assume that's what uh, Sparks and Ryan read. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Maybe because I was using the regular issues, I wasn't reading the paperback version. That's probably why. maybe. Oh, that's Maybe. probably yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because I was reading because I was reading the one that had like issues zero through four. Because I'm like, all right, cool. So I know, I yeah. can, I can definitely see reading in black and white. That being issue hard, black yeah. and white. There's it's, it it's was, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, I get there that. is. There's so much stuff going on, and I do. I have to agree with Ryan. It was very wordy. Um, not to say that all comics that are wordy are bad. They're not. It's just for some reason this one just story wasn't grabbing me. It wasn't like keeping my full attention. As I said, I kept falling asleep as I was reading. I felt like a lot of fluff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Ben, do you have anything else you wanted to mention? Sorry. Um. So I, I you know, I'm I'm probably a bit hotter on it than 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 you guys are. Not to say I disagree with any of your points is there are things that i was bugged by this being so early and this being the first time these two crossed over i felt it um in issue zero when all these eggs are planted on different planets and then they show up and they're just the drones we've seen before you know this was before uh, alien 3 kind of changed the game on that but the mm-hmm. that the 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 parasite would take on the uh, stuff of the some stuff of the hosts. I for right. sure thought we were getting a bunch of rhino aliens in this. Yeah, thing. And, yeah, uh, it was so disappointing. And so, like, they had the idea they they had the idea that you know this, uh, it, it it's always the same thing. And I felt I felt that to be just lazy. And I I understand that they probably didn't think about that, but also they they should have. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I also don't like the predator designs personally. Um, specifically, they're kind of like they're kind of like um, John Smith I, armor that they wear. I do, and I don't sometimes, and it varies from panel to panel. Okay. Yeah, there is there is. I do like one aspect of the book. There is there is the friendly predator, and there is one scene that I really actually do like. Um, the predator is everyone's trying to escape from aliens, and the predator is hanging off like a cell tower, and she's like, "Wait, it's my patient. We must get him." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she cares about the predator, predator patient. And then they team up, and like that's again where like the movie gets inspired from. So like, there are aspects of the book I really like. I just feel like, even if it's only like four issues, like they're double sized issues. There, there's a lot of talking in the middle of this book that I just feel like doesn't get us anywhere. I don't remember any of these characters' names except for Scott and Tom because they tell us right at the beginning who they are. I remember there's like a, there's a, a lady doctor. She's cool. Um, Revna. But like. It just reminds me of the movie. I'm like, oh, I, I'd rather just watch the movie than read all this. I think. I think the main character's name is Machiko. Sounds about right. Yes, that yeah. sounds right. Um, it's a shame yeah. that y'all didn't read the the war part because it's literally it's a it's like a ten page story about her going on another world with the predators and she's part of their tribe and it's just them exterminating and how cool she is. Um, and that was like nothing but cool action. Uh, I'm like, damn, this is sick. I wish this was a book. <laughs> But that's probably like that's a single book. Um, I do I do agree with Sparks that uh, it takes too long for the predators to get there, for like the AVP part of it to they to, just to happen. They just don't make those characters engaging. Um, you know, I'm not watching the cast of Alien in this. Yeah. I'm not seeing those those kind of dynamics and relationships on at play. I'm not connecting with them as a crew or a group. Uh, so when 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 you're going through that much 
malarkey with them, um, it's very hard because I'm just not getting attached to anything. Yeah. And again, like the characters that I care about the most, like uh, Tom, uh, uh, the, uh, Scott and Tom, uh, uh, they both get aliens and then one of them dies. The other's like, you don't understand. We were together on that lector. That means I've got one side of me too. My life's over. I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, the one guy, like, damn. That's good. Uh, that's, that's good drama, but that's because like he's been established from the very beginning. And I'll and I'll also admit, like, just to be fair, that um, you know, I, I said like I wasn't able to finish this. I just ran out of time amidst schoolwork and everything else going on, and uh, that definitely contributed to me being kind of just frustrated with how long it took with the people stuff that just wasn't doing anything for me, because I'm like. <laughs> rather get to the good part of this in time for this podcast and i just didn't get quite deep enough into it i i bet if it's 1990 and you're reading this week to week it's like a slow burn it's like a nice slow burn to like the big chaos but like when you're reading this all together i think and especially again like we are in so 2022 yeah we've, we 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 are inundated with so much alien versus predator alien slash better and all that stuff we have so much of it so i think going back to the source it's like this was the first attempt and like again it's not bad uh, i really do like the art uh, i think the aliens look pretty cool and some of the predator uh weaponry and stuff looks really sick um i just thought it was unnecessarily long uh for for basically what should have been half half the length i think um the the i always like it when predators have handguns for some reason i don't know why Mm -hmm. um yeah what was i about to say oh i had another thing it was another negative oh real quick is 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 the lady who becomes friends with the predator at the end (laughs) is she white no okay because in in war uh she is white (laughs) Wait, the late, the lady. Wait, so I'm sorry. Um, the lady who gets the scar in in in, in this book. She's yeah, not, she's, she's Asian. not white, right? She's Asian. Okay, in she's a white lady in the in the in the in the ten issue thing I read last time. She, they turn mm-hmm. her into a white lady. Huh. She's just a white lady. So that's funny. <laughs> there's a there's a line that I kind of like, which is uh, but uh, invisibility. That's how the warriors had gotten past our defenses, but invisibility has little meaning to creatures with no eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a cool line. Yeah. Um, it does. The length of this does feel longer because it is so wordy. It's not necessarily page count. It's just, it's slow and it, it's using its page. It's using its normal amount of pages poorly. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not flowing the way it should. It's not structured the way, the way it should. I think both the alien and the predator books that we, that we've done on this show um, uh, written by Mark for Hayden um, yep. have been stellar. Uh, and this oh, is, not- yeah, I love, I love that. Especially that one alien book we read. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is, this is just not that. Um, no, it isn't. And it and- feels like for like, again, like I know this is, this is like the first time that this idea was like cemented, but it feels super safe. It's just like, well, we just release aliens and we fight them. Like there's not there's not really much more to that, but yeah. it's it's so wordy from the human side. I'm like I don't care about any of this stuff. Where's the alien and predator stuff? Yeah, I. Uh, but that said, like I do want to get some positives in here, which is just to say that I did enjoy this. Um, I, I liked the, I did like the main character, uh, Machiko. Um, I thought the art is pretty good. Um, 
and I kind of like the 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 scene the the themes it sets up in the in the beginning. Um, so I just, I'm not I'm not totally negative, and I I just wanted to be sure because I have a tendency to when when the when the three of you are kind of like on the same page or something, I have a tendency to just kind of like stick in that zone. And I do want to mention that like I did like a lot of a lot of stuff in in this, and I do I did find it enjoyable. It's just there's there's a lot I like too. It's just like unfortunately, the 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 the, the human wordage overpowers almost everything else yeah, yeah and i I'm, i wonder what how much more i might be sharing in some of your positivity branded if i'd been able to finish the whole thing in time but i just i just didn't um but definitely like you know if you've got the positive share then especially you know it's your book club um it just it just didn't i i, I can't stress enough that i really enjoyed issue zero and i kind of yeah. wanted the rest of the story to kind of have a similar feel to it and it just didn't uh, in that's, the that's first why I, issues following up. That's why I feel so harshly on it, because it starts so strong. Like, it starts as, like, oh, it's being a heady alien book that involves predators, and then it kind of devolves into, like, mm, oh, you know, just generic stuff. All right. That'll do it. AVP do it. in the books. Sparks, it's your book club next week. Do you know what it is? No, I have no idea, because I have none of my comics with me right now, so I got to do some looking. All right. So stay tuned for announcement on that. one. In the meantime, we will be back next week, uh, most likely. Um, we're talking about something. Uh, there's a couple of uh, options to talk about. Uh, the Woman King. Want to do The Woman King? I do. As I was also gonna, there's also Do Revenge and See How They Run, both of which I'm excited for. So, um, Cool. So The Woman King, I guess. Um, I think ooh. we should. Ooh. Sparks, there's a chance that I get to see that with you, because this is Ooh. my last, this is my last podcast in this vicinity. There's Woo! a chance. There's a chance we could all see it together. <gasps> the Woman King. No. No. Nope. Not no. for Ben. Not you're for you're still going to be up there, Brandon. Oh yeah. We we don't get my dad's ashes until Wednesday, and then we're probably. I'm not. I don't think it, there's a conceivable way I'm leaving here by this weekend hmm. that's a whole other thing gotcha. all right ben are you not on next week portland. no I, I mentioned this i'm going no no not, not portland i'm going to arizona oh that's right oh right 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 you travel I forgot a lot. about that i do that's not a bad thing i wish i could travel um and of course guys you know this is 297 you know what that means 298 299 300 um, our 300th podcast is coming up where we yes. will be talking about the Evangelion Rebuild movie series. I got three yes. weeks to watch three Evangelion films. That's one film a week. I can Nope, do nope, nope. You have less. We are recording it in advance and we've told you this. You have less time. I have we less We'll talk time. about this off air. Uh, Mag, always reliable in the chat saying, You're the best. Uh, catch you later, gang. Take care and be safe. You too, You're sir. The best, Mag. Um, cool. Thank you guys for the distraction today. Hell oh, yeah. I really needed it. Um, cool. Guys, like this video, subscribe to this channel, check out more. Um, oh, Grayson in the chat. Uh, bring it up, uh, Ben. <laughs> I've seen one of the movies. I just have a few more to go. Uh, do yourself a favor and just do that this week. He, he watched the shortest one. <laughs> uh, Check out the rest of our videos on YouTube. Like I said, a fake nerds watch for She-Hulk. 
is up. The first episode is up. The second episode will be coming soon. Um, and stay tuned for Fake Nerds Watches for uh, shows like Sandman and Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, although Star Trek Lower Decks might end up just being one long special, depending on how things go. Maybe. I'll have to talk to the homies, but there's going to be a big time jump halfway through the season of House of House of Dragon. So if we can, maybe there'll be a halfway season to talk about, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Stay tuned for no that. Will Brandon watch? Who no. knows? No, he won't. No. Not in that time. Uh, Basement Arcade. You can check out Basement Arcade. Um, it's our video game Let's Play series. And of course, Basement Arcade Pause Mini, which released a most recent episode. Ben, say one last thing about that episode. It's about games we don't like. Go go listen slash watch it. It's really good. How do you enjoy it? With Patrick Brickhouse and Donnie G Retro. Yep. Victor Book Club and Animation Station are also on this channel that you can check out. Uh, so, 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 so do that. Like this video, subscribe to this channel. Um, you can check out our Patreon and our T Public, which are linked below. Um, you can also, uh, if you'd like to support us financially, and you can find those links as well on our website at victorpodcast.com. Um, and that's where you can find all the links. That, that link is below. You can find all the links there. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the live show. And thank you to everyone who watches the who watches the rewind. We had quite a few people in the live show today. I was surprised. Um, you can check out Jeremy Bellucci, who did all the music you've heard here tonight and all the music for all of our shows. Um, he You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Um, you can find his podcast also, Suburban Proctologist on iTunes, Suburban Proctologist Official on Facebook, and Subproc Podcast on Instagram. Thank you to Mike Tola. Uh, Mike Matola is a wonderful friend and collaborator with us. Um, you can find his artwork um, at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Um, cool. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Nope, I should have said the Fake Nerd Podcast at GmailGuys at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. And also check out my writings on Screen Rant and my, my Infinity Saga pieces on Atomic Geekdom. And I edit and write for kaijuramenmedia.com. Ben. You can find me cramming in the Evangelion films at BenMaga27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can also find me writing for Old School Gaming Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. Ryan. Hey, y'all. You can find me just like, like being Marvel's biggest shill at DJ Tony Snark 616 Sparks. You can find me just trying to survive at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate this. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. And until next time you see us, guys, stay fake, nerds. <laughs>